Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis, and featuring the Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam and Technap. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Hope Mech Show. Presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, March 7th. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this show. Trey Kennard will be on. Cade Clayson will be on. Austin Stroop's going to come on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. It's been fun. It's been fun for you guys to look on sponsored deals on PulpMechShow.com and uh, support us. Thank you. You can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on the PulpMex app. You can listen live on the app. I think you can listen live on on uh, TuneIn app, too. I'm going to try that out. Some people say it doesn't work. Let me know if it works. TuneIn app. Search PulpMex Show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, love FMF, W Wheels, if it ain't W, it's shit, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, Two Wonder, and Nitro Circus all on board with us tonight. Thanks again for listening. we got the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis. We have the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. We have the gear alloy cold call. We have the NFAB question of the day and the NFAB JGR check-in. And we have the uh, gear alloy cold call with me in studio for the entire show. He's a privateer hero. He's padding like shit to get off privateer island. He's a seven-deuce-deuce, Adam Antonep. What's up, buddy? What up, dude? Good to see you, Steve. How it's are been... you? Thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen better days, but uh, just trying to recover from this broken femur that I had oh, um, a month God ago. damn it. You broke a femur. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. Um, per, pushing pretty hard at the practice track, um, just trying to get better and better. And uh, and the season was going so well for me. You know, I had a, I had a great team to start out with, and then, and then I got the call from Rocky Mountain because oh. uh, Kyle got hurt. And uh, got on that team and was just uh, was just feeling so great. Um, everything with my mental coach was uh, was going absolutely wonderful. The training was going good. Um, my fitness was starting to feel better and better each week. My starts were getting there. Everything was just starting to click. I was pushing a little bit harder and harder each week, and, right. and just felt like everything was coming together. And bam, you know, hit oh, the ground. Man. Um, made a little mistake at uh, Lake Elsinore after the finish line. Went triple triple. Uh, tried to soak up the second triple just a little bit too much. Uh, clipped it with my rear wheel rode the front end off the next lip and uh, kind of pitched me off to the left um, while I was in the air kind of threw the bike off to the side you know so it wouldn't land on me and then just landed Jeez. right on my hip uh, suffered a uh, broken femur kind of top um, kind of by the top of the neck of the femur not quite the crooked part but um, right where it's kind of coming down straight this, um, is, this is depressing you're depressing yeah. me stop it you're depressing I, me I know I, I'm, I'm depressing a lot of people so but, you're, uh, off, you're off for Supercross uh, hopefully back for outdoors uh, yes I'm yeah. going to be back for the whole outdoor season which I'm uh, very excited to do um, you know it's funny because uh, uh, 
not to knock on outdoors or anything, but I absolutely hate outdoor. Um, but <laughs> you know, I, I am, uh, I'm ecstatic to uh, be able to race outdoor and I'm just, I'm just pumped to be able to get back on my bike. I just felt so good when I left Supercross with that injury and, uh, and I'm excited to be back and, and show everybody what I can do. I just felt like I've been doing really good lately and, and I feel like it's starting it's... to be to the point in my career where I'm getting a lot better. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. And, and we'll have you in all show. We'll talk about your situation a little bit. What comes up next to you? The Rocky Mountain guys have been great. You've still been going to the races and still been signing up for sign, signing things for the Seven Deuce Deuce Nation. So that's good. Yeah, no. And you were um, in Daytona? Um, yeah, no, that yeah. was really cool. I uh, I was very fortunate enough to uh, have Rocky Mountain and uh, and Rob kind of help me out with uh, with the flights and, uh, and get me to the races. You know, um, I have so many... I have so many fans that I love and I, and I want to make sure, you know, I can see and hang out with, yeah. there's so many good people that are backing me and behind me. Um, just, just fan base wise. And it's been really cool to, to see how much I've grown, you know, um, having that feature on Fox sports one, the oh, night yeah, of Glendale right. was, was absolutely amazing that, um, that was really cool just to kind of get my name out there. I, I would say that was a little bit more worldwide type of stuff. Um, well, you would have helped you would have dropped a pop of show mentioned, bro. I, I tried, bro. You, you have no, idea i went through like a whole sponsor list on the fox sports one thing but they were they tried to kind of stay away from the sponsor yeah, thing, so nobody it. gets get upset it. but um you know that was really good for me and just very very excited to see how many people are uh, are behind the seven deuce deuce you know who's behind you flyracing.com oh yeah we're gonna give away a set of sector boots oh the the boots that you use and tonight we'll we'll try to figure out how we're gonna do that travis uh we'll let you know speaking of travis taking your calls producing the show handling handling things over there uh stop telling him he's good on twitter the travis marks what's up travis hi steve how are you i'm good how are you Oh, you, can keep t- you, you tell can me keep how good you are, bro. I don't, well, I think the Twitter speaks volumes. Why don't you volumes. go scrape something? Um, come up with a way to win these sector boots, okay? And Got then it. come up with the NFAB question of the day because I forgot. Okay? Again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, I want to. We don't have a lot of time. We've got guests stacked up because everybody's on the East Coast. So, uh, including this man on the phone, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up, bud? What's going on? Do you think Max at Fly Racing could be drunk because he he's giving away a pair of sector boots tonight? Uh, no, because I was with him when we decided to do it. So oh, I think okay. He's good. All right. Um, welcome to the show. You're in Florida. You were at the uh, R- yeah. You were at the Supercross. You were at the RC uh, race. Tomorrow is the Quad Fly Racing Quad Super. Is it Quad Supercross? Am I getting there? Uh, ATV Fly Racing ATV SX. SX. And if you own a quad, you wear Fly Racing. Oh, flight dominates. There is um, there is nothing else better than fly racing. The top gear. ten dudes. Yeah, no. Like, if you're on four wheels, you ride fly. Like it's top just ten guys, like I think six of them wear fly or something. Yeah, it's because so, we're fly, so that's um, just the way that goes. All right, let's you get. Have to, where you have twice as many wheels, you have to wear gear that's twice as good. That's how I look at it. <laughs> that that good. is a very good way to put it, JT. Um, your uh, first of all, your thoughts before we get to Daytona. Your thoughts on the RCSX? What do you think? Burner one, that's cool. Truman, yeah. Truman was there, and you, you fly, of course, was strong there. What do you think of that uh, whole event? How was it? Uh, they do a good job. I mean, I think it's kind of a dream come true for a lot of people. Um, most, you know, let's face it, most people are never going to reach the level uh, of you know myself or Adam or Ryan Dungey or whoever that gets to go out there and race at a track like Daytona. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the idea was cool to to open that up and and let people experience that because um, it it total it is a totally different feel from any race you're ever going to be at uh, in your life really so yeah. 
the only race I've ever felt like that at was maybe like Charlotte Supercross, which obviously we don't go to anymore. Uh, we, d- we were there for a couple years in the Speedway. Uh, but they do a good job. You know, it's an MX Sports event, and they obviously know what they're doing with Loretta Lens and, and all these other events that, you know, they've run for decades. So mm-hmm. they run a tight ship. Uh, they get people in and out. And, they, you know, it was seven lap races today, so it wasn't like it was, uh, you know, a sh- very short event. They're running minute lap time. So it was, it was a decent deal for everybody. Um, you know, the toughest, day, toughest thing about it is you're just, it's a long day for everybody. You know, uh, practice starts at 7.30 a.m., and, um, you know, if you're one of the later motos, it's, it's a long day in the, the Florida sun. So um, other than that, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a pretty tough event to beat. Uh, especially being on the weekend there. Yeah, Burner Burner won his class, looking for Loretta Lynn's title, glory this weekend, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Um, JT, as far as Daytona, what happened to that track? <laughs> what happened? Well, you know, Ricky's taking a lot of flack for it, and uh, I think some of it. And I feel bad for Ricky. I, I feel bad for Ricky. I feel well, right. I, don't. I think some of it's fair, <laughs> but I also, you know, being an involved with the event now on the ATV side, we mm-hmm. get clued into a lot of things uh, because I, I work with uh, the powers that be there on banner placements and all the thing, the truck parking and all that stuff that matters for me on the advertising side. So that also clues us into what they're going through on the track design side with mm-hmm. the pit lanes and the drainage and what uh, Daytona International Speedway will let them do and what they won't let them do and what insurance dictates. And there's just so many factors uh, that are trickled into the pro side now. And this was the first year that's really, really been uh, mandated to them what they could and couldn't do on that level. Uh-huh. And I, I think I think even Daytona International Speedway realized that maybe they went a bit far as far as uh, kind of restricting them to what they could build uh, because they really forced their hand with some of the chicanes and some of the things because you, if not, the track would have been really short. So. Were, you, were you catching it all day, sort of you've been there the last two days, were you hearing from everyone like what happened? The track was shitty. Like, it's is it the it's a I guess it's a big source of of discussion with everybody. Like everybody yeah, kind of knows, it, right? I heard it really more all day Saturday. Okay, and then after the race Saturday night, uh, it literally was just nonstop. Everybody's comment was track's not good. The track's terrible. The track sucks. On and on and on and on. And then after the race, everyone asking like, how did the track? Why was it so terrible? <laughs> what uh, happened? But, right. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I I ran the track on Thursday night when I arrived in Daytona. And I'll be honest with you, my first thought was, uh-oh, because I, you know, I've ridden Daytona 16 times or 17 times or whatever it was. So I know what Daytona can be and when, it, you know, when it's good and not good. And just running on foot around the track, I was like, there, there is absolutely nowhere to pass on this uh, track. Adam, Adam, was it as bad to watch live as it was on TV? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> You know, and and it's not even like I'm just saying like it was nothing horrible. happened. No, I mean, it, I'm not even saying that's horrible because you know that's what everybody's saying, and it's like, oh, that's that's the cool thing to say is the track's bad, blah blah blah. You know, coming from a from a pro rider's perspective, you know, NJT, it's just like, you know, when you put a chicane and then you put a roller you're you're going inside you know it's just inside to inside and the way the track was set up and then you put you know you put a straightaway into a left hander that has a double into a hard right and then a left again you, you, there's just so many things that were so wrong there and i'm sure you know like jt was saying there's probably so many no, restrictions it's, it's like people and, yeah. and the thing the thing that people have to understand is that 
Ricky Carmichael and these track builders, they know that. You know, I mean, when when they're building the track, they know it's going to be one line. So there's, you know, you have to kind of look past so much of, you know, these guys are idiots and kind of understand that, you know, maybe this was a decision by somebody else that was saying, you know, we have to do it. That's what I'm thinking. Like what JT said. Also, too, uh, JT, they widened pit lane by 12 feet or something in the renovations, right? So you lose that. You lose that 12 feet width so you lose that a little bit maybe and you squeeze everything together like you said if they hadn't had the chicanes they they couldn't have straightaways of certain lengths from what i understand so they had right. to put some chicanes in there but I, hopefully everyone ricky the, the daytona speedway people i mean it made for a shitty show on tv you know and the it, thing everything. the thing about it is though is that i'm watching you know you get you have the chicanes that are inside to inside mm-hmm. so if you're gonna do that you have to learn, you know what I mean? You have to think, okay, we have to make the inside slower because it's going to be inside. So put a, big so put a roller. Right. You yeah. know, like, because, uh, check this out. Said that, but having said that, that roller would have a rut six Okay, foot it doesn't it. matter. Right. Then you have an outside line. Yeah. Then you have an option. Okay. You know what I mean? You're, you're looking for options, and, and on that track, there was just not many options. You know, there was one line that I saw that was absolutely amazing. Um, Justin Hill was taking it um, for a while, and uh, you hit the big wall. You know, you kind of made – you did that little double. You went inside, inside, step on, step off. There was another chicane, and it was the dragon's back. And what Justin Hill was doing was he was going um, inside on the first chicane, going outside, and then skipping off the dragon's back – and he made a couple passes there, and mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was a really really good line, you know. But if you'd have just got some kind of roller or some little obstacle yeah. to kind of make that somewhat of a difference, you know, when you make those insides, and everybody knows Daytona is going to get rutted out with those absolutely perfect ruts on the inside, it's just it's going to be one lined. Um, all right, JT. Enough. We got, we got to hurry this thing along before Trey Kennard comes on. Trey Kennard calling uh, from Tim Ferry's house, by the way. Very exciting. Uh, Eli Tomac. One, Jeremy Martin won. Not a coincidence that these two guys turned it on, grabbed their first wins of the year. They're outdoor dudes. Tomac was fastest in practice. Tomac won the heat. Now, look, the track greatly favored the start, but I wonder, JT, if, if this is going to be something like a Barsha win at uh, Bud's Creek where Tomac, all of a sudden, the, the switch is flipped a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it was a, it was a kind of a statement weekend for him. The question is, though, is can he translate that into the Supercross tracks we've been on where he hasn't been able yeah. to? Yeah, you know, Daytona is far from that, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't think they just found something, you know. That, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I think uh, to assume that he'll just be, yep, the you know, yeah. switch has been flipped. Right. I don't necessarily think so. I think, uh, you know, that was the, the perfect situation for him. Uh, I still think he'll have his issues when we go back to normal but, Supercross. I think more than anything, it just showed us a preview of maybe how the outdoors are going to be. Yeah, but JT, you guys, and I count you and Adam, because you're still basically, you guys are mental cases. You guys are head cases. So, like... That, that, is, that is 100% yeah, true. Yeah, so maybe, like, I'm, and I'm not saying it's for sure either, but I could totally see the switching switching Tomac into, I don't want to say he's going to beat Ryan Dungey now and yeah. all that, but he hasn't even been a consistent podium guy yeah. this year. He's got one until Daytona. So that's why I can see this, like maybe not all of a sudden he comes out and beat Dungey, JT, but can't right. you see him like maybe this turns him into a podium guy? Which well, he, I think it'll help, but still, if he doesn't get good starts, he, it's the class is too tough. So 
if he doesn't fix the start thing, I don't care how mm-hmm. you know how good his confidence is or how well he's riding. The class is too deep and too tough, and he's not going to be able to pass legitimate guys to get to the front. Mm-hmm. So you know the riding is great and all, but if you look at where he started all night, that was a huge factor. Right. And yes, he was riding better. I get all that on a, on an outdoor type track. Yeah. But the starts have got to be there, so, or, or else none of it matters. So and, and let's not forget Ryan Dungey was. Two seconds at the most, almost the whole way, yeah. right behind him. You know, and I think that that's a huge factor here because, um, you know, Tomac comes out in his heat race. Although he, he did destroy Tomac or Dungey in the heat race. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, so yeah. this is this is the point that I'm trying to make is uh, Tomac comes out in the heat race, gets a gets a great start. You know, you're coming Tomac. You know what I mean? You got to think he's coming to track walk. He's like, oh yeah, we're we're at Daytona. Um, had a great outdoor season last year. I'm very confident in my outdoor riding skills. This is going to be my time to shine. So you know, he gets out on that heat race. Um, he he has great practice time. He gets out on the heat race, gets a good start because you know he has that confidence. He's like, I'm going to get out front. I'm going to show everybody what I'm made of right now. He gets out front, you know, does that, um, does that nice little Tomac thing that he did in outdoor gets a, gets a first couple laps, just absolutely blistering fast. Um, puts about five, six seconds on Dungey, um, finishes that heat race so strong, looking good for the main event. And then, uh, then comes out, gets the exact gate pick that he wants. Um, has that same exact confidence that he had in the heat race. Mm -hmm. If not more goes out in the main event, does good. But you know, one of those things, Dungey was right there the whole moto, like you said, Steve. And and that's something that he's going to have to overcome because he's thinking about that. He's like, damn, you know, in the heat race, I right. straight smoked Dungey. And now we're in the 20-lap main event where I should have killed him because I have absolutely superior fitness, you know, and I'm an outdoor rider. So he, he needs to really take that win and be like, I straight up beat Dungey. Um, you know, I did it start to finish. I can do this whether it's a super cross track or an outdoor track. It was a super cross track whether you like it or not at Daytona. He needs to carry all that confidence over into next week and have absolutely um, have absolutely no doubt that it, either it's a supercross track or a motocross track, he can win and beat Ryan Dungey. Okay, let's, let's, let's go this. Let's, let's make this uh, before we move on. Does this improve his results from here on out, Adam? It depends. No, yes or no? It's hard because it <laughs> no. depends on what he can do mentally. You know, well, if he can I'm, carry I'm it mentally. I'm asking you your opinion. What do you think? Yes. Okay. Yes, because a confidence from winning a race and doing okay. good is, is absolutely I, amazing. I say yes, too. JT, what do you think? Does this change him into being a win or podium guy from here on out? Well, I say yes to your original question was, does it improve his results? Because lately they've been atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get much worse, right? Right. Um, let's talk about Stu. This wasn't good. Oh, man, I don't want to talk about Stu. <laughs> Adam doesn't want to talk about Stu. What the Stu. hell happened? Dude, that's my guy. Raining, I just... raining yellow. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a bridge right now, man. <laughs> you might want to just jump. I think there are some fans out there that would encourage you to. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's um, brutal. JT, what, what, what do you think happened in that crash? Like, obviously we saw it. He looped out. But you want to talk again about, like, just – like, uh, you know what happened is what's ha- almost happened to him a million times, including Anaheim one this year, Anaheim one two years ag- or three years ago. Is yeah, good one on the Anaheim. Handful, yeah, good one on the Anaheim one. Put his finger on the clutch. Yeah, and he almost looped it. Dude, you're, good pull on the Anaheim one. You're right. He did the same thing almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does that a lot. He usually saves it. <laughs> he just didn't work out this time. 
Oh, I, I feel oh. so bad for James. You know, it's so hard because he's been a guy in this sport that's just been so dominant, so fast all the time. And now it's hard because he's not the fastest guy. He, he stills James Stewart. He still wants to be that guy, and he wants to put those moves. You know, it was, that was purely because Ken Roxon straight smoked him in that last corner. And he came out, and he wanted to make the pass like, like good old James Stewart always does, and, and he made a mistake. And, uh, and I think that's, that's a cause of, you know, just not being on the track racing enough. And, and that's I, so hard because, you know, I love James Stewart, and I think he is one of the greatest that's ever rode a dirt bike. But, you know, when you're rusty, you're rusty. I've said it before. I think you should wait till outdoors, JT. I think you should wait till outdoors. Just see you later. Yeah. Uh, so you know I wrote my article. Rainy yellow. I said I JT. I at a school and I got little kids talking crap to me like, "Man, Stewart sucks," and I'm getting. I would. Like, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I feel like Happy Gilmore. You could charge admission for that, and I would gladly pay. Well, maybe you shouldn't wear your jersey to to class. Rainy yellow. No, well, no, the kids know. I mean, they know me. They know. I mean, I had a little guy ask. Uh, his dad wanted to know if I was raining yellow, but. Hey, the new seven gear, two colorways available. They look beautiful. Well, I'm glad you can see the light in this. JT, I mean, what do you think about just benching him till outdoors? You know what? I wrote my article on him today, and I put a lot of thought into it because anytime you talk about James, you have to be really careful uh, because he he's a polarizing guy um, just because of his accomplishments and lots of factors. But I really think uh, the only way to fix the things that are going on with James are to completely stop racing and go home and ride and ride and ride and train and ride and train and train and train and ride. He he's done that though. What? When has he done that? Because I mean, maybe not ride, but it's like he's he's just been home so much. He doesn't look like he's. You can look at. You're going to tell me that you can look at him. It's it's bike and then watch him ride, and that's what you think he's been doing. No, no, he's definitely he hasn't been training, but it's like. You know, you can't be, I don't think you can be away from the races that long. You know, it's so hard to, and JT, you can say this also, um, when you're not racing, you're not in it. You know, I don't, he almost needs to take a step back, accept the fact that he is not the old James Stewart, go out on the racetrack, do the best that he can, try not to, you know what I mean? Try not to get hurt, try not to make mistakes, get into racing again and, and train his butt off. But you can literally see, I mean, he's 10 pounds heavier than he was. And you can literally see him making mistakes everywhere because he's he's out of shape and he hasn't been riding. Yeah, and that's and that's because he's James Stewart, and all he knows how to do is hold it wide open. And with but his he's fitness, he's never right been now. that guy. He's never been out. Of, he's Ever. never been overweight. He's no, never, he, so I don't. I don't no. buy but that. If he that wants you, to keep riding, he, he almost needs to do. I see where Adam's saying it's like, yeah, you're James Stewart. Everyone wants you to go balls out, but for your own safety, and 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 if we're going to keep doing this, yeah, but. You know, Rainy, Rainy Yellow, a zebra doesn't change his stripes. So he is, if he goes on the track, he has one I mentality. Think, I think he has to change his stripes if he wants to, if he wants to keep I, riding. I'm with JT. But why would, you go out, why would you go out there out of shape, rusty, and ride around in 12? What, what, who, does that, who does that benefit? It benefits everything about James Stewart. He has seven gear. He has everything to advertise. It's going to gain respect from the fans, I think. No, I mean, yeah, he's no. not winning, but it's like, you know, he's, he's – I'm with you, Adam. It's just why, why did he come in unprepared? <laughs> Tell me that. Why did why did he come in overweight and rusty? I'm I'm Team JT in this. Because uh, by the way, I think I think be because bad. straight up he wants to be on the track and he wants to be racing. No 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 for, no, no, no. Why did he show up in October and then again at Bercy and then again at Anaheim 
overweight and unprepared? That's what I'm asking. Adam, I think Adam has no answer. I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't speak for James, but I I know he wants to be on the track and. No, I, I know. I'm, but I'm saying all of the problem. What my point I'm trying to make, and I, and the reason I'm asking the question, is all of the problems that he's having now started are because back then. he's not he's not working out and riding as much as he should. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. It, it yeah. started back then when he came in when he came to Monster Cup and he he looked like he hadn't been riding. You know. Yeah. And. I, I don't, I don't know the reason, and I'm asking a hypothetical question because no one knows but him. Why did he? Why was he not prepared? You know, you have so much time off, and if it were me, I, I'm. If I put myself in his shoes, I would probably be very motivated. You know, after dealing with all the things he dealt with and and having such a harsh punishment, which I felt like was it was too stiff in my opinion. I would be highly motivated to come out and say, hey, you you know, you guys want to do this to me. Yeah. I'm going to show you what's yeah, up. Yeah, but the other thing is, too, is he has so many career accomplishments. It's kind of like, do you, you know, and he knows how much work he has to put in to be at that level. And, and the question is, I guess, at the end of the day, does does James Stewart want to put that much work in and come back? Well, no. Yeah, well, I yeah, think you should yeah. quit then. If you are if you want to don't want to do it, then don't do it. Yeah, but, I mean – it, he, I guarantee you, he loves riding dirt bikes because he doesn't. He wouldn't come in a little bit overweight and and not fit if he didn't love riding his dirt bike. So, but do you, you know, do you think he's enjoying himself right now? Yeah, no, he's he's definitely not enjoying <laughs> himself on his bike. This, this isn't fun, right? This yeah. is not good. Um, if I'm Yosh, there's no outside sponsor to satisfy. Park him to the outdoors, and maybe hopefully his head's doing better. He's just—it's just that's something hard to do too, because it's like he's just been parked. It's yeah, just dude, a James Stewart bike parked in the pits. But what's going on now? Like, how is this good at all for anybody? At all? I think raining yellows on a bridge. Yeah, I know, but I'm he hasn't jumped. I mean, Everybody him. still has faith in James Stewart. Everybody, as much as you okay. want to hate James Stewart, that's you still fine. love the guy. That's fine. No one, no one's hating him. I'm just—I just. For a guy that I've watched since he was on a, a PW50, I mean, we're Florida guys. I've watched him, you know, every race he was at. I know what he's capable of, and he has to be more frustrated than any, you know, he's more frustrated than Raining Yellow is, and Raining Yellow is teetering on the, you know, a tightrope on some bridge right now. So, Even though I do like him still. No, and it's not about whether you like him or don't like him. I just, it's got to be frustrating for him to be out there Trust me, for for all of the things he's done, he I can't even imagine what was going through his head when he was riding around in 14th. Seriously, like I, I can't even think. Right. How, I'll how tell you right now, he wasn't he wasn't focused on his riding. He was focused on, you know, what am I doing with my career? All kinds of, you know what I mean, gnarly stuff. Which Tim Ferry Tim Ferry was riding behind JT in eighth one time and wondering if he had enough money in his bank account to retire. Yeah, and that's just Red Dog. That's not Stu. That's know? what I mean. Yeah. So I don't. I just don't. I guess I don't see the upside in being out there unprepared. And and the problem is, it's not that just his his results are bad. It's that he's making big mistakes and having big crashes because he's rusty if, and not ready. If you look at that Atlanta race, the the even the semi, he was making mistakes, man. Like, oh, so many. Like he almost yeah, like crashed. Oakland, the, the heat race was oh, scary. Right. It's so scary, like, man. I, I'm 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 genuinely concerned for him because he's trying to do. His brain knows how to go fast. But his reaction times and everything aren't there because he hasn't yeah. put the work in. You know, it, it all comes together as one. You know, it's not like he forgot how to go fast. And and for me, when I ride, it's not like I forgot how to go fast. It's just yeah, everything doesn't catch up because you haven't 
done it and done it and done it in a row and, and your body gets acclimated to that speed and your mind, you know, the, all your reaction times speed up and it's kind of gets into cohesion and you can see it. He's clipping everything. He, his timing's off. It's just, yeah, I just, my personal Maybe opinion, I don't see a lot like of upside this, of him being out there right now in his current form. Right. You know, and, and, uh, and that's right, something. We, we got to run. We All got right. coming up. Raining Yellow, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Right on. I, I just got to say real quick, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Roger Larson, for taking care of me. And uh, you guys have a good show. Oh, uh, yeah. Later, Raining. later. Poor guy. It's really struggling. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. Uh, JT, uh, before we wrap it up with you and get to Trey Kennard, um, Josh Grant, seventh. Impressed. Yeah, that was solid. Right? That, I think uh, I think he surprised a lot of people, including me. I thought he would get somewhere around 10 or 11. Well, uh, but he was better than that all day. I said on our fantasy show I could see him going 8th or 18th. You know what I mean? Either yeah. one. Like, yeah. and, I, and I didn't really think he could get 8th. Well, yeah, 7th yeah. or 8th was, was better than I gave him credit for, and yeah. shame on me. He yeah, was Good for him. Great. No, that was yeah, good. It was a nice absolutely. comeback. Do you think this gets him something? Do you think it does anything? No. Uh, my <laughs> prediction, he will be on Factory Kawasaki ASAP. But I yeah. probably have too much information. So yeah. yeah. Oh well, I guess it does. Yeah, I. I mean, it's not a surprise. <laughs> they need a guy for Wilbur. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. I didn't even think of that generally, spot. And with all the Kawasaki relations, generally, um, generally that's an easy fit. These things go about three races before the checks start slowing down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, should be interested to see what he can do. Um, all right, JT. Well, thanks for your time, buddy. We'll try to get you back on down in okay. uh, down in Florida. Yeah, I'll let you Sounds know good. and uh, talk to you soon. See you later, JT. Yeah. All right. Jason Thomas, everybody, on the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Use the code PulpMX10 when you save money at uh, BTOSports.com. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, PulpMX is the code. Saves you 15%, 35 years of experience in the industry. They are here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. Number one online source, deuce-deuce, for KTM Parts Accessories, KTMPartsExpress.com. That's cool. Uh, Ride red. If you, if you need, if you, but if you had a KTM, you'd go to these guys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Another guy who wants to ride red, um, and and has been riding red for a long time, is on the line with us right now. He is uh, straight off Daytona Supercross. He is the uh, factory Honda rider, Trey Canard. What's up, Trey? How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys? We're good, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Your your mechanic Brent summed it up summed up your season to me pretty well after Atlanta. He said, at this point, if there's a runaway elephant from a circus, I'm pretty sure that the elephant would hit Trey and Trey only out there. Because, <laughs> like, dude, I, I do feel bad for you. Like, you're a world-class rider. You've won Supercross before. You should be challenging for podiums and wins every week. And this isn't – and let's, I mean, let's be frank here. It, it has not gone the way you wanted to. And not all of it's your fault. It's got to be frustrating for you. Daytona was okay. But, man, you got to be – I don't know what you got to be at this point. Yeah, I mean, definitely scratching my head, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, for sure, just a rough season, you know. It's the only way to put it, really, is it's been rough. But, um, you know, I still just got to keep my head down, you know. Right, there's, right. there's nothing else really to do. Yeah, you can't I can quit. I on it all I want. But, <laughs> right. Um, I've got to gotta continue to just try to, to put myself out there, you know. Yeah. Um, your yeah. starts have been been an issue for sure, right? I don't know if you, I'm sure you're working on them during the week and everything, and trying to figure watching film. If I had to pinpoint it, one thing, I think it's your starts. Yeah, I mean, it, at this stage in the game, I mean that's so important because your race winners are getting whole shots, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's it's so important to be up there and with 
you know, potentially six to eight guys that could win, you know, it's not easy to get a 12th place start and make it anywhere, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been an issue for a year now. I just, I don't know what to do, you know? I mean, <laughs> right. I can tell you everything we tried. I mean, it's not like we're, it's not a lack of effort. I no, that. no. It's just, just, uh, it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough, but you know, like I said, what do you do? You just yeah. got to keep, uh, keep practicing them, I guess. It's, <laughs> I mean, it has just, to turn around a guy with your talent, your past results and your speed. It has to turn around. That's what I keep telling myself when I was working for Red Dog and he was struggling. I'm like, it's just got to turn around. It has to. <laughs> he, he's, yeah. You know? I mean. I mean, that's that's the hope, you know? That's what you, you – that's the hope you have, and, and you can't let go of it, I don't think, unless unless you're done racing. So yeah, yeah. Um, I've got to just hold on to that, you know, and, and um, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, as, as difficult as it is at times. Mm-hmm. 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Honda's Trey Kennard. Brought to you by RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation save you 20%. Go to RoostMX.net. These guys have been making graphics for guys like Colt Nichols and Michael Byrne for a long time. So uh, go check them out. Uh, 72-Stoose, Seven you got a question for Kennard? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Hey, Trey, how you doing, bud? What's up, man? I didn't know the seventies Deuce was in the studio. You, oh, already, yeah. you already know what's up. Um, I liked your rap. Trey did a little, <laughs> a little rap. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was way cool. That, that was, definitely uh, that was strong. Put a smile on my face for sure, and uh, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, this weekend had a had a better ride in the main event. Um, do you feel good about that? Um, is that going in the right direction for you? Confidence? How are you feeling about this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's is. I, I hate to sound, you know, I don't know what what I would sound like, but as 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 bad as a sixth place, well, you know, it generally felt to me in the past. I mean, it, it felt pretty good. I, mean, um, like, I was yes. pretty happy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, and it still hurts, you know. But right. uh, but I mean, it was it was uh, it was way better than sixteenth in Atlanta. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely the right direction for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I think I've just got to take those small victories and and um, and move forward with them. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped a lot, you know. And um, I think it was probably the best I'd rode in the main um, since I'd I'd come back. I know I got fifth in in San Diego, but I didn't really feel like I rode particularly that good. Um, so I thought I thought it was a step in the right direction. So um, just gotta keep keep. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in the middle of the main event, I actually uh, I seen you do a um, uh, a nice little uh, spurt in the middle with uh, Ken Roxon. What what had happened after that? Because I seen that you got a nice little gap. Did you uh, did you make a few mistakes or, or get tired or, or what happened there? Yeah, I, I uh, almost ended my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw where Millsaps crashed. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. When I was behind him, I picked up a line. He was jumping like three whoops in. Yeah, I did see that. And um, I came up short one lap and <sighs> nose bonked it all the way to the end. Oh, And oh, uh, like ran into the tough block. <sighs> and and um, that's when Roxon got by me. And at that point, you know, I, I was uh, a good four or five seconds behind him and, and a, a good little gap in front of everyone else. So I try to just kind of settle in. And, <laughs> You're like, and, okay, uh, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. It was one of those ones where it was like, 
you thought you've already crashed, but you're still riding somehow. <laughs> You're like, whoa! I'm, I'm still, I'm still up. Am I, am I in an ambulance? Am I, am, am I dreaming? Am I, am I, am I dreaming right now? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Am I hooked up to oxygen? What's, right. I, I can move my limbs. What's happening? Um, I asked Davey. I said, "Hey, did you nosedive into the berm? Because that's where he kind of crashed." And he yeah. said, "He said no. He said his foot came off, and oh, that's what geez. happened." But I was thinking the worst for him, kind of like what you just talked about, Trey. I was thinking that's what happened to Davey. Yeah. Jump in and chink, 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 and then into the berm. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty gnarly. Like I picked it up behind him, right. and it was fast, oh, it was but, big. Yeah, it was yeah, big. But, when I was I mean, watching it, I was, was they it on, were like, was it on the right? It was on the right, but you know how Dungey was going like three in. Yeah, they went a whole nother whoop, oh, like okay, over yeah, yeah. the big one they were jumping off of, yeah, yeah. and it was like it was nice because you'd you'd like quad it and then you'd jump, and it was like almost you're, you're, out. You're out of it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and it looked really really fast, but like you said, it's one of those ones you didn't want to clip because it was the one. Um, that they, you were landing on the one that they were jumping off of. So I'm sure when you clipped it, it was all nice and hard and packed in. So <laughs> you got a little extra, as Jeff would say, huck a buck. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I zigged when I should have zagged. <laughs> also, also, too, I I didn't notice because I, I didn't go, so I watched it on TV. You was the, when the triple onto the table. Um, were you? Did you just bust that out on the main all of a sudden, or did, had you been doing it onto those tables? Where you no, yeah. I've been doing it all day. Oh, okay. I mean, it was kind of in practice. It was kind of like, is it faster? Is it slower? Is it you know mm-hmm. kind of kind of mixed match? But I think it got so chewed up on the inside by the main event, even yeah. by the heat race, that it was like no one was going outside. So it was it was good. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, frustrating for me sitting at home watching Daytona with that track. We had Jason Thomas on before, and, we, and Adam and I, we all broke it down. There were different things happening behind the scenes by the Speedway to kind of make that track, and let's be honest, as bad as it was. Yeah. So it wasn't all RC's fault. The pit lane was wide and everything else. But it was frustrating to watch on the couch. I can imagine as a rider, especially a guy like you who's you know, coming, coming, kind of coming through the pack and you have some speed over the guys in front of you, that track just it had to have been frustrating to ride that track. It, it was because, I mean, fitness is such a big player there, you know, but mm-hmm. um, when the guy in front of you can just kind of take his time to the turns and <laughs> catch his breath right. and, you know, like he's not going to, you know, if you're, if you're in front of someone, you're like, oh, they're not going to pass me for another five corners. So <laughs> yeah. might yeah. as well, might as well take a breath, you know? Right. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it was for sure frustrating factor race, but I mean, I'm sure there's so much else that goes into it. Um, I know that there, there's been a lot less injuries on the amateur side this year, and, mm-hmm. and you know that's a good thing. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was harsh too because you know that, um, that huge speed check or wall or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, I seen you, Trey, go um, off of it. You know, do that big double or whatever you want to call it, flat land, and then you'd triple into the corner and go outside, and literally it did nothing. You know, like, there, it, not only was it... the corner was so far you, out there? Not yeah. only was it one-lined, but it was making it so if you did anything bigger, it was not rewarding at all. Like, like you were talking about, the triple on the tabletop. In practice, you know, the inside was so good, even with the roller on the inside, that going double table on, off, was just as fast as going outside triple onto that huge tabletop off, off. It was like, you know, if you went big, it didn't matter, which, uh, right. which I think in Supercross is one of the things that it's known for. You know, you go big, you get rewarded. So um, right. that, that was definitely one of the um, more bummer things to 
the track, but it seemed like everybody uh, it did pretty good, and it, it didn't, like you said, it didn't claim too many people. So, um, yeah, there's the, that's the good side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, there's, there's always, you know, a catch to both sides, but I was talking with uh, Chad Reed today, and, and he was like, dude, I'm. <laughs> Tripled into that turn, railed the outside, railed the next outside, and railed the next outside, and then I was like half a half a bike link closer. <laughs> you do all that work for for really nothing. He, uh, yeah, he was not a fan. No, he was not. No, a fan. he he didn't. He looked like he struggled all night. Well, but again, like look, uh, I think nothing against Kyle Cunningham or whatever, but when he can straight up beat Chad Reed in, in the LCQ. <laughs> And Chad cannot make any time on him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, again, love Kyle Cunningham. It was, but, oh, man. Not, not to cut you off, but it was so funny. You know, listening in the stands is so much different. And, and you're listening and you're in the LCQ and you're like, and all the announcers are talking about the whole time is like, Chad Reed, top three last weekend, getting annihilated by Kyle Cunningham, just yeah. showing you what can happen <laughs> week to week. Chad Reed, just not looking too good that's, out here. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I'm for you. He's, oh that's why. It was all three of them. It was it was pretty harsh, you know. And and Chad Reed, like you said, he looked good and smooth, but it was just no time to make up on the track. Yeah, no, it's a tough go. Well, you know who did well though, make up a lot of time was uh, Trey's teammate. Uh, Trey uh, Seeley came from way back, uh, from dead last, pretty much to tenth. So good ride by him. Um, he made some passes out there, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another thing, Trey, uh, are you? Are you going to take this uh, this sixth place and uh, not crashing into the next week? I mean, how do you feel about Toronto? Do you like that place? Is it is it something where where you're going to excel? Uh, tell us about you know what I mean. Plans for next week? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's really tough to come off of um, a race like Dallas or um, or um, Atlanta, you know, to to like. Man, am I am I even good? <laughs> so I mean, Jeez. it's it's good to have a little bit of that that builder and and um, you know I'm down here at Timmy's right now and and um, that must be awesome. Uh, I feel like yeah, it's just it's amazing being in the presence of greatness. Oh, uh, so, um, but yeah, I feel I feel good about it. You know, I feel like um, I'll have a good week and and. Um, you know, we'll go in as, as ready as we can and, and try to just use any bit of momentum we can to, to get better. You're uh, you're staying in Florida for a little bit, I understand, for a little while? Yeah, yeah, here for the next couple of weeks. So cool. um, it, it was, it's good. I, I've enjoyed it and um, always do when I come down here. So, Do you feel like Timmy maybe, maybe he's telling Marty stuff that he's holding back from you? Because look at Marty and his rides lately. Like, Yeah, Marty's like- riding good. Like even today I was like, you're like, you're like, wow. To catch him. <laughs> you're like, I'm on a 450. So, yeah, no, I'm just proud of proud of Marty. That sounds stupid for me to say that. He's a lot older than me, but um, <laughs> I really, I really am proud of him. You That's know, cool. I'm happy yeah. For him and and I, I just hope he, you know, holds it together because, man, I think he deserves it. RoostMX.net bringing you Toronto's Trey Kennard on the show. Pulp Nation saved you 20%. 48-hour turnaround. All sorts of graphics, Trey, if you need custom graphics. RoostMX.net have you covered. Which leads me right into my next question, though. Uh, RoostMX.net, a big part of the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River team that has Colt Nichols on it, who is from Oklahoma, like Trey Kennard, and Justin Bogle also. And the Okie Nation has probably never been stronger in the sport right now. 
Yeah, I mean, how about that? Like, I right. don't know how that happens, but <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm so happy for Cold Nichols. Like, I've been, I, I feel good because I've been telling everyone for like the last four years how fast right. he's, how fast he is, and and um, I think he showed everyone, you know, what he's got. So yeah. definitely, uh, definitely happy for him. And, and Bogle, he's he's rode a lot better this these last two weeks. He's mm-hmm. starting to find his groove. So. Man, was he struggling at the beginning of the year, though? I thought he was going to come out swinging, but I guess he got hurt. And he got hurt, yeah, and uh, and had a, a rough little time there. So it's good to see him yeah. doing better. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's tough like to come in ready. You know, it's tough to come into this the way it is right now. It's tough to come in prepared and you know think about coming in injured. That's a whole other another set of problems. So yeah. Um, contract year for you, uh, you and a lot of other dudes also. So I imagine, uh, there's lots of things going on behind the scenes. When do you think you'll know what you're going to do next year and going forward? Do you have any idea, any sort of uh, time timetable for that? Um, no, I mean, I don't, I, uh-huh. I don't have, um, a timetable just yet, but, um, I mean, I'd like to, to find out <laughs> yeah, I obviously, know. obviously the phone's not ringing like i'd like it to right now but um you know we'll see where it goes and and um you know i would i would love to to um well you know be where i'm at or or you know whatever whatever works out i'll i'll um i'll be happy so i would hope team managers um, aren't making any any um any assumptions on your value or whether they want you on you know nine races into uh into this year, I'd rather take your other, bo- you know, your other body of work and be like, well, you know, the guy can podium or win races, you know, so on a week to week basis. But I guess you never know in this kooky sport. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, people have a short memory yeah, um, yeah. in this sport for sure, you know, which is, I mean, which is probably good in some ways and bad in some ways. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't forget what I got, and hopefully I show it to them soon. So. Yeah, no, I think you will. Um, you know, it's got it's like I said, it's got to turn around here eventually. You're just too good of a rider for it not. Um, you know, Supercross season, like we've been talking about, Trey, hasn't been going as good as you've wanted it to. Um, are you already kind of focusing on outdoor and and like at the point where you're like, you know, Supercross season hasn't been the greatest. I'm going to try to just do the best that I can here and uh, and and really like, are you already focused on outdoor or are you really trying to finish off the season, the Supercross season? Well, what are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think in this sport, the, the two are kind of connected. You know, I mean. Um... You know, it's not like I could go just focus on outdoors and and um, you know just build confidence that way. I, I think it's gotta it's gotta happen in Supercross for for it to happen outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, you know, I've gotta I gotta show myself and and have everything in order to to where I I know that I can um, be there. You know, and, and I think that that carries over to outdoors, especially with you know, how short the off season or the off season, um, yeah. off yeah. week, off week. <laughs> exactly. off week it is, you know, it's, it's, uh, you've got to, you've got to try to carry that momentum, I think. So it's just important for me to attack each week and, um, take it race by race. So, um, but yeah, I mean, once you lose the hope of the championship, you, you do look forward to another chance at that and in, in another series. But, um, for me at this point, I've, I've just got to focus on each week. 
What did you think of your fly racing vented uh, uh, LE stuff this weekend? Looked pretty sharp. Man, it was awesome. Oh, buddy, did that stuff look good. It did. I oh, man, it. <laughs> it looked good. That red, white, and blue looks so crispy, especially on that beautiful Honda. I wonder if, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks. Was, it was cool. I, I was, Hannah was bummed because I was supposed to wear a peak helmet. Oh, you were? Oh. Um, but but they didn't get it um, painted in time. So oh, Max. I was, Come uh, on, Max. I was supposed to do uh, the turquoise and, and pink gear. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she was. Come on, Max. She was on me about that pink helmet since the we did a photo shoot <laughs> around the first round. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, well, Max uh, tonight he told us to give away a set of Fly Sector boots. I can't believe it. Going big for the show tonight, uh, Max. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, wasn't going to ask you. Oh, I know. You know what I would do for if I was in your shoes, I would go. I would call Dan tomorrow. Your Dan Bentley, your team manager, and I would say, Dan. I think I know what can help me out uh, here and get me back uh, to the top of the podium. Um, I want a hydraulic clutch again, and I want show a suspension. Boom. There you go. Just, <laughs> and just And then just hang up. Hang up. And just, uh, uh, that's it. Uh, he might not make it to the next race. <laughs> can you imagine? That would be, be great. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I can't win without it. See you, Dan. I'll see you at Toronto. Clear. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably drive off a bridge on the way home from work. I know, right? Oh, my well, gosh. Well, uh, hey, Trey, thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. I think some guys in your position, you know, being a bit frustrated might tell internet radio uh, idiots that they don't want to do the show. So I appreciate you uh, taking the time tonight and coming on and talking about it. And, and like I said, honestly, it's got to turn around for you here. I expect you to be on the podium or maybe even winning races soon because I think you're just, the, again, I'll take your body of work over the, you know, the frustrating first eight weeks or so. So, um, thank you for the time tonight. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You just you just made me smile a little bit. So, oh, that's good. You. Good. Hell All yeah, right, no, perfect. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good week with Red Dog, and, uh, it's and always we, a good week with Red Dog. Exactly, and uh, we'll see you on the <laughs> we'll see you on the podium and out front on those starts next week, Trey. All right, thanks, guys. Tell Timmy I said hi. Okay, hey, do you have, like, a weird thing with Timmy? Like, mm, what do you, you mean? Want, you want me to get, like, a pair of his underwear? Or oh, uh, I'll talk to you about that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> my parole, yeah, you like that? No, my parole officer says that, I, you know, I can't. <laughs> This kind of, I can't I can't publicly talk about this oh, stuff anymore. Geez. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Later, Trey. All right. All right. All right. Uh, JT, welcome back. What's up? Trey Kennard, I uh, again I think he it it hasn't gone well, but honestly, he's gotta turn it around it's, here. He's it's too, gotta go he's well too sooner fast or later. Not. But he's gotta get starts, man. He has to. Yep. yep. Starts have been just killing him. So yep. even even seven deuce deuce knows if you can't get a start, you ain't you're nothing. <laughs> you ain't even know. You ain't even know. Same problem. Same problem as Tomac. So that's what yep. we were talking about earlier. Yep. Same same problem as everybody, I think, except Dungey. Dude, or Anderson. Well, yeah. no, Anderson starts a bit. But he he's so off and on though. He's yeah. either Moosecan, the KTM's, bro. Dude, they're good. And then I like to see like with a healthy think, Justin Barsha. I think you're underestimating the rider a little bit. I think the KTM's very good, but I think those guys are pretty on point right now. Okay. Yeah, KTM's haven't been up front at all in the starts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's quickly do the X brand goggle tear offs. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire q X-Brand Gog is a choice of champions everywhere. Kyle Chisholm wears X-Brand. He's out right now. Brock Tickle wears X-Brand. He's out right now. But, yeah, X-Brand goggles. 
choice of champions everywhere. EKSBrand.com. Freddie Norton wears X-Brand, but he doesn't ride the coast right now. Mm. Bummer. Um, who else? Oh, Matt Bichelio wears X-Brand. He's out there. He's doing all right. Yeah. He wears X-Brand. Not as good as I thought he was going to do, but. Well, come on. He, he, he broke his collarbone like two days before the first round. I know. I know. Um. EKSBrand.com, X 15 saves you money at XBrand.com. If you don't wear XBrand, you won't win. It's that simple, everybody. We uh, we appreciate that. And so look up goggles, lenses, zip-off systems, grips. If you wear XBrand, you won't win. Yeah. Well, have you won? No, because you've been wearing Scots. <laughs> did you hear what you said? What? If you wear X-Brands, you won't win? I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, you're lying. <laughs> F you, dude. Thank you. All right, you got 30 seconds to answer these. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. I'm not familiar with who that is, but we'll, <laughs> we'll let that go. All right, let's go, Travis. All right, Deuce, Deuce, we'll start with you. All right. Uh, who has been your most loyal and supportive sponsor throughout your career? Oh, jeez. That is – there's so many. Um, um, Wanda, Jeff, uh, my dad, of course, um, and Dave Humphreys. Through that, I'd say that those are those are probably the people from from the very beginning, and and I would say and fly of course fly racing. You've been wearing fly for a while. Yeah, yeah. I th- I've, as soon as I turned pro, I started wearing fly, and I I haven't changed since. Just such a great company. I had another gear company that wanted to sign you, and you turned them down for, yep. to stay loyal with fly. Well, of course. Yep. Um, all right. Next. Eat it, Mathis. No. I, I, I'm not trying to make you, know, him you know what's messed up is I got to talk to you, JT. He's trying to make me switch to another. Gear I am company. not trying to make you switch. Okay, no, no, I was no, no. Not, he, he already he, took another he, guy. He didn't. He didn't try. But you know what I mean. Whatever. What do you want to call it? And JT, you don't even got me on the fly commercial, dude. Oh yeah, Adam's pissed about you not talking, Did dude. You don't even have me on the fly commercial on Pulp MX Radio. Which I don't even I don't even remember what I said on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's exactly the answer that I thought I was going to say. I was probably just, drunk when I recorded just, it. Just <laughs> rap, just rapid fire it. Um, we're going to talk about this later. I'm upset. I well, I want to talk about Mathis trying to no. trying to sign guys to a different company, which I know he did a couple already. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, that's not how it went. I, I never say like, "Hey, you should do don't, this." I'm just like, "Hey, bro, don't try to change the subject, JT." I'm like, "Why are you trying to Why are you trying to get everybody some skittles?" <laughs> <laughs> All I said is, hey, bro, what about this? I don't care what you do. I'm just letting you know. And, yeah, then, and then Adam said no. That was it. That's and it, it was just an instant no. I don't even – I'm not trying to sell anybody on anything, bro. Clearly, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll review this at contract time. <laughs> Listen, you just worry about watching Adam and coloring his I'm boots. I'm very worried already. <laughs> Listen, tomorrow when you when you see all the quad guys wearing fly, you're not even going to worry about you're it. You're going to be you're going to have a smile ear to ear, and you're going to be wondering why you didn't put seven deuce deuce on the commercial. He doesn't. I give you. I guarantee you, JT is being serious when he does not. No, remember. I know he doesn't right. know, and yeah. that's that's what breaks my heart even more. Just get okay. the questions. <laughs> all right, next question, Steve. Out of all the races you've missed, which one do you wish you would have gone to? Uh. I don't know. I, no, I, none. No, I'm happy. I'm, I'm okay with not going to the races and missing them. Yeah, whatever. None. I, I'll tell you what. There's some races I wish I hadn't gone to, like <laughs> Millville 06 and Daytona 05. Whenever no, whenever Chad, whenever Chad's bike blew up. Oh, Daytona 08. Yeah. Yeah. There's some I wish I hadn't gone to because as I'm sitting there getting poured on, you know, sitting there. So, all right. Next question. All right, JT, would you prefer Daytona stay a night race or go back to day races? Uh, that's a good question. I, now that I'm not racing, I, I guess I don't really have a preference. Um, 
as a racer, I kind of liked the day thing because it was, but it wasn't so much day or night. It was the format. So uh, I like the longer, tougher race versus the the way it is now. So I guess if that's the question, then 20, I would say twenty one seconds. Way. JT, you know what's really sad is we're getting so old. Daytona 03, the mm-hmm. last one that was run during the day, 30-man, old-school track. Hey, that was a long time ago, JT. Yeah. I, I talked I to dudes. I talked to guys. And I can remember that like it was yesterday, and so can you. And, and yep. you know, we did that for years. I talk to dudes now, and they just look at me blinking when I'm trying to describe, like, what it was like. Or do you remember? Hey, do you remember the old days? And they just look at me like, the old days? Like, what, 09? <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean, though? Like, like yeah. it's, it's scary. And I'm always like, bro, that's only a couple years ago that they changed. And I'm like, oh, wait. No, it's not. It's been it's been changed for a long time now. So. I can't remember everything. <laughs> All right. Who was that? That was Yanni, bro. <laughs> hey, the Noof's going to Finland, JT. It's a done deal. Oh, yeah? Noof's in. What? Noof, going to Finland. Wow. 500 bucks and a plane ticket and a dream. <laughs> Going big. Noof beginning. <laughs> Noof beginning. How do you say Noof beginnings and hey, finish? Hey, copyright that right there. All right, next question. How do question. I think he'll finish and finish? <laughs> yeah. Next question. Deuce Deuce, what rap song best describes uh, Stewart's season? Wow. Um, I don't even know, dude. Probably my JS7 rap on SoundCloud. If you haven't heard it, go to SoundCloud.com. Seven Deuce Deuce. <laughs> Subtle. Just saying. I would say Baby Got Back. <laughs> I'm, that would be me personally. Oh, it's speechless right now. Speechless. It's going down in the game. <laughs> All right. Steve, uh, who would you like to see designing the track layouts? Seven Deuce Deuce. Um, good I, one, Steve. Honestly, when the riders did them, Villaman Chad, I thought they were good. I thought there were some really good ones. Travis Pastrana. Do that again. But props to the Dirtworks guys. They've been better. So, All right, JT. Uh, which rider had probably dropped the most money at Razzles? <laughs> uh, what's, what's the other one? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know that any – I mean, was it – is that still the place to go around it's here? Not, I don't know. It's I don't, not. No. I think – Yeah, I don't know. What's, um, the other, what's the other one? I honestly don't know. Oh, Daytona's kind of gotten lame as far as that stuff goes. Dude, yeah. so lame. Lame. Yeah. Not that I party. I, I, don't even... I, don't, I doubt any riders are down there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to Razzles a couple times way back in the day, but yeah, you're it right. It used to be fun. Yeah. yeah. It used to be fun. I don't know. All right, Deuce Deuce. If you could develop any fly racing product, what would you make? Dude, that's a pretty retarded question. Um, custom... Painted boots. boots. <laughs> Custom boots. JT, I don't know where you guys are at with that, but I'll tell you right now. I know now, where the boots are at. They're in okay, office. I know. They're, I, I'm talking about in process of a signature 722 boot, and I guarantee sales will go up. I guarantee it. Yeah, I will talk to you about that situation. You're out of your mind, dude. Um, privately, and I'll fill you in where we're at. Oh, that's that? sick. Um. Yeah, we did post your customized sector boots on Instagram. And they were and, lit. And people they were saying, good. People were saying, I, I 100% where, agree yeah, they look good. Where can I buy them? What, what, what can I order them? And it's just like, oh, no. I know. Deuce, Deuce, you paint me up. You custom hand paint me up a couple thousand of them. 
we'll uh, we'll sort this out. Dude, honestly, you really just messed up right now because I have a lot of time on my hands, and if you send me boots, I will paint them. And a couple thousand might take me a week because I work day and night, and I will get it done. Mo Filthy's not busy either. No, Mo Mo has no artistic ability. Oh, okay. Right. I'm sorry, not not painting wise. Okay. Um, this this is a deuce deuce project. All right, next question. All right, Steve, why was Tomac so much better at Daytona? Berms, bro. Ruts, bro. Soft dirt, bro. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I just think it was it was outdoors-ish. We saw him haul ass on the Geico Honda there before. Like, it's not like he doesn't go good there. And maybe, maybe, like Mike Alessi, he's just that much better outdoors. He's not. I think, I think I think the 800 thing's a little stretch because Mike, yeah, Mike, you know, he made one podium in his career in in 450 Supercross. But I'm saying, maybe, not saying it's true, but maybe Eli Tomac is just that much better outdoors. He's not. That wasn't even an outdoor track. Okay. I don't even think it was outdoor. With all those S turns, the only thing but ruts, bro. Yeah, but there's ruts in Indianapolis no, all the time every year. Soft dirt, bro. It doesn't. I don't. I don't care. I think that was pure confidence of Eli Tomac saying, "Oh, this is more like well, an outdoor guys, track, and you, I'm going to do you good." You guys are nutballs, so that could work. We are right. All right. Next question. All right, JT. If Burner lined up in Toronto, where would he finish? Uh, I don't. Th- think it would go well i don't i i don't know i don't think he would make the main right now it would be close wow surprised at that answer i mean he's nowhere close to ready yeah. he, has, he, he rode for like two weeks before daytona i mean he hasn't been he didn't ride for like two months before because he was in california it really depends on his starts <laughs> yeah I, I mean if he's 100 percent ready i mean he qualifies and gets you know 15th or whatever uh, 14, 12, whatever, but he's not, he, I mean, he's never cl- nowhere close to ready. He hasn't even ridden a supercross track and I don't know how long. So, okay. All right. Next question. That has been, all right, we'll get our next guest up JT. Uh, thanks for taking the time. I know I didn't give you a heads up, but, um, Oh, by the way, um, I don't know where you were at JT with the Jeremy Martin's going to win Daytona because, you, I thought you picked him to win Daytona, and you stamped it basically, and then then something you were like, ah, I don't know, on Twitter or something. Were you? Yeah. Did you I, waffle? Well, I watched practice, and I thought Mookie was going to win. Waffle, waffle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Mookie. I was I was all in on Martin going in. Right. Then I watched practice, and Mookie was doing some ridiculously awesome things. So I changed it up, and then yeah, I just outsmarted myself, I guess. <laughs> now Mookie to me just looked like he got tired. Had speed, just looked yeah. like he got tired. He rode defensively the whole time, uh-huh. and he sh- if I know Martin was all over him, that's why he was doing it. But if he could have just focused on what he was doing, I think he would have been a lot better off. Right? I I, Dude, I disagree from, with that. He went from first to fourth with, in two laps. That's why I think he got tired. No, he he did. He totally got tired because um not not to disagree with you, JT, but you know I watched. I was very very um keen on the whole track i got a nice little view and i watched malcolm every single lap and he uh at the beginning he was definitely riding defensive and then he actually um i think it was either justin hill that kind of got a little bit closer and i think um martin and those guys kind of felt a little pressure and he got an he got a gap and started riding really good and then i think once once Mookie found out that he couldn't break those guys he uh he felt a little bit of that uh that tiredness and he started to fade and then yeah. it kind of went downhill from there the the real star was justin hill though huh yeah like that was bad he like i said he had that line right. where he went outside and skipped the dragons back and he was making i'm saying at least a half a second to a second every lap it was sick did you see what he was talking about jt 
Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, he um, – okay, so you know where the dragon's back was and they were going inside, inside? Yep. Um, he went inside and then he'd go outside and skip off the dragon's back and scrub that single and triple into the whoops. And he would oh, yeah, make yeah, up yeah. like three, four bike lengths yeah, every right. lap. It was like – you were like, oh, watch this, watch this. And you'd see Davalos. What he would do is that rut, you could see it went to the outside of the dragon's back. Mm-hmm. He'd cut left on the dragon's back, skip off of it, pass him, and pull him like four bike right. lengths. And he was doing it almost every lap, and that's where he was catching those guys so much. In, in practice, they were dropping in and then jumping over that wall jump while yeah. Mookie was and hitting the whoops. He was by far the fastest person <laughs> at Daytona on Saturday in the whoops. Really? Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. So, like, okay, so he would he would hit the wall, he would double in. No, 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 no. Oh. He would jump over the dragon's back, and then he would jump off the landing of oh. the dragon's back over the wall and then skip the whoops. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was next level, and that's why I changed my pick. Was just I was like, this guy's feeling it today. <laughs> that would have probably made me change my pick. Too. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no, it, it sounds pretty gnarly. It was some James Stewart right. stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't huge, but it was one of those yeah, things yeah. when he picked up on it. It yeah. was like, wow, that looks good. Right. Jeez. Um. Uh. Any. You know what? else, JT. Before we get to Austin Stroop, uh, our next guest, I was impressed with Davos Marty. Tough track. He was good. Yeah. Me too, dude. Hung in there. Got a third. Yeah. And and you it was know? so was so veteran about it, you know, just stayed back. Well, he's 40 years old. I so, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not 40, is he? No, he's not 49. No, 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 no. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, I know he's been around a long time, but damn. <laughs> um, no, he just, this is he where, did. This is where the new guys don't know anything about <laughs> how old people are, like, oh, three. They're like, huh? Right. Yeah, he, uh, he did it just so well. He hung back, watched those guys battle, watched yeah. themselves raise their heart rate to umpteen million, and um, he made the pass that he needed to make on the last lap in the last corners. He hung it out when it, exactly when he needed to, and um, I really think he, uh, he has a chance to win this championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's early, but he right. just – he looks like after that first win, he's just like – I can do this, yeah. and he's and he has a grasp on the championship. That series might be really good here. Oh, with it, those four guys, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the very last race, and uh, and we're in for some good East Coast Lights racing. All right, JC, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. All right, all right. Who else is coming on next? Uh, Austin Stroop. You want to stay on? Oh, nice. You want to loop? Do you want to stay on? No, I just was checking okay. in. Yeah, Stroop, and then uh, uh, Cade Clayson, privateer hero to the stars. So, bo bo bo. All right, buddy. Thank you. See ya. All right. Hot cams unleash the power within. Do you use hot cams? No. You got Tokyo Mods, right? Do they have their own cam? Um, or do they use hot cams? I don't know, but hot cams are They should are use awesome. hot cams. Yeah, they should. Hot cams unleash the power within. Hotcamsinc.com. At checkout, type out the discount code HOTCAMS2016. 30% off. The leader in design and development by high-performance dirt bike camshafts. A lot of teams in the pits use these things, and uh, you should use them too. And uh, it'll be fun to uh, try and uh, give your bike some more power, move the power around. And everything else, hotcamsinc.com. All right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, Hot Cams is pleased and proud to bring you uh, Austin Stroop. Stroopy, what's up, man? How are you? Shoot, just hanging out, man. How about you guys? Uh, us too. Talking, Keeping it real. Talking some Daytona, yeah. Um, what sure it was a blast. It looked, I watched it. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. The track was a little sketchy as far as one line, but it's always good to be down in Florida, although I wasn't out there this year, but generally speaking. Um, yeah, bro. So, where you been? You, 
you got the you got the look. What, I, look, we since had. I didn't go to what, since I didn't go to Omaha. Is that <laughs> we had you on a couple months ago. People dug your story. You're back into racing. Uh, your mm-hmm. talent has not left you. Obviously, you've been putting in some great results in arena cross. You got a ride with the Rockstar Hushy guys, which is Kyle Regals and Stank Dogs team. Things were looking good, and then what's happened? Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Um, it just it's just not working out for me really, and I I don't want that pressure right now. With not it's mid season, mm-hmm. I don't have a setup, nothing's together. Right. Uh, I haven't done any testing. I haven't got to ride the bike maybe once during the week. Um, so it's just it's just too stressful, really. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to set yourself up for a good opportunity and and kind of. Kind of have everything, all your ducks in a row, I guess, right? Yes, it, exactly. And I, I kind of did. That wasn't my first plan to ride arena cross. That was just something that was around North Carolina. It's cold, so you don't really ride outdoors that much. So there was a lot of arena cross races around, and so I kind of jumped into it. Mm-hmm. So, what? but I'm just, I'm going to get into some outdoor. That's what I'm going to plan on from here on out. You gonna do some some nationals? You think? No, I don't think it. Man, it really takes people. Don't even. I mean, I'm sure people understand, but mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get back into tip top shape, and it's taking some time. And yeah, I need to. I got a lot of. I got a lot to build on, and mm-hmm. and a lot of work to put in. That's for sure. If I'm even gonna be close to the guys outdoors. Did you uh, did you think your did you enjoy your like we saw you you know like we talked about last time you were on the show you had some different rides and some different guys helping you out shit you rode two different brands and two different weekends um, did you uh, did you enjoy your results when you were there were you happy with how it was going other than the fact that how nervous I was just being <laughs> at the race and I've been living a slower pace and I get out there and it's just everything's moving fast everything's it's so different. But I enjoyed every minute of it. I just uh, I let the stress get to me and the nerves. Really, huh? That's surprising, to be honest. Because look, you've you've podium supercrosses. You've been a championship favorite. You've uh, you know you've won motos outdoors. I'm surprised, but I guess like you said, you were gone a while, and and shit changes, right? Yeah. The the bad thing about me is I. I might sit on the couch and haven't been training, but when I go to the race, I normally want to win that race. Like, no matter, even if I'm out of shape, I'm just going to go for it. I want to win that race. So I put a lot of pressure on myself that day. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a few on TV. You you didn't get some good – you weren't always up front on the start, but, man, you like you worked your way through. Like, you were definitely, you know, I think, riding pretty well. And I I think a win was coming if you had stuck it out. Oh, Things were definitely getting better. I was super happy, and uh, I was enjoying it more and more. Yep. I was just hoping things were going to get a little bit better during the week to where I could ride and and be on the bike more. But that just it wasn't possible. It like, wasn't possible. So the team didn't have a practice bike for you, or how how did that go? Well, I think you know it's just mid season. A lot of the guys, some of the bikes are in California, and then there's one guy here on the East Coast. Uh, it's in South Carolina, so um, I actually have a bike shipped here to south of the border yesterday. But I'm not sure if I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask someone above 
to see if I can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, by the way. Uh... It actually came early. It was supposed to be after Omaha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But it came a lot earlier than expected. And I was, I got a picture from Ryan. And he, it was the Husqvarna. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hope, hopefully I can make it mine and I can get on the track. Yeah. No, that'd be good, man, for sure. Like, because, like, yeah, we, so we, you don't have a practice bike yet. We talked about that. Last time you were on the show, you didn't manage to get one yet from anybody. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't had a bike. I had a 450 that was a 2013 Honda, but right. I put it put it up for sale. And actually, the guy Stacy at Olean Suspension, mm-hmm. he actually gave me a Yamaha 250F to ride at the Asheville um, AGG Center, uh-huh. like the six, six rounds they had. So, yep. and then he was actually letting me ride that before. The Husky thing came about, so I was just going to ride that. He was going to let me ride it and test the suspension for him and do a lot of things, try to help him out. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, all right, so so that deal, you can't, can't go back to that deal, or can you, if you wanted to? No, if I if I called Stacy, Stacy would definitely be, he would, mm-hmm. he, he, he wouldn't think about it. He would let me do it in a heartbeat. It's a real cool story that you came back, uh, Adam. I don't know if you were following Stroop's comeback. Um, I, I I wasn't particularly following, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Austin. Um, I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar uh, who I am, but uh, you know, I've raced. I, yeah, I've I didn't been know you. I didn't know that was you. Been, yeah, it's it's over there. it's seven deuce deuce. But um, dude, yeah. I've uh, I've loved you ever since I was a kid. You know, um, I watched you ride Supercross. Always pulled for you. I thought you had the sickest style. Um, when I was growing up, and <laughs> I, I I really did. I really did enjoy the style of your riding, and uh, and I've always been pulling for you. And uh, I seen you on the Husqvarna thing, and and it was weird because I I had looked it up on the internet, and I seen Austin Stroop, and I was like, no way, how badass <laughs> no is way. that? You know, and I um I just I want to applaud you on um you know a couple of the interviews that I seen you do with for the Rockstar team. Um, I thought it was very professional i thought you did an absolutely wonderful job and uh truthfully bro um i'm i'm just happy to see you back racing um you know people go through tough times people go through um uh, good times and and i'm just glad to see you back on your dirt bike and I, I really hope you're enjoying um racing and riding again and and i know there's probably a bunch of pressure on you to to go back just because how good you were but um definitely take it one step at a time and enjoy riding your dirt bike you know because it's it's one of the best things in the whole entire world and and just just whip it and, and have a good ass time <laughs> no matter what you do hey man i Dang, I really appreciate that, brother. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I'd love to see you back at the Nationals and, and back racing with us, but, um, you know, wherever. Me too. I where, want to. Wherever Badly. motocross takes you, it's 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 always a good thing. Yeah, it's not like, it's not, I, I wouldn't even say it's a comeback. It's just the joy of racing. It just brings you back to it, and I just wanted to race. Shoot, I rode a 252 stroke with a black <laughs> finger at, <laughs> yeah. at, up at Asheville, and um, a Thirteen, uh, you know, two fifty two strokes. So I'm definitely not scared of moto and get it done. If it takes, you know, some struggle, I'll go for it. Still, how um, how much different is it just riding kind of whatever you can get? Do you uh, do you enjoy that a little bit? Um, is it is it is it tough? Are you like damn sometimes, or are you just kind of out there grabbing whatever you can get and having a good time? I would. I just got more a little bit bummed that I had to keep changing bikes because I'd get used to one yeah. and 
changed it. So that was like the only thing, but I love mix, you know, riding different brands and, you know, those, that type of stuff. How much, um, how much do you miss your factory bike compared to those other things? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, they're dead even. <laughs> um, how did, uh, how did Junior Jackson team owner take the news that you, uh, that you weren't going to go on with him anymore? Was, uh, was it cool? Was he pissed? Uh, did he offer you a ride in the future? How'd that go? Um, me and Junior, we were in contact from the get go. We stayed, we were always talking and Junior was, uh, you know, he went out of his way to, to make this happen. Kind of nobody else was really involved, but he took the chance to have me on. So we, uh, I appreciated that. And, and I left our conversation with just, you know, I'd like to stay, I'd like to hopefully stay in contact and figure something out. I was thinking, I wanted to do something for outdoors in Canada. That's what I was wanting to do. And I wanted to have a bike and just ride it and, Mm -hmm. and ride outdoors and, but, uh, I don't think he just, um, Steinke had broke his leg. So it kind of made it a little bit more difficult. It was like bad timing. Right. So, uh, well, if you, if you keep it and up then Regal did, and then Regal didn't race. So it, it, it kind of sucked, but I only, at first I was only su- supposed to do the first two. That was all I was going to do uh-huh. was two, was two rounds. And then after the, when I podium, they wanted to keep me for the rest of the year. And um, that's kind of how that was going. And then you, and just, I, you just felt like it was too much, too much too soon? I just, I was not getting to put any laps in during the week at the track. And I'd been riding more on the, on the 2VDF that I had before putting laps in. And I was, I was traveling and things were just moving so fast that I wasn't feeling comfortable. And there's to jump in, to take three years off and jump into arena cross or super cross, your flow is not there. Your timing's not there. Your everything's not there. So it takes, it takes some time. So that's what I wanted to do was I want to do outdoors to get my, get my speed back and get, get get into some good riding shape. If you if you stay riding and, and uh, everything's going well for you, um, do you want to get a full time arena cross ride starting next year and really go at this thing? Um, honestly, uh, <laughs> arena, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's my 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 personal type of style of, of racing. Okay. I like a little bit more open. Right. Uh, uh, so, so yeah. if I was, I'd like to go back to the old way <laughs> so, so you know would you would, like i i guess what steve's trying to say you know would you um you know attempt to go back to professional racing if everything goes well yes i think if everything was working well and i had and i would definitely yes that's <laughs> racing that's I'm a racer. That's what I want to do. I don't yeah, like exactly. to just play ride. I don't like to just play ride. I like to race. I like that's what I like to do. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, I no. like to play ride, but I like to race. Well, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and making making money is good too. Yeah, there's a time for both things. Yeah, I think, for sure. You can make some money, but people are going to be wondering what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of months. And strictly, you know, I, I'm going to be racing local races and staying down at south of the border and and hopefully just put in some laps and hitting some big races if there's any you know uh, if 
if you do get a chance, um, you know, that Canadian outdoor program, I think, I think that is a great thing to do. Everybody up there is absolutely amazing. And, uh, if you get a chance to, to do that, I think you should, uh, I think you should definitely do that. It's not quite as gnarly as, you know, the American outdoors and the lights class. And, and I think it's definitely one of those things that, that could be a fun time for you. Oh, I'd love, yeah, Canada would be, that was actually one of my, basically the first thing I thought about when I wanted to start back, if I was to do anything and get back going, I'd like to go to mm-hmm. Canada. Um, hey, were you surprised? I, I was really surprised the last time we had you on this pulp show. Um, I was surprised at the amount of tweets and emails and people pumped to hear you back on. And I don't know, were you, did you get a lot of response after you came on the show last time? Because I was surprised, man. People d- were digging Austin's true. Honestly, I don't even I don't even like to get on my my Twitter that much uh-huh. anymore or like before for a while because it was just it was so negative. So I actually got on after the show and I was just like, All right, that's cool. You know, people are just giving me <laughs> positive positive vibes yeah. and like not a not a, you got, don't have to skip like ten to get to a decent one. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, that was good. <laughs> did you uh did you hook up that deal in Sweden? That we were talking about? You know, that would be mine not following through when all that started happening <laughs> with uh, Arena Cross. That's basically what happened. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta get on this thing, Stroopy. Um Thanks yeah. for, thank you for coming on. Glad to hear that everything's going okay and and um you know that you you know you're all right with stepping away from the Rockstar Husky team and and um you know you're still planning on keeping on riding and, and doing all that. That's all it's good to hear, man. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna make make or break me just stopping right now right. in the arena cross. So it's not worth it. And it's, it, I'm like 20% at the race, and when you're on the line, you're just that's just too much of a a conscience on your mind, and um, basically just trying to wide open pin it <laughs> and not crash. So I need to. I got a lot of things to work out. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, man. Hotcams, uh, Inc.com, a- Hotcams. A7, A7 does do. Get better, man. Hell yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Seriously. And uh, and I really hope to see you on the track soon. And, um, you know, yeah. uh, good job on making the conscious decision to do what you feel is right, you know, and uh, and uh, kind of taking a step back from Arena Cross and, and getting ready. And I hope to see you on the track soon. Ditto. Oh, appreciate it, bud. Yeah, that's I- I think that's the way to go. Just get into some outdoors and tread and ride some good tracks. And that's what I hope to do. Yeah, for cool. sure. And I, I think the best thing in life is to do what you think's right. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's what's right for you, you know? Exactly. That's to be personally honest. That's why I stopped. That's why I did not want to race anymore arena cross because I wasn't enjoying it and having as much fun as I was before when I was racing this those five races it just got too intense and too much and i was doing it on my own and moving traveling and driving and all this so (laughs) well cool no thanks man i appreciate you coming on and and, uh, we'll talk soon austin thank you all right later guys thanks hot cams inc bringing you uh austin's troop hot cams unleash the power within unleash the power within (laughs) um what up i don't know i hope he's okay me too. I hope he's all right. Me too. To me, I would have. He. I. I've watched Serena crosses. He was riding well. He was a podium threat. That's you know. I. I feel like we're not getting the whole story. I. Do you agree? A little bit. Maybe. But, maybe I'm just. But maybe you I'm know wrong. the thing about it is, as I think, 
he's such he in the past he was so good, you know, yeah. when with a guy like that and and having that much talent, I think it, it definitely could be a real story. Travis? As far as not being the whole story? What do you think? I think there might be a, a tad more to it, but maybe not. Know, maybe he maybe, just yeah, maybe. like I said, maybe maybe not. Right. But it's, it it just sounds like I hope there he's might doing be yeah, a I tad hope. more, but at the same time, I still it still it still sounds like he's doing okay. So yeah, I hope so, and, and I hope he keeps it up. And he's certainly that's super the main talented. Point, I think. Hey, a lot of people listening have wheels, have trucks. I mean, a lot of people listening have vehicles that need wheels. Go to GearAlloy GearAlloy dot com. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ranger, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, GearAlloy wheel style, twenty different wheel styles to choose from, and uh, sixteen through twenty two inch diameters. Design engineered in SoCal in order to stay on the trend with design and sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality. Gear Alloy Wheels, uh, they support a lot of people in the sport, including the NFAB, Ampro, Yamaha, GNCC team. They're a big part of that. The team wears the Gear Alloy helmets. And, of course, they've been a longtime supporter for Jessica Patterson, seven-time WMX champion. Wow. This is the Gear Alloy cold call segment. So we're just going to cold call someone. Who are we calling? Well, two guys. We got two. No, I'm going to try. I got two guys in mind. Okay, cool. First up, let's try Adam Cincerillo. Oh, sick. Let's try... That dude's had a rough go. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. I feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up. Alright, here we go. Hi, yes, it's Jagger Home, please. Monster Energy Pro Circuits. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even get three, a ring. Eight. I got a turn off. Alright, alright. I'm, I'm not gonna. Who are we calling now? Jake Wammer. Oh, sick. Cold calling people. Jake Weimer coming off. It's called not a very good Daytona for him, but. Eh. I feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up. Gearalloy.com. Gearalloy.com. Yes, it's Jagger Home, please. We're getting a ring. Mm hmm. Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy cold call. Could be with a chick. Cold call. Jake Weimer. Hey. Congratulations on being the Gear Alloy cold call of the night on the Pulp MX show. Sick. What? <laughs> he said sick. Uh, what what happened? Jake Warner, what a fucking legend. Um, what happened to you at Daytona? Well, how'd that go? What do you mean? Well, it wasn't a great race for you. I'm sure you, um, I'm sure you were stoked on the track. Get in. Go. What? Sorry, I'm talking to my dog. Oh. I'm talking to my dog, man. Oh. Is that more important than talking uh, to me? <laughs> uh, track was not hey. good. Track. Let me guess. You got a bad start, and your your gate wasn't good. You got a bad start, and then you just kind of tr- rode around trying to pass dudes the entire night. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I crashed, too. So oh, that, okay. That, oh, uh, that sucks. Where'd you crash at? That's Adam Enten. It's, the, it's the 722, by the seven way. 72 Deuce in studio. So. I don't really care because I still <laughs> made the main though. Oh, you already know. <laughs> shout out Moto 7. Go to iTunes right now and search 72 Deuce and get your Moto 7 single right now. Uh, Jake Weimer, shout I'm out. With you. All right. Yeah. Um, I back it. Where'd you crash? Uh, after the first triple. Oh, okay. All right. Um, kind of easy part. Where of the was track, that at? Could you explain to me where that was at? I was watching from the couch. Yeah, you make a left turn. You go, uh, yeah, you go left, and then kind of a chicane, and then right there. 
No, Steve, you just go uh, left, and then there's a church. Wasn't there a chicane there, right there? No, wasn't there a little? No, no Okay. I, I got my chicanes mixed up. There was there was 40 chicanes. I got them mixed up. There wasn't a chicane there, actually. Um, but you're, you're close. Wow. I mean, you know what? Nothing like crashing on the easiest part of the track either, by the way. That thing, I didn't see anybody else even go down there. So. Um, I have to say, I did see somebody else go down there. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Um, they went outside and hit a hay bale. It was pretty <laughs> squirrely, but whatever. Um, hey, uh, so our helmet deal is up, right? Yeah. We're, yeah, 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 yeah. We're done. It was a nine-race deal. Eight-race deal. No, it was an eight-race deal, an eight. and I actually, I actually hooked you up and gave you nine races. Wow. No, Anaheim won. You didn't run the helmet sticker because I didn't and bring it. And whose fault was that? No, it's and my fault. fault. Oh, that, that? I'm no. sorry. That's that, that right there, I that's your fault. I didn't bring you a sticker or the money at the opening round. Or the money. So right. you said, do you want to do, when you came to me, you said, we'll do the first eight races. Uh-huh. I said, okay, yeah, oh, we'll do it. Stop well, it. It wasn't my fault you didn't start on time. Oh, because so when I said first eight, you're going to hold me to that then? The first, yeah. All right. There's nothing to argue here. I already I ran the sticker at the ninth race. I'm already one up on you. So okay. I don't know what you're trying to argue with me right so, now. What are we doing? Like I am getting hostile. I haven't heard back from any of your people or you yourself. Like, are we going to continue this? <laughs> my people. <laughs> Who'd you call my dog? My wife. Cox. Cox called my me. Two month old daughter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, what? What are we doing? Um. You know, I mean, I can have my people call your people. I mean, it's been. We need to. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth here, but it's been very good for you. This has been very good. You can't. De- you can't. You can't deny it. You cannot deny this. Uh, I, I will say it's been the most interesting <laughs> and slash unique. Uh, sponsorship that I've ever came across. Yes, yeah. Some of these people that yeah. listen to the show that come through the autograph line, they're they're in. I mean, it makes me a little nervous sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you don't even know. Imagine what I feel like. Yeah, the seven dudes oh, has the same gosh. people. He hugs them though and take photos I, with them. I get it. I mean, I understand. Um, <laughs> so what I'm thinking, like what I was saying, you never really got back to me, but. What I was saying. What do you mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? I never got back to you. Like, like, like we've been in comms and I haven't got back to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, no. you know what the like, best part lie. of this? That's a lie. If I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna that's, go to. That's the, a fine. I'm going to the tech. That's a fine. I'm going that's to. That's a fine. That's a fine. I'm <laughs> interrupting. That's not. That's not accurate. I feel like this cold call has turned into a business call. Like, are, <laughs> okay. are we are we discussing Pobamex contracts right now? Or I said to you in our in our text, I said. Uh, I believed in you when no one else did. <laughs> and, then, and then you said, we will just see what happens. And I said, come on, bro. And there was no reply after, come on, bro. Um, here, here's what I was thinking. Like, and this is, so I, look, before the RCA tried, before the factory bike, before you were this, this, this hella good comeback story that you've turned into, I believed in you and I got you. You know, I got you uh, money, and, I, and and it was a great deal for everybody, and you got a lot of exposure out of this. And now, like, I'm kind of, like, looking at it like I got you back. Not back, but, 
let's say um, a little bit like the Backstreet Boys before they hit it big. <laughs> I was there before you right. hit it big. You know what I mean? So I feel like maybe there's a, there's room mm-hmm. to talk as far as lowering the per race rate and uh, and you know still helping. Uh, ab- absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely I mean, not. I, I mean, I'll just stop you right there. It's, it's going to be hard to lower the, the per race rate. Uh, oh, Jesus. I mean, this is going south quick for you, Steve. It is. It this is, is going that's south gonna quick. Take, that's going to take a, a high-profile accountant to even figure out how to make the, the per race number lower. <laughs> like, don't you feel like... It, like maybe we should just be like, you'll just like there's barely any races left in the year. Just let it slide, and I'll you know. And what did I tell you? And wh- and what did I tell you? <laughs> I said I said write me. How about we just do this? Just write me a hundred thousand dollar check. Uh-huh. I won't cash it right away. We'll just ride it out and we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's not right. I mean, Right. That's just a counter offer. I mean, there's negotiation in there, mm-hmm. but it, it that was just a counter. You know what I mean? I feel that. But, I'm trying to get one of those too. Right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like don't you feel though this thing has just been so great for you that maybe you want to keep this thing rolling? <sighs> no. Yeah, I would like to keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for money, well, for less so. <laughs> What's for for. for, for for a reasonable paycheck, yeah, I'd love to keep it rolling. I can see where this is going to go. This is this is a tough call for you, Steve. Well, I mean, I just I don't know why he's being so difficult, Adam. To be honest, um, I, I don't I don't know. I really don't either. I mean, it just. I mean, I know there's a there's a huge fan base for Pulp MX. I can't even imagine it would do any worse for Jake to not run the sticker. You know? Listen, I would I would not take I I don't want to have to take our deal public. I don't want to have to do that. Okay, on right. okay, on behalf of Pulp MX, and we don't need to take am, the deal public either. I'm I'm willing, okay, Jake, I'm willing to drop your name in a rap song. Okay. Oh, okay. See, see now we're getting somewhere. Till till well, no, I don't Okay, go on. Go to, on. To, so we're going to drop your name in a rap song. Um also, Quiet down. we will um, we will drop a career accomplishment right afterwards in order to lower the price for the sticker on the helmet for Pulp. Mm-hmm. Will the will the rap be about Jake in general or just a line? Um, to to get hold a on. line, I feel like hold on. I feel like we can do two separate deals here. I feel <laughs> like for one, I can do my Pulp and Mex deal, and we can handle that. As individuals, and beyond that, I can talk to this, Seven Deuce Deuce. This guy's about a businessman. Maybe, a, maybe even a feature oh. on, on a song. Wow! You know what I mean? Wow! I think you that could I mean? be a good call. Don't don't get in the way of my friendship with Adam. This is my he's my friend. He's not your friend. He's my friend. Hey, dude. Listen. Um. So okay. So let me let me recap. You're not going to do it for free. And you're not going to give me a discount, like either one. Like that's that's the. I, did, I gave you a discount the first time, and I gave you an extra race. <laughs> I don't want to hear the extra race talk. I'm not having that. Um, it was it was a, it was a clerical error on our end, and I don't want to be pen, penalized for that. And I feel like you should respect the fact that I went ahead and acknowledged 
you know what? I'll, I'll, even though I cannot believe as, as your athlete that you <laughs> forgot a sticker and a, forget about the paycheck. <laughs> right, the, the sticker. sticker. Right. You, just, you just forgot the sticker of your own brand. <laughs> you forgot the sticker. Some, I let that one slide, and I gave you an extra race. Someone in the chat room said the ins and outs of the deal would be embarrassing for everyone. <laughs> Probably oh, right. Fully. Fully. <laughs> fully. Fully. It'd be sad for everybody right. involved. Everybody involved, it would be sad. <laughs> I feel like this has gone so good for you. You know that, like, I just, I think this is a little bit of a life. Um, okay. Let's, been a bit let's, of a life changer. Let's, let's kind of move this conversation along. Um any right, right, any right. recognizable um, events that have happened due to the Pulpamex sponsorship? Can you Thank can you, you kind Thank of you uh, can you kind of give us any I've, insight on that? I've definitely had some chatter of the fans um, and autograph lines, and uh, the Twitter account has has definitely mm-hmm. recognized the mm-hmm. the. Uh, the partnership with Pulp MX. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, life-changing, not so much. There's been a little bit of chatter. Yeah, uh, life- you know, and, and that's all you can really ask for. You know, as a Pulp MX representative, that's what we're trying to point out here. You, you know, know I, that I, there is an increase in social media and fan base. I mean, Chatter's only paying so many few bills, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> he tried to pay his mortgage with Chatter, and it wasn't working. Damn it. He, he went to the I, bank and I, said, damn it, Jake. <laughs> I, I went to the dealership to try and buy a new car, and, and I said, well, you know, I've got a lot of Chatter going on. And he said, oh, okay, well, here's, here's, you know, here's your new car. I, right, I bet right. you didn't say that Pulp, it was Pulp MX uh, Chatter. The thing about Jake's got me over the barrel a little bit because this weekend's my hometown race, sort of. In Canada, oh. you know, so I would like and, to stick. And to- I will tell you, I will tell you, I've had a few other radio shows that have kind of chimed in on the chatter on Twitter. We might have a little competition. Oh, really? Oh, wow. wow. This is not good, Steve. You're going into the Uh-oh. hometown race, and this guy's trying to hustle Uh-oh. you. All right. Well, look, we got to run. Uh, our next guest is on the phone. He's uh, Cade Clayson, and maybe he'll run a Pulpamex sticker. On his helmet, and take the probably one. Not for as deep as, probably not for <laughs> as deep as I did. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you for picking up the Gear Alloy cold call. Uh, if you need some wheels, let hey. me know. Gear Alloy. Hey, uh, Adam, how how'd you break your femur, bro? Oh, here we go. Um, at Elsinore, I came um, after the finish line. You know how it goes triple, triple on the outside. Yeah. I uh, I yeah. soaked up the second triple, and for some for some reason, they built up that second triple landing a bunch after the weekend. Yeah. And I uh, yeah. I had just clipped it and rode the nose Ooh. off the next one, and kind of went to the right. left and just landed right where the um the water truck had been riding over a bunch, and it was like hitting concrete Ooh. right on my hip. Yeah, super. How'd that feel? Um, <laughs> honestly, you know. We'll um, we'll have Cade Clayson to vouch because he was there. Well, but let's let's get him on. I thought Cade, welcome to the show. Oh, hey guys, what's going on? What okay. up, Cade? Okay, Cade. So you saw Seven Deuce Deuce crash? Oh, it was right in front of me, live. But um, you know, I really wasn't in that much pain. I thought I had a dead oh, leg. Huh. Like, ask ask Kate. I was like, dude, I think I just got a really gnarly dead leg. I don't think I broke anything. I just think I have a gnarly dead leg. And sure enough, snapped my femur and uh, three screws. Damn. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I, I, I was going to take him to the hospital in my truck. 
I pulled out there and everything. Yeah. Huh. Yep. We were ready to go. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty and, and, and it's your femur. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mathis would probably still be laying there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all right, Weimer. I, I, I appreciate you picking the call up because you just saw a strange 702 number, so I appreciate you picking the call I up. I did. I did, and I have a buddy that lives there, so I was like, uh, or I was hoping for maybe some good news, like a big sponsor that was ready to pay me some dough. <laughs> So I right. at this point you got to answer all the calls, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I, hear I you. feel that. I, hear you. I feel well, that. We're I think right now, if I were to put a state of our negotiations, I think we're we're in flux going forward from here. I want you either to let it go for free the rest of the year, or I want a discounted rate, and you want more money. So we got we got some middle ground to reach. I mean, if you say discounted rate one more time, I'm going. For it. <laughs> <laughs> and I and and were this deal yeah. gonna be open? Open. Yeah, so, I'd, rather, I'd rather have you. Oh no. my gosh, I am laughing to the I point will, where I have tears. I will get the Twitter. I will get the Twitter lawyers involved. All right. All right. Don't let's, make me do that. Oh my let's God. let's talk tomorrow and work this out. Oh geez. Because it's yeah, I've right. been pumped well, to look at photos and see Pulpo Mex on your visor. You know, I would have liked some I better. I would have liked some better results not, lately, I'm but. Not, you know. <laughs> I'm not mad at it either, but don't. I'm oh, just geez. telling you, I don't. I don't want to have to go public with this, and we'll talk tomorrow. But we're already on air. You know, we've hashed it out a little bit. Yeah. There's, I mean, you know, there's no discounted rate. I mean, I already gave you a discounted rate. I gave you right, an extra rate. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know. it's it's a little ugly at the moment, but I'm, <laughs> we'll be in calm. All right, Colin. I like that. All right, buddy. Thank you for picking up. Appreciate it. All right. Cheers, boys. See you. Late. GearAlloy.com. GearAlloy.com. Presenting Jake Weimer on the cold call. We've had some pretty good success with people picking up. Yeah, we have. On Adam Cincerillo. Anyways, let's get there. Our next guest, he's in Florida, so it's uh, it's, uh, 1041 there. Oh, geez. We got the race tech writer, Cade Clawson. What are you doing, dude? Man, you know, we're good friends. You literally see me every weekend, and you still don't say my last name right. Okay, Clayson. Clayson, right? On TV, they get Clayson? It right sometimes. There Clayson. you go. Oh, there you what go. What did you yep. say? I said Clawson. Oh, yeah. Clawson has a W, though. I don't know yeah, why I Clawson's, said that. Cla- I don't think you can even call him Clawson. Okay, dude. How's it been going this year? How's your season? What's been going on? First of all, let's talk about uh-huh. it. he and Alex Ray battling it out for mains every week. And then in Daytona, they had the exact same qualifying time. Exactly. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're we're buds. We we figured, you know, we didn't want to beat each other anymore. We just figured we'd tie. So, especially in a track like Daytona, it it's so hard. You have no idea. It's it's funny how you always find yourself um, with the people um, that you put yourself kind of together with. You know, the people you ride with, the people you hang out with. It's kind of like where you're at, which totally sucks because you always want to beat them. But it's so it's so hard to kind of get away from that group that you've been you've been in and and um, just. It's it's hard to take that next step, but um, I I know between him and Schmidt, I'm surprised I have any friends. I know, right? Like, Not even kidding. I battle with the same three people every weekend. <laughs> Shit, like, dude. At some point in time, I just gotta figure out how to twist the throttle a little bit more and beat him. <laughs> Not even kidding. Um, you've been happy with the way your season's been going. You, I mean, you're you're right there every week. If you're not in the main event, you're right there. So, is it frustration yeah. level, or are you, you okay? No, I mean, I'm I, usually at the end of the night, I'm pretty frustrated, but uh-huh. 
I mean, this past weekend, I'm not really disappointed with how I rode. I actually rode really well this weekend. Um, I rode awful in Atlanta. I'm going to be right up front with that. Yeah. I was uh, I was off the pace, but I mean, I've had an okay season. You know, I've got two mains. I wish I had way more. I should have like at least two more. I feel like a couple of them I blew, but you know, it is what it is, and I can't change it now. Um, you know, I'm just trying to keep getting better. I mean. I work hard and I just, I want to be better. And, uh, so that's, I mean, what I got to do, I just got to keep working and get more experience and mm-hmm. get better starts so that I can beat, beat the guys who are making it now. Our, uh, our producer here, Travis, he thought he thinks he's a real jokester over there. Uh, Cade, he said, cut the corner on the competition and call in now for, for Cade Clayson. Real wow. joke. You make joke Dude, over there. Honestly, that was the most Badass thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life, and I think it was total bullshit. You didn't beat Schmidt, <laughs> honestly. Like one hundred and ten percent. Mathis is glad I got DQ'd. No, oh, no, 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 no. One hundred and ten percent. I don't care DQ'd. what you say, Mathis. That was you? sick. You just got. You didn't get the spot. You didn't get DQ'd. Did you get the money for fourth or fifth? Yeah, I got for fifth. Okay, yeah. Um, seven oh two. I got docked. I got docked four thousandths of a second because I only beat him by three. <laughs> of course, that's how they do it. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. You got a, a question for Privateer Hero Cade Clayson and Canadian Motocross Hero as well. Uh, give us a call here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. And Vortex is pumped and pleased to bring you uh, uh, Clayson on the show tonight. Pulp Mech twenty sixteen is your code. Email Jake at vortexracing.com for a forty percent off discount. Sprockets that Chad Reed uses and Blake Baggett and James Stewart they all use it. Here's my thing: if you, if that move cutting the cutting the tough blocks was legal, can you imagine what these jerkies would do out on the track? You would size that up in every corner. There was would, no pole. It doesn't. There was. He did not not land on the track. He wasn't off the track on the other side of the hay bale. He was in the air. I'm sorry, so, but that was totally legit. Are you just supposed to? What, what if dudes just? What if that was legal? It's I'm, not gonna happen everywhere because you can't do that all the time. There's probably every one or two races. There's an opportunity to do something like that in a corner. I mean, in, and in some of if these rhythms, guys could pull it off and do it fast, they would. Oh my God, you're drunk and high. No, it can't be legal. Absolutely not. You want guys? Uh, there's a reason you, they you, put poles there. Do you want guys? There was no pole. Do you want guys doubling a triple, launching off the landing, cutting the turn, landing on the on the takeoff of the next ninety degree turn? Because that's what would happen. No, no, that, it would not. Hey, that would be pretty cool, though. <laughs> no, it, it, hey, it would be cool. It would but, not happen. Absolutely, it would no, happen. wouldn't happen. Absolutely, no, it wouldn't. Uh, the, all no, you, it wouldn't. All, all you guys would would look to do that all the time, and and you guys are so good that yeah, these but guys there's would do it. Poles where you can really what do, you do want it. these guys to do just carry around 18 poles they every do it weekend? every weekend they only there's have, poles they, on the track every poles. weekend there's there's they don't have that many poles they they do have that many poles i see them in all the corners all the time no. i'm telling you yeah, if there were four poles in daytona I'm thank you four well, of them well first of all way off that's not Feld. Like, that's that's different dudes. Okay, well that track. I've seen Feld so. put poles in they multiple like corners. They have like one or two poles. Okay, yeah, 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 that's yeah it. exactly. And th- I guarantee you they have more right. poles. It's just PVC. They wrap some sticker around it. Okay, right. this is not. I I feel what K did was not cheating. That was not cheating. That oh was a God. that Travis, was a gnarly Tra- Travis, move. Travis, help us out here. I want to be like Switzerland and be neutral here. God. 
ridiculous. I like I like that move. It was cool, but it was illegal. You no, can't it was do not. That. It was not illegal. Well, John Gallagher thought thought it was. So suck on it, both well, of you. Well, that's just. I guess that's just the way it is then. Okay. <laughs> I know. You, Cade was really pissed at me for voicing my honest opinion. At the end of the day, no, whatever John I, says I is what it is. You and let you be. I let you be the deciding factor of my. Yeah, you, you, you can't. You were on my side. I was not going to be happy. You can't but. do that. Like you can't. I've I've always known that. I've seen it at all these races. You can't do that. If you made it, if you made it legal, guys would be coming in. Like okay, first of all, Cade, you did it perfectly. By the way, that was great. No, what? that's what I mean. So you can't okay. just Hold do on. it that good every time. I mean, no, that was. So do you want some guy? You want Jeff Alessi? Dude, do you know how many times I'm, I'm shutting your mic off? I'm oh shutting your mic God. off. I'm shutting your mic off. Do you? You want Jeff Alessi, who's exhausted, trying to pull that move, except he's not good enough like Cade, and he he actually literally breaks Cade's tib and fib because he overjumps it and, like a missile, slams into the side of his bike. Will you let me talk, or will you just keep interrupting me? Okay. I'll turn your mic back on. Okay. So that's what you're going to have. If it's legal, dudes are going to do that, and they're going to nail other guys and break their legs because they're not going to be as good as Cade was at it. Okay. Let me um. Let me just. I was at Daytona this weekend. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we should there talk was a to poll, more about There was a poll on the inside of the corner after the triple. Okay, you know where the the last triple before the finish was, and it went like double, triple into the chicane. Yeah. Okay, Martin Davalos almost knocked Mookie's head off in that little situation, and they if there was, I mean, okay, that was totally irrelevant, but. There was a couple guys who jumped to the inside on that corner, on that last corner, where they were still jumping over the hay bales a little bit, and the pole was there, and nobody was getting docked for that. Well, you just can't do it. Hey, I got a thing for Travis. If he's going to look up facts, if you go to 2012, the main event when Darren Durham won, he did it every single lap before the triple. I don't remember that, but I need to walk to that. I saw your photo on Twitter. I but um... I, I looked it up. I remember. Well, let's take away Durham's win then. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, if it was legal, you, you'd have dudes flying all over the track, massive collisions. I just, you don't, I, I think you think that, like, every corner that you can Not do this. Not every corner, but, but every, fo- there's Yeah, two. but, like, you can't pull that move off in every corner. But you guys would try. No, we wouldn't. Justin Bogle would try. No. Chad Reed, James no. Stewart, Crazy Ball Stewart no. wouldn't try to, uh, Quad something. Yeah, but it's 99% of the time you can't pull it off and make it fast. I disagree. All right, let's get it. Let's move on. All right. And I'm going I'm I'm to turn the, your mic off again. The other, I'm going to turn your mic off again. Okay, can I make one more point? Yes. The other thing is, is it wasn't fast for anything else but what Cade did because you couldn't make the finish by doing that. Right. So the only way that move was doable is when he wanted to make a pass right the at the finish line. Last lap. And, and right. uh-huh. you weren't going to do it every lap. Um, he took a risk, and I think that that particular move, he should have made the main. Kate, how's the team? How's everything going? Well, how's your deal going? Dude, my team's awesome. Yeah? I, like, it's like full-blown privateer, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I have, like, the sickest group of guys around. Like, we got me, I got, I've, I've had four mechanics this year. <laughs> Well, that doesn't sound that sick, bro. No, that part that part is, does not is not awesome. But my new guy is awesome. My new guy Nate, he's probably the one of the coolest mechanics I've ever had. He's pretty rad. And oh, like cool. our Good. main mechanic Brian mm-hmm. White, he's awesome. He uh, he builds our motors and does our suspension. He's actually like a new race tech 
distributor and uh like i mean he's great i mean my suspension's awesome my bike's fantastic and i really couldn't be any happier with the team you know mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty great oh, i love cool. them and you know it's just a good group of guys and we all work together to help each other be better teams like yours like um traders things like that these guys aren't doing it to make any money they're they're spending money out of their pocket but yet it's awesome to have them around and myself included probably don't give these guys enough teams enough exposure and everything else you know so that's why i asked you but um race tech suspension working well for you privateer proven? honestly like this is the first year i've, I've used it i was like a full-blown factory connection guy before this and I was nervous making the switch. Like I, I was, I'm like kind of picky with it, and I like couldn't be happier. Like the guys at Race Tech, like I mean, they're so easy to work with. And like if I if I'm struggling with something, they change it. Like I mean, it's just they've done a really good job to make me really comfortable on the bike, and I really mm-hmm. couldn't be any happier with my suspension. That's good. If you want the same suspension service that uh, Kay Clayson uses, uh, Pulp Mex. Code Pulmex sixteen code gets you twenty uh, percent off, I think, or ten percent off at Race Tech, and get, awesome. your, get your oil changed at least in it. All right, just do that. Do something. Do your suspension. Um, hey, where are you from? Uh, I'm fr- originally from Ohio, but I live in uh, South Carolina at Club MX now. Oh, but you're from Ohio. Okay, I never, yeah, I never never knew where you were exactly from. So, oh yeah, I'm so, one of those people from Ohio. So Sellards is your hero, your childhood hero? No. Oh. No, okay. not really. Well, I mean, he's from Ohio. I'm not, I, so. I'm not like an Ohio guy. Like, I just I've oh. never liked Ohio, <laughs> and like I I grew up all over the country. Like my parents were like, they, they their work made us travel all the time. Oh, okay. So I was like never home, and I started homeschooling, and I was either racing or I was with my parents, and like, I was never home. So I mean, I love to travel. Right. So, I mean, I'm all over the place, and I, I mean, I like that more than I like being in one place. But, yeah, Ohio's pretty much where I'm from. So, how's, how's Filthy? How is Filthy Phil? Phil and I, we couldn't exist together for a long time. We, we were <laughs> – Phil and I couldn't – we couldn't associate. We, for some reason, just couldn't – be friends and in the last six months for some reason be friends it's worked oh okay we can we can exist together Uh and like communicate and be friends (laughs) like he even texts me every once in a while oh wow like wow i know yeah it's crazy no one could believe it we have the same like group of friends but we couldn't all hang out together because phil and i I couldn't be friends well like did something happen i have no idea i have no clue i think at some point Phil was just like, okay, I can kind of like you and figure out a way to be nice to you because we do, we just hated each other for, like, no reason at all. So if I ask you what the cheapest thing you've ever seen Phil do, you don't really want to answer because it, it could cause issues with Phil. No, the cheapest thing Phil's ever done is in his shop at club. He doesn't ever turn the lights on, so he doesn't have to pay the electric bill. I've heard. I've heard. I mean, he's, his electric bill every month is like 13 cents because he doesn't ever turn the lights on. Uh, Brayton told a story on the show, or, or to me, uh, Brayton plugged in his power washer into Phil's place, and Phil lost it on him for, over the electric bill for a 10-minute power wash session. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's it probably cost him another 10 cents. <laughs> Do you think he's just got all his money, like, buried in in coffee cans? Like, where does Phil keep his money? I don't know. I don't know what Phil does. I mean, (laughs) we went over to his house one time, and he's sitting on his couch in the dark on his phone. (laughs) 
and it's like, I mean, it's dark outside, and it's pitch dark in his house, and he's just, all you see is a light through the window, and he's on the couch on his phone, because he doesn't turn the lights on, he doesn't have TV. Did you see his uh, I mean, Instagram yesterday? Uh-uh. He said, I'm I don't follow Phil. Oh, you don't? You don't no. like Phil? Dude, I... What uh, happened with you and Phil? Dude, nothing happened with me and Phil, dude. I just, he's like, I'm cool with Phil, but like. Doesn't sound like you're cool with Phil, yeah, Travis. Yeah, I'm Travis. just like, I'm like. Waffling. Right? You know, it's weird because I'm not really like a, I don't really associate with him. He's just kind of a weird guy. You know, he's like very quiet and like kind he's of. He's very intense. He, he's no, I've intense. never met him intense at all. Like On the track, he's intense. Yeah, he's just different you know he's Tried a little bit of a he's cool don't get me wrong but like <laughs> he told me that uh, he when you were on the you made the main one week and you were yelling at jenny yo jenny check me out and he was trying to get ready for his race and you know he's what like, and, and you know what's funny is he's hating on me for that no, and no 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 he said it was hard for him to concentrate on his race because you know he's very intense he's very aggro and you were yelling at jenny because that's you yeah you're the seven dudes dude. yeah and he's and that's why i think um, we're not not friends, but we're not yeah. like friends. Not you know, bros, it's just right. one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, Phil. And he's like, yeah, yeah. hey. Right. And I'm like, you're a little weird, but it's cool. <laughs> you know, it's all good. <laughs> I, I, I think he's I think he's a super nice guy. He's just um, like he's says, different. Try training with him. <laughs> is, is he how, how's training with him? Is it a little weird? I mean, it can be. I mean, he, he I mean, he's he works hard. I mean, he's a hardworking dude. Yep. I mean, but sometimes like. If you're in his way while we're doing a moto, you're going over the berm. Like, it doesn't matter. He, he, yeah, I that's mean, he one of those things, you. though, where I would just get back on the track and T-bone him in the middle of his moto. <laughs> I'm that guy. Like, if you're if you're going to T-bone me in the middle of your moto and it's that important to you, I'm going to cut the track and oh, just T-bone you. It's happen. practice. Right. You know, like, dude, get over yourself, bro. There's there's a time to be aggressive, but, you know, it's all good. Everybody's kind of got their thing, but it, it – yeah. Phil's just no, kind of his good. own I mean, species. I mean, I'm not going to hate on him because, I mean, we are we are friends now, but, I mean, he wouldn't do it and actually get somebody hurt, but it is. I mean, he's aggressive. You know, he trains like he races, and, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to hate it. <laughs> I think yeah, I'd probably get used to it. Uh, let, me, let me finish my thing. If he T-boned me during a moto and I T-boned him back, I'd probably slap him five and put him back on his bike. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, enough talk about Phil. I, I do like hearing Phil stories though because he's weird and yeah he's <laughs> he's he's, he's a different guy. I was talking to no, I was is. talking to Pike and uh, and he was just kind of staring at me. He was like just looking at me and I was like, "Yo, Phil, what's up?" <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, I love you, bro." And I'm like, "Sweet, dude. You, <laughs> <It's> Phil, <laughs> you're cool. I love you." Um, uh, Cade. Um, so are you? What's your travel situation? Do you travel with a team? Do you fly? You don't fly to the races. You're a privateer. I've dr- I've driven to every race so far this year. Are you driving to Toronto? I drove. I drove. No, I'm flying to Toronto. Thank God. Oh God, yeah, really, right? I'm gonna drive. To, I'm gonna fly to the next few. But yeah, I've driven to all of them. I drove. I drove from uh, San Diego all the way to Dallas by myself, and then I drove from Dallas to club with my girlfriend. I mean, it's just a haul. I like that commitment. I also like the commitment of coming on the Pulp Mech Show at 11 o'clock at night. That's badass. Right? That's badass. I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. I kind of wanted to come on, and, uh, you know, the race set guys said they were trying to get me on, so I was like, yeah. 
So man. sick. I just like the I like the I like the uh, commitment. It's good. It's strong. Badass. Vortex Racing. Uh, besides sprockets, I got the V3 motocross handlebars. Twenty nine percent stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that the Vortex has put years of research and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. Wow. Yeah. Vortex Racing. Dude, that's a forty percent off at Vortex, right? right? Um. Uh, what else? Oh, hey, uh, Axel Gear. Now, just last week, Jason Thomas and I were making a lot of fun of Axel on the show, and probably didn't make Axel people very happy with that. Um, oh, but man. tell us about Axel and how that happened, and who's who who, who hooked it up for you, and, and all that. Because it, it's look, Axel was once the king of American motocross, and they're not anymore. But they at one time were badass. So and it's just it's a little unusual to see dudes over here. Where? So talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, my agent, Brian, kind of got it hooked up for me. Um, we were trying to figure out a gear deal at the beginning of the year, and um, they had a girl named Jackie working there, and, you know, they set it up, and, you know, it worked out really good for me. And, I mean, she's not there anymore, but the new people uh, that I'm dealing with there are really cool. It's a good group of people, and, uh, you know, they help me out. I mean, <clears throat> I like the gear. You know, it's, it's good. It's comfy. It's been holding up really well for me, and, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. So I don't really have anything bad to say about it. You get a salary um, from I them, did, or you got you got a you got a, like a, a performance contract with them? I got like a bonus program okay. with them. Nice, nice. You know, sick. I like to hear that. Private to your life. Right. Um, what about the Canadian Nationals? Now you just showed up last year, or the year before. When did you just show up? Last there? year. Last year. Okay. Last the, year, after my incident at Glen Helen. All right, yeah, Glen Helen. They called me the day before Glen Helen and offered me the job, and I took it. And then the next day, all that stuff at Glen Helen went down. What stuff and, at Glen Helen? Uh, yeah, what happened what at Glen Helen? What am I missing? What? I mean, it was like the biggest news in the world with me and Don Lee. Oh, that was uh, you. That's man. right. Oh, my God. I what forgot happened? about that. Man, here we go. I oh, forgot God, about that. the story live right now? Um, Yeah. You're... Your grandma was right, going to so pay him. From the top, then. Okay. I'll tell it from the top. All right. All right. The team, I was riding for the team, and the team. What team? Got a, uh, the Grenade Energy team. Okay. And they got the bike from, uh, from Rocket. You know, it was all done, whatever. And they did the motor and all this stuff to it. And they were supposed to pay um, Rocket for the bike, all this other stuff. You know, it was whatever it was, and, you know, they gave the bike to me to race, and they took it to all the races and everything. And halfway through the season, um, they said that they hadn't paid for the bike yet, and I had no idea because it wasn't my It wasn't your deal, right? to deal with. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> my family actually stepped up and paid for, like, half the bike. Oh, jeez. So that I could keep racing, and... Uh, so then I actually ended up getting hurt like three races later. So I didn't race the bike, the rest of Supercross. And then come outdoors, they told, the team told my family and uh, Rocket, or they told my family that the bike was paid for. And they even paid my family back for what they what they, they had paid for it. Okay. Well, then we show up at Glen Helen and I ride practice and Don Leap comes over and they do whatever they did to my bike. They took the maps out of my ignition so that my bike wouldn't run at all and and who's Don and, Lee? Uh, michael leaves dad oh from oh, rocket yeah, owner of rocket exhaust owns yeah. rocket right and i like but, don um, and i like josh from renegade but wow that's a really stupid thing to do 
on that yeah, day. So I mean, it sucks. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if because I, I guess Don hadn't gotten paid yet, like they said he did, right? And you know, if I was Don, I'd be mad too. And Absolutely. like, I'm not gonna hate on Don because I mean, you know, I would have been mad too. You know, they still owe me money, whatever it is. But um, you know, I just think it was handled poorly, and it made us both look bad. Yeah. So it just sucked, but. Yeah, after all that happened, um, you know, I went to Canada for the whole summer, and I actually got to fill in for a good friend of mine who got hurt, which sucked, but, you know, I got to go up and meet a great group of people and ride for a great team, and uh, I ride for Redemption Racing up there. Sick. And, uh, um, you know, I get to go back this summer, and I had a good summer up there last year, and I think that's why they, uh, you know, invited me back to come back for this year. National Lights number are six, 450. Bro. National number six, bro. Really? Four fifty. Yeah, wow, congratulations. Yeah, I'm gonna race four fifty. Um who'd well, you fill in for? Nathan Bless. Oh sick. Um yeah, you know, me being Canadian, I don't know if you knew that or not, but um Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a cool series. It's way laid back. The tracks are eh, some good, some not so good. But it's a real like low pressure family kind of deal. All the riders get along for the most part, and yeah. it's a nice place to go. You don't make a ton of money, but you know you have expenses paid. You put a little bit of money in your pocket, and you get to have like a national series. Like it's it's a good thing for a guy like Kate. I think. I mean, that's a smart move, and I'm glad you're going back. Yeah, I love it up there. You know, I was a bit nervous going up because I didn't know much about it. Right. And, you know, after a few races, you know, I was, I loved it. And, you know, like you said, it's super laid back. Like all the, like all the riders just love each other. Like we all have fun together. Yeah. There's always that one dude who's like a super dick. uptight, but you know, I mean, racing with Bobby K every weekend, it's kind of hard not to have fun. And, uh, you know, those guys up there, we just had a lot of fun. It's just a good group of people, you know, I mean, it's not like a national here, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a great group of people that I race with and uh, a good team, a good bike. And, you know, I actually just got my practice bike for up there. So <clears throat> sometime soon I'm going to get to start riding it and having fun. What's the track? What track did you like the most? I liked Calgary, the one that's like yeah. right outside the city, like the yeah. skylines in the background. That place was a lot of fun. Super crossy? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was just I got to test there before. Oh, okay. That, like, before this, that was the only time I rode the bike before the first race. Is we rode it at Calgary, and then when we went there, it was like I kind of knew the track, right? So Sick. it made it a little more fun. And uh, you know, it was it was a sweet race. You know, it was a, that race probably had the most fans for the West Coast, and my family came up for it, so it was a lot of fun for me. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice like yeah. When you showed up there, I was like, oh, look at Clayson riding there, and, and yeah, and you put in some good results. Uh, Metcalf's going back, Gerke, uh, Michael Essie, and Vince Freezer riding for Cowie up there. Cool. So should be a competitive series. Tyler Medaglia, of course, and Medaglia and uh, Colton Fasciati should be good. Yeah, should be pretty. Yeah, like, pretty a lot deep. of fast dudes this year. Yeah, like, it's going to be stacked again. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to go back and uh, actually, Cavan, the guy who rides for Factory. Uh, KTM. Mm-hmm. He won the Tivity Championship this year. He's actually at club right now practicing too. Oh wow! He's training. He's the... going to race 450 this year. That's right. He's moving up. One of the mighty JSR is there. Oh yeah. I got a. He's um... moving up. He's moving up, and Cole's moving down. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's a dumb move by Cole. I know he Cole Thompson. He's moving down, and part of the deal was he was promised some support down here by KTM Factory to 
and so he can keep the same motors and things like that. Uh, the, the you know the pro, the support program, but still, bro, there's no money in the lights class. And if you're Cole Thompson, you're good enough to win 450s. You should just stay there. It's, yeah, it's it's a silly move. But anyways. What Kate, I, I got a little question for you. Somebody texted me and, and, um, and asked me to ask you about Vince Freeze at Calgary. What happened? So I was running, I think I, I was either, I think I was in fifth and he was in fourth and he would had actually been leading and crashed and he was, he was hit, he hit the fade button hard. Yeah. Like he was dropping and I caught him and I passed him and I, I passed him kind of aggressive, but nothing like dirty, like nothing dirty at all. And he went into full freakout mode, <laughs> and like he was, he was like super aggressively trying to pass me. Like he almost landed on me a couple times, and uh, he ended up like past. He like jumped over me and landed like almost on my handlebars, and oh, then geez. I like I made a mistake and kind of went off the track and came back on. And this was on the last lap, and he ended up beating me. But then after the race, like we came off the track, like right next to each other, and he's like freaking out on me. And I what? just, I didn't understand why he was freaking out. And yeah. I was just like, what is going on right now? And they were parked like right next to us. After the race, I'm friends with, you know, Mike, Alessi, and Tony. And I go over and I ask Tony, I'm like, what's his deal? Uh-huh. And he goes, he thought you were a lapper, like trying to take him out. Oh jeez! So, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, yeah, really, right? Am I th- am I like that person who nobody knows and they just think it's some squid <laughs> going fast? Oh, geez. yeah, really, right? But I was, uh, I just, I didn't understand. And he came up and he apologized. You know, we've been acquaintances ever well, since. So you're gonna have a big number six on. So hopefully, nobody thinks that this year. <sighs> oh, I got. It was really bad up there because. You know, they don't have the staff that you know, no. they do here for, like, the blue flags. Yeah, yeah. And if I was up front, I would never get the blue flag for lappers to get out of my <laughs> way. Because, like, the people didn't know who I was because I had a three-digit number. Yeah. And so one weekend I was in fourth, and Fasciati was right behind me, the whole moto. And at one point, they were waving the blue flags at me to get out of Fasciati's way. <laughs> nice. And so one weekend, I bought, it was uh, the head ref's birthday, and we were like, we were friends. Like he came over to our rig all the time. Right. I bought him a big blue cake with blue flags all over it, made <laughs> blue flags, and put it in it, and gave it to him at the riders meeting. Nice, nice. Oh, no. oh it was awesome. I like he it. Loved it, and he like he. He brought it over to our rig after the race, and we all ate it. It was it was so funny, and that was the weekend I almost podiumed. Canadian so, moto, bro. Yeah, there we go. I know it's awesome. With the riders by the refs' cakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Kate, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, it's eleven fifteen where you are, so um, yeah, it's awesome for you to take the time for us. Good luck with everything. I think it's been a good year for you. Put you on the map a little bit, and uh, yeah, you're getting better and better. So, and and good luck with everything going forward. So, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's, uh, it's cool. I really appreciate it. And uh, you can tell Weimer if he doesn't want his, your dis, your discounted rate, I'll take it. Okay, you know, yeah. Privateer. You, know, you can have the visor wherever you want. <laughs> He's a privateer. So sick. Will you put it on your goggle lens? Can I? What will it take to put put it over the goggle lens? 
Uh, like, I got to sell my windshield now? Yeah, like, like Ricky Bobby. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm in the back and I get roosted a lot, but, I, I mean, one I tear off, that thing's gone. I know. Huh? Um, no, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, we'll, we'll work it out. I'll see what Weimer – Weimer, like I said, he's really being a little bit of a bastard right now. So uh, we'll figure oh, it out. Right. Um, thanks, buddy. Right. Thank you for coming on. Good luck. Yeah, we'll man. see you in Toronto. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be around, so uh, pull, me, pull me aside if you see me. So. All right, sounds good. Thank hey, you thanks, again, Kate. Adam. I hope you heal up. And I'll see you soon. Hell yeah, work on those starts, and uh, and uh, you know that's the key. So just just keep it up, keep your head down, and uh, make some more main events. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Oh right. yeah, later, thank bud. you, man. Kay Clayson, everybody, brought to you by Vortex Racing. All right, uh, first commercial break uh, of the show. That's right. We went two hours and eleven minutes without commercials. So people who say there's too many commercials, suck it, bro. <laughs> Are you hitting the commercial? Hey, this is the now voice of Supercross Guy. Really you are listening <laughs> to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 
through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloys, the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And... What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... 
Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model, other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. You go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. 
WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. 
They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. everybody. Pulpa Mix Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Use the code Pulpa Mix 10 when you check out at BTOsports.com. Go to Sponsor Deals. Patreon also. We got this new thing on Patreon. Patreon.com. Pulpa Mix. And uh, not asking you to give, but if you want to help out, we're going to have some exclusive stuff on there at some point for a lot of our Patreons. So check them out. Also to Amazon. If you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, Go to pulpamex.com, click on the Amazon banner, and it takes you to Amazon, and then you uh, make a purchase, and we get a small slice of that. Able to bring up uh, Adam Entenap and his expensive uh, Southwest charters. The Seven Deuce Deuce in studio. What up? Have you heard about this new Michelin tire? No. Michelin introducing a new off-road and motocross tire, Michelin Starcross 5. It pushes the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels. Available in four versions. Hard, medium, softer sand, Michelin Starcross 5. Tires complain a completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. 15% lighter, up to 15% lighter. Um, unlike other competitors' brand, these uh, expanded offering of 21 sizes ensure fitments for all off-road, motocross, and vintage bikes. Whatever you thought of Michelin tires in the past, change it. Change your mind, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5 tires can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. We've uh, heard great things from these people. Chris Kiefer was involved in some of the testing, so uh, it's great. They have these guys on board with us at Michelin. Epic. NitroCircus.com. Have you seen a Nitro Circus? No, I have not. Oh, it's good. I've seen the Instagram vids, and it oh, looks off the it's hook. Good. They're on tour. They're going on tour now, or they're shortly on tour. NitroCircus.com. Check them out. Travis Pastrana, of course, on, on that tour. Uh, they got a triple, trip, double backflip dude. Uh, they got guys uh, picking people out of the crowd to do backflips with. Um, 
it's a show you've got to see. Check them out, nitrocircus.com. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Appreciate it. Cade Clayson, Trey Kennard, and Austin Stroop all been on the show tonight. Yeah. And Jason Thomas as well. Been a, been a really, really good show so far. Have you been excited to be here? Yeah, no, so excited. I just had Pookie's taco, and it was delicious. <laughs> Pookie, come up here. <laughs> Ridiculous. Jake Weimer, too. Jake, Jake Weimer was on, too. Oh, man. They really Jason. were good, though, were they not? They were great. They were terrific. They were fantastic. <laughs> uh, Travis, um, let's do the NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. The NFAB question of the day. Huge supporters of the uh, JGR team, the NFAB. Uh, again, if you have a truck and you need a Jeep, truck, or SUV, and you need wheels, go to GearAlloy.com. If you need truck parts like bumpers, steps, light mounting solutions, go to N-Fab.com. Great sponsors of the uh, JGR team and the N-Fab and Pro Yamaha off-road team, N-Fab.com. Big things are coming from them. Just uh, tweeted out a, a, a guy today who bought a set of N-Fab steps from the uh, show. Listen to the show, and they look beautiful on there. They look fantastic. So, um Here's the NFAB question of the day. I don't know what it is. I gave Travis the assignment. He's got two assignments to this show. This is one of them. What's up, Travis? With um, Tomac's first win of the season happening over the weekend, my question is, how many more wins does he get this Supercross season, if any? Um, is this kind of for everybody? Yeah. For both of us, yes. Okay. Everybody, um, meaning you and me. How many how many rounds sure. do we have left? We have like what six rounds left? Seven rounds? Six rounds, right? Uh no, eight rounds left. Really, eight rounds? It's uh, nine rounds down. Mm, okay, so eight we got to go. eight to go. I'm saying Tomac wins two. All right, we talked earlier with JT about this. You guys are nut jobs, all of you riders. So I think even though this track was not like a supercross track, typical. This helps him. This gets his confidence up, and I think he gets another win. One. One win. Mm. But I think he gets more podiums. So if you go before Daytona, he got one podium. He had a couple heat race wins. Yeah. I'm going to go nine races left, four podiums, and a win. Yep. That's what I say. No, that's that's um that's actually perfect. Because his starts still need work, and he still needs to do better with that. For but. sure. For but sure. I think that I think this Daytona thing's gonna gonna help, man. Yeah, it's no, gonna have to. I I think two wins might be pushing it. Um, definitely, um, something achievable for Tomac, uh, if he can carry this uh, momentum from last weekend. But you know, like you said, we all are nut jobs. So yeah, I think um, good chance of a win from Tomac next weekend. Uh-huh. But um, you know, if everything doesn't go as planned for Tomac for next weekend, I don't think you're gonna see any more wins for the rest of the season. It's, I think you're going to see so, more podiums. So this is big, this Toronto week. Yeah, I think um, Toronto is going to be a huge weekend for Eli Tomac. Um, regardless, um, if it goes good or bad, I think we're going to see a lot more podiums. But um, big weekend for Tomac coming up. Uh, we had Vortex Racing, you bringing you uh, Cade Clayson, privateer Cade Clayson. Hot Cams uh, bringing you um, Austin Stroop. And... Roost Graphics, bringing you Trey Kennard, RoostMX.net. Uh, custom graphics on there. So um, we talked to, I talked to today, I talked to a 450 team today, told me they offered Colt Nichols of the Cycle Trader team uh, a deal for 450s for $200,000 a year. And he turned them down. He wants to stay at 250s. Wow. Lame. That's bold. 
I like it though. I, I, I was telling this team guy that I think that I would stay down too if I'm Colton Nichols. You you know, this is his real first full year. He got yeah, no, you're year. if you're if you're Colton Nichols, you're not moving up. Not yet. No, not Make, even close. Cash, you're, cash them checks in the lights class. And you, you know, are getting a full factory ride next year if yeah, you're Colt. Yeah. You're getting a Geico ride, your PC ride, all oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you do not move up yet. But you win inter- a championship. It's interesting that he didn't that he didn't take it. Mm, yeah. Not really. Okay, it's not interesting. No. I okay. mean I mean it is a little bit It's not interesting. <laughs> it's interesting for sure. But what I what I meant, I think the words I was looking for is um not a surprise. Yeah. yeah you know, I it's agree. definitely an interesting thing that he turned it down, but not a surprise. The team guy I was talking to though was very upset with me for having this opinion. Because I was like you. I said, yeah, I mean, that's awesome you did that, but I wouldn't take it. Yeah, well, of course, you're going to get a fence to, you know what I mean? You you have a team, and and you want to manage it, and you think you're putting up a lot of money, because it is a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, and you really want the guy bad, and and he's been doing great, but, you know... And, and best career decisions for Colt Nichols, lights is the way to go. Yeah. Um, gets get some uh, experience underneath your belt, get a championship, he, and uh, and then he rode four, four or five 50s. rounds last year, then tore his ACL. That's what I mean. So this is his first shot yeah. at the whole series. Yeah. He's been fast as shit. Yeah. So yeah, keep staying down. Yeah, Colt Nichols' um, career needs cash, more experience. Cash them checks. Damn straight. Um, all right. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We're also giving away a set of Fly Sector boots, the official boot of Adam Entenap. Uh Travis, the producer, he uh, writes code. He scrapes things. He's got all these stats and everything else. But what would you figure out about these boots? Uh, it was going to be – I figured we'd keep it 7 Deuce Deuce trivia related. Okay. Um, Deuce Deuce, what was your first year – Racing pro. Full, Is that going to be the question? No, 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 no. That's not the question. I actually don't don't answer that. Okay. Okay, but what we're gonna was, we're what? gonna have people send emails to contest at pulp contest at pulpamexshow dot com, and then we're gonna take all the correct emails and just draw one guy out of that. Sure. Correct answers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for a set of fly sector boots. Fly sector boots. They're awesome. By what's the, way. what's the what's the question? Question is, what was his best finish in his first year of racing Supercross? Holy crap. <laughs> That might be tough to do. No, you know what? It's not no, tough. No, how about, how, about, how about here's the question from the 70s deuce? No, wait. The question that Travis asked, it takes a lot of work to do to find it. It does. They don't have scraping programs, bro. No, but they it. have the internet. I know, but it would take you clicking. I don't think he made any mains that first year. No. So you have to go through the LCQs and find his best finish. Okay. I like that. What's the other question? What did you want? I was going to just ask everybody what was my best finish last year. No, that's dumb. Okay. Make them work for it. So we just asked Tony. That's my philosophy. Okay. Um, and for those of you people looking, um, do so we're not going to tell them what year I was pro, right? No, no, no. Sure. Sure. Nah. Okay. These are, these are sector boots. It's not now, like they're giving a pair now, of goggles. There is, like... there is a little, um, a little problem with this question because the first technical year i did start um mid end season and only did the last few rounds are we talking first full year or are we talking first actual racing first first year racing so so like half year whatever okay so first yeah year racing supercross Wow, you're, you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to go back and do it. it. <laughs> Write some scraping program okay. or something. Um, are you building a new Pulp Mix app? What's going on with that? I told you after the wedding, bro. But then you kind of changed your mind. You said I maybe change, not. I didn't change my you mind. You didn't change your mind? No. Okay. It's still, I said, you're going to build a new app for us. We would start on that. This guy's going to build a new app for us. 
Sick. It, it it needs some revamping. It does. It uh, does. Just being honest. I got a buddy at work that might help me out, too. He said he, I showed him, and he was like, ooh, that needs some love. Um, okay. He's like, I'll work on it with you if you want. Uh, I said, okay. Yeah. Uh, things to work on on the show, by the way. Um, okay. I have a uh, shout-out to my Australian fan base, by the way. But um, an Australian guy came up to me. I, I think it was. But one of the guys said, um, turn the damn tear-offs down on your on your down a little bit still yeah every week so, i go down a little bit more no he, yes. doesn't, he doesn't mean the tear off sound he means the intro no that yeah that's what no, i'm saying no i mean yeah. the tear off sound no tear off oh. sounds not okay that's, that's not well loud. it's the intro then the or intro. something the, the intro. intro is really loud yeah people are yeah. like dude okay, my well, ears you know are blown what? suck it people get a new get another radio show that okay back like that, to okay? the app yeah you like that back to the app yep um stoked 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 about that that we're getting a new app it's gonna be good. We're getting a new app. Yeah, we are. I am. <laughs> Why don't you get an app? I'm I'm part Pulp MX. He's hey, team, he's where's team pulp. first of all? Where's the new Pulp MX song you've been promising me for a year, dude? Honestly, I've been um I've been down and I've been thinking about working on it, but I have so many songs that I've been working on lately that I I'm sorry, Steve. I just I I've been head deep because I've been working on my album that's going to be coming out in May and. And I have been up nights trying to get this okay. thing done. Okay. Bes- and I okay. have the Chad Reed song Jerk coming off. out. What I was going to say is I've arranged that you can make Chad Reed's intro rap, intro song for the opening ceremonies. Chad's down with it. He's He'll do it because he picks. They do Thunderstruck for uh, 20 yep. years now. Yep. This was like a month ago, though, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I the would problem think is, you would jump at this. I, I am jumping at this. How cool would it be, Travis, to have Chad Reed ride out like, Chad Reed, and then have your music blasting? Dude, I, would, I am. I would be so pumped no, on this. I, I, right? I, am, yeah. I am working on it, but I this want this, this song. I want this song to be very, very good, and I just Dude. have not found the beat. Dude, all your stuff is good. We're going to play the Hills. Dude, it We're going to play the Hills, the okay. new song. I appreciate Coming that. out of the commercial break. Um, you know? It's good. It it is, and I think the new Hill song is great. But you know, Pete, you don't understand how many people are so judgmental about writing. I think it's um, I'm not writing, but music. You know, people are judgmental about writing, but music. I mean, people have to nitpick it, and and Chad Reed being um. And one of the biggest dudes in Supercross ever. You know, I want to make sure that the song you, you gotta is on point. You got to understand, we're getting near the end of Supercross. I know. Chad could get I injured. But also, you know, Chad I'm could thinking, change his mind. These guys are finicky I know, little butterflies. I know, they could I know, change their mind. You got to make this while it's hot. Yeah, I, I'm. Trust me, I am working on it. I hope to have it done by next weekend. Um, if not, it will for now, sure be done by the next weekend. Because I got to get it to Chad. He's got to approve it. I'm tr- and then now trust me, get it, it will get it will get through. I've already talked to Dave Prater about it. He's totally cool with you it. You talked to Prater about yes, it? Yes, I talked to Prater about What'd it. What did you say? Um, I said I'm I'm making a song for Chad Reed. Uh-huh. And uh, he said totally cool as long as it's a little bit um, more on the on the rock and roll side, not not super rappy, which he was just talking more about the beat. You know, you don't want anything yeah. too dark, right. which, you know, it's, it's a very hard thing to do because you want a vibe that's kind of, you know, upbeat party, a little Chad Reed, a little ACDC action, but you don't want it to stray too far from the rap music type of deal. But you don't, you know, you don't want it to be bad. So it's, it's one of those things that's very, very hard to do. And, and I've been trying to put a lot of time into it because I, I definitely want to make Pulp MX, Chad Reed and, and, and Seven Deuce Deuce Proud just okay. to make I've, a good song. I have a riff for you. Okay. Okay? Yeah, but you can't take other people's riffs. Okay, are you ready? Here's a riff that you, yes. need, to, that you need to use. Okay. Too late. Okay, hold on. It's coming. Okay. We're listening. Um, this is what you need to do for the background of the rap. Okay. Because okay? this is one of the greatest riffs of all time. There's no doubt in okay. my mind. 
liking it. I'm liking it. Right? Yep. Love it. Except for the fact that you can't take this risk. Carry. Carry. He's a badass. He's a badass. Oh my gosh. Dude. I can't. That's See, that's the hard part is that, you know. Bro, Diddy makes millions from stealing these things. Okay, the problem is, is Diddy probably has enough money and enough connections to talk to the people who originated this song and then take the rights and actually use it. I can't. I can't use that. I mean, trust me, I am working on this song and and I'm really... He's a on a Yamaha. (laughs) He's from Australia, likes Vegemite. (laughs) He's coming to you folks right now. No? No. No. All right, I'm out. I try to give you everything I can to help. I, I very I, I appreciate it so much. It's just, you know, with music and, and everything nowadays, it gets so crazy on on stealing and copyrights and this riff and that flow and this rhythm. It's just ridiculous. But I've tried all I can do, Travis. I'm uh, I'm working very, very hard, and uh, we will see it within the next two weeks. And then Seven Deuce Deuce is a guy that's like, hey, bro. There's like four supermodels back there. They're high on coke. They're drunk, and they all want to gangbang you. And you just go, yeah, I'll get around to it. Yeah. I'll get around to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. Uh-huh. It's a rough life. Because, you know, I, again, Chad Reed wants an intro song. I'm all over that. Uh, dude, I'm, I, I'm banging the, I don't sh- think I'm, I'm banging the shit out of that I don't thing. Think you've un- I don't think you understand how many beats I've went through. To try to get I, I this just, Chad Reed song. It. It's, no, really. We can play one of the beats. I have one of the beats. Well, let's let's play it right before now. Before we do that, we'll get to John. You find the beat. I, I got it. John, what's up, man? What up, guys? Uh, if you wear X brand, you won't win. Right? <laughs> wow. I told yeah, him he said thanks, that. Yeah, thanks for putting me on your rap, dude. I'm telling you. You already know. Uh, but Matt, Matt says I was trying to do like the who's on first kind of thing and pump up some X brand and you know get you didn't fucking catch on, man. I don't like know what you you're saying. Your, you, uh, bumped, you bumped your head that day. I don't. Anyway, I called in years ago and said, anyway, "Oh, who could forget? Oh God, that was so funny." Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it got yeah, yeah. So, um, ending that, did did you hit that uh, tabletop that McGrath hit? That was a Castillo Castillo Ranch. Oh yeah, and, that was. Yeah, so tell us, bro. I mean, what's what's the face like? Did you take a pick like you did on the Fox head? Um, you know, took hundreds of picks, dude, that, that jump is sick. There's, I mean, I can't even tell you how sick Castillo's is. Um, all the jumps out there are absolutely epic, but you know, on some of those are cool. Some of them are kind of eaten away. It's not exactly how it was, but it's still pretty cool. What is that that McGrath had just an old natural top of a hill that they leveled off or, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of rolling hills like everywhere out there, so it's just kind of one of those hills that they just kind of took a tractor to and and made a little natural terrain jump out of. Yeah, they're really steep and they're big. And yeah, you could sail as far as you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you can jump jump to Timbuktu on those things. I mean, <laughs> literally, you nice. can go from you know 50 feet to 200 feet. You know, there's there's a one jump that um that's at the top of the hill also that is just the one massive. that Castillo crashed on yeah yeah that's a, yeah it's kind of on a supercross track it's not far from no the it's track. not from the super far from the supercross right. track but you hit that one like like fourth gear tapped and and it's crazy because um you land on the landing and in the video when he crashes it doesn't give it any justice that hill is like literally vert and you can go like 200 feet and yeah. and it's 
it's like landing on a pillow. It's absolutely crazy. But um, when you do them, it's it's so weird because you go back to the supercross track after hitting it, and you're like, wow, these jumps are tiny. Yeah, really. You you hit this jump, and it's like like four or five revs in the air, and you're just <laughs> hanging out, and you can actually feel your bike. You kind of like you're kind of sailing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a totally different surreal feeling when you're doing it. You're actually like flying. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool place. The ranch, the ranch is a cool place. Yeah, you know, I feel. Nice. Outdoor track still what? like good. Or oh no? my gosh, it's sick, dude. Yeah, we went there. But um, he still preps it and still. Oh yeah, okay. yeah the yeah. whole nine yards. Jim goes out and rides it all the time. Oh okay. Yeah. Cool. Sick. That that puts into perspective that old. Do you know the fox that I'm talking about, where he's kind of leaned over? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the same jumper. Anyway, all right, down down to business. I got a serious question here, guys. Why? In the fuck does Blake Baggett leave his mouth guard in when he's doing interviews? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I don't you, know. You, you know, there's no steward in this, you know, when he, when he crashes out and everything. And then you get Blake Baggett Dude, up there. I, I don't know. I like to explain my kinky cute. I don't have any hair. And <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, it just gets on my nerves. I think that they should talk to him. Stay cold. I, 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 thing I, out, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Your pink right. mouth guard is still in. I'm with you. Well, all right. Last thing, um, you guys are talking about Tomax confidence. Will it yeah. make him? You know, it'll make him on the podium, I believe, um, through the rest of the year. But I mean, during Daytona, Dungey was up in that ass. Oh, he was right there. Defenders. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. No, he's right there. You know, like a bicycle with a broke seat. Just, but I just think he'll. So he's, I just think Tomac will. Like I'm not saying he's going to beat Dungey, but if he just pushes Dungey a little bit here and there, I think he can. You know? Yeah, but what will it do, right? With that point lead? But oh um, yeah, no, 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 that doesn't yeah. matter. The yeah. points, it's over for Tomac. He's not winning the championship. But you know, right. um, to get confidence to go into outdoor is a huge thing. Like Trey was talking about earlier in the show. You know, you want to get some wins. You want to get some. You want to have some good rides before outdoor comes, just to kind of roll that over. And then you know, also a confidence from a win is uh is huge you know a win's a win um whether dungy was right there or not uh tomac beat him straight up so uh that's 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 huge for tomac and uh hopefully he can carry that over and not just think he won because it was an outdoor race he he won because he was truly better than than ryan dungy that night and uh hopefully he can carry that over in toronto Right, we won't know until next week. Right? Exactly. Well, we interesting that, but I hope I hope you, if your leg's still busted up, I hope you come to Bud's Creek. Cause I'm going to come up and meet you and say what's up. Absolutely, and, bro. Uh, you know, I hope you at least visit the race if you don't race. So, uh, you guys are awesome. Keep it Thank up, you. Man. Thanks for your time. Thank Hell you. yeah, sounds Appreciate good. Appreciate it. Now, you want me to play the Chad Reed? Yeah, play the Chad Reed one. This okay. is this is the beat that I originally we tried to get for the um, the intro song, and but I just didn't it, like it. No, I don't like it. it. I don't think it's right. I think it's a little bit too dark. It's gonna it's gonna drop here in a second. I mean, if you're in the chat room, tell, you tell me, but I think, I personally think it's just a little bit too dark. It's not Chad Reed and upbeat enough for an intro song, I don't think. I'm waiting for, this is getting This anymore. is it. Oh, yeah, no, no. No. No, it's too depressing. Yeah. Way too depressing. It's gotta be, it's gotta be more like. You know, and that's, and that's like probably six or seven beats that I've gone through just to, and, and not just, um, just completed beats, you know, trying to. That's what I'm saying. You know, you, 
And you know what's funny is is you're messing around, Steve, and you're kind of like you're you're making fun of this song just a little bit. But no, I'm it, not it making has, fun of this. No, that's what I'm saying though. Is it? You know how you're kind of giddy right now? That's that's what you want. You want an upbeat feeling. The vibe and the mood has to be right for the songer. Yeah. You know this could and and that's kind of what I'm thinking is I, I'm jumping on this. But this could be huge. You know, if this is a good song and, and people like this song and they're hearing it at the stadiums, you know, that's thirty to 40,000 people a weekend that are listening to Seven Deuce Deuce and could say, where do I find that song? And I want that song. And this could be really, really big for the album and, and everything. So I'm trying to take my time, not too much time, but just trying to make it good. So the bottom line when it comes to beats is... I don't fucking have one. Yeah, line. for for right now. Bottom line. Yeah, I okay. gotta get one. I gotta I gotta make it, and it's gotta be right, or it's not going up. All right. Well, we look forward to that. The seven deuce deuce and uh, the Chad Reed intro rap. I know our fans have been asking for it. So, all right, let's do the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. the tweets of travis <laughs> i like this i like that intro i like it it's strong it's definitely good anything you need for your biker body btosports.com has it they got oem parts as well too uh you can get mission starcross 5 you can get atlas neck braces fmf racing guts racing w wheels uh roost graphics ride engineering you can get all that and uh, fly racing and vortex and x brand and, and oh my god everything uh use code pulpamx 10 to save you money at uh, btosports.com of course btosports.com where they got davy Millsaps, who's going to be out until probably santa clara and uh andrew short he's probably going to be out till uh probably hangtown and uh and justin brighton though Brighton's killing it. So the BTO Sports KTM team. And uh, we appreciate the, those guys, and we appreciate BTOsports.com. These are the questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. Travis, the scraper, goes through them, scrapes the best ones up, and, uh, and, and let, let us have it, Trav. All right, Eddie Piercy wants to know, will James be open about head in, his head injuries at some point to expand on what we know about them, do you think? No. You don't think so? I was wrong about Villapoto just disappearing and never coming the fuck around our sport after he retired. So maybe I'll be wrong about Stu, but I think Stu's out too. You know what I mean? He's just, I don't see him around. But I do. Maybe I'm wrong. I see him around. He's got I, the gear line. And stuff, that's so, what I mean. Right. If you're kind of, he's kind of committed to the sport now. You know, Villapoto, he came back, and, and all he really had was Kawasaki, so I, I feel like he didn't really have to, So, but he came back for the love of the sport. But, you know, I feel like James Stewart's committed. He's in it. You know, he's in the amateur side of it because of the gear. He's in the pro side of it because of the gear. And, and I feel like that's how he, he wants to make his money and, and continue making money throughout his lifetime and, and hopefully his kid's lifetime with that gear line. So okay. I think he kind of has to be around. All right. Um, I think you guys touched on this a little bit, but where do you see – do you guys see Josh Grant picking up a ride for one of these teams without riders, like Cowie or, or Suzuki? JT just said he heard Cowie. He, he so. did hear that. Cowie. Cowie's gonna need a guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm saying if, was there you're, last if year. you're getting um, JT to say, I mean that's a pretty reliable ass source. I'm saying he's either on Cowie this week or next week. Don't bro me. Yep. All right, seven deuce deuce. Uh, Sean Whelan wants to know: Would you ever pursue GNCCs after Supercross? Do you think? No. <laughs> no. Hell no. <laughs> Straight up, no. Have you ever? I mean, John Wheeler. You know, I might do it as like a like a um like a vet 
uh-huh. novice. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But there's no way I would do it pro. That's just that's not fun. That's it's just you're like you're telling me I got a plaque on the wall over there. It's like three hours yeah. of hell. No, it's not only. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Ben Coates wants to know uh, who's Mitch Payton more upset with, Bowers or Aldridge? There was, well, another, there was another one. Is it time for the PC panic button? Kind of go hand in hand. I think everybody knew Bowers would be off to a slow start a little bit. Mitch even said, "I said, does he have? How's he looking?" Mitch is like. I think he's got 15 in him. So, you know, Mitch wasn't overly optimistic. So, yeah. I mean, Aldridge at this point, he seems like a nice guy. But I, if I'm Aldridge, I'm, I'm already going around and trying to talk to some teams. Yeah. All right. D wants to know, what do you think is – what's up with the swings in Chad Reed's uh, finishes? Yeah. Up and down a lot. Yeah. What do you think the cause is of that? Hmm. What was that? Uh, that was me going, I don't know. Can I have my charging cord back? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Chad Reed, um, let's just get down to it. I personally think that Chad Reed is to the point in his, his career where he's either going to get a good start and try, or he's not going to get a good start, and he's like, well, I'll end up finishing 10th. I don't think that's it. I think you have a point to that, but I also think there's a little bit of – Stuff where he's just not into it and like not, he's trying but it's not working. So you know? you're think you you're saying that he just doesn't have it now sometimes. Yeah, I think just week to week. Yeah, you I know? mean, I think that definitely goes. <laughs> I think it goes hand in hand with what I said, but um, you know, badass. I think everybody's still pulling for him, and and he loves riding his dirt bike, so he's gonna stay around. But you know, it, like like you just said, Steve, he, sometimes he might just not have it that weekend. I mean, he he hated this track this weekend. Yeah. So right away. Well, I mean, he's in a can bad you mood. Say that you like the track when no. you're riding like that. No, no. I think I think I right mean, away you're in a bad mood, and yeah. that just goes to your whole night. Yeah. You know, like when you fight with your chick and you show up at the track and you're in a bad mood? Well, kind of. When I show up at the – I'm a little bit different of a person. You might want to ask Travis. Yeah. No, because he had a crash on MX Fails last week. Mm, That's not good. He's a dune goon. Damn it. Yeah. All right, next question. Um, How many many races has Dean Wilson completed for KTM? (laughs) Jesus. Um, Two. Uh, for reals, I, um, that's harsh. I think it's like six. Yeah, because he came back to Lasas. Maybe eight if you include the two that he finished. That this he got year, hurt in this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, he rode four nationals last year or something. And then right? and like two. I I kind of briefly glanced okay. at the vault yeah. on no, race race. Yeah. It was Dean, like six. I mean, before this year, there's no doubt Dean is out at Red Bull KTM oh. next year. Oh my goodness, and nothing to do with him, just injuries. Um. He's going to have to just rebuild himself. But I would not be surprised. I really would not be surprised to see him go to GPs. He stated he wants to go there. He wants to finish there. He's not going to make nearly the amount of money over here that he could in the GPs. Someone in GPs will pay him really well. He doesn't mind going over there. He's Scottish already. Boom. That's, I, I would that's not the right decision, I think. So. I think that's – there you go. Boom. Did you watch the GPs this weekend? Uh, no, I didn't, but I do follow them on Twitter, and I kind of I follow it, yeah. but I didn't get a chance uh, to actually Thailand, visually. The Thailand track was so bad. The what? Thailand track. Where they, where they really? Were, what uh, was so bad about it? It, it, looked, it looked like, like it was over water. It looked like Elsinore. It basically looked like Elsinore. 
That's not good. No. All right. Next. There question. was a tweet. I can't. I can't find it right now. But there was a tweet. Did you guys hear about? Um, was it Townley? His comments on the tracks. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? There was um, someone asking about thoughts What did on he that. say? He just basically said the tracks went up to par. They're world-class series, and these tracks went up to par, and they were in the middle of a flat field. Well, not more, only more that. More specifically, Qatar and, yeah, and, Thailand. and Thailand. Yeah, the first um, two of the season. You know, dude, has how many riders have showed up? When I'm looking at the rider list, it's weak sauce over there. Well, it's far away from Europe, so they only have 20 guys there. If that, That's what I mean. Yeah. No, I know. That's how they work, though. That's how the and series then, works. And then it's shit tracks plus not a lot of riders? Yeah. That's not good. No. No, you're telling me. That sucks. It's terrible what it's become. It's become big dollars, guys buying their rides. It's turning a little bit into like F1 where you're exclusively only allowed to have so many rides there. And if you have money, you can get in. And if you're fast, but you don't have the financial commitment to race, if you come from a you know a poor family, you're just not racing GPs anymore. You just can't afford it because you can't buy a spot on the team. Wow. Unless you're balls out fast and then you get hired. But it's sad what it's become. It, it's it's brutal. And then, you know, they're going to these tracks in Thailand and, and, and um, Qatar where there's no dirt bikes sold. So there's no reason to go there. Yeah. They're strictly going there because the governments have propped up these promoters with money. To bring these series to the uh, to their races, but the, the riders aren't getting paid. The teams are barely getting teams aren't getting nearly enough travel subsidy to go to these races. So they're spending money out of their pockets. It, it's a joke. Wow. It's, it's a ridiculous joke. But you know, I talked to Pitt Buyer from KTM about it one time a few years ago, and I said, "Why are you guys? Why do you guys and Suzuki and Cowie like? Why don't you just tell Ustream we're not going?" We're not going. We don't care where you put your stupid races. We're not going. We don't sell motorcycles there to make it worthwhile, and we don't have any fans there to speak of, and the tracks are shit. There's no reason to go. And Pit Buyer was like, eh, it's fine. It's a world It's a world championship. Um, we got to go all over the world. And I'm like, oh, okay. So if Davey Coombs calls it the world championship of motocross, that means we got to go all over the world? Like, what does it matter? We could be yeah. any kind of name. Yeah. I, I didn't get his reasoning, and I didn't get upset why he wasn't a little more peeved off about going to these third third world countries i'm not Qatar, but yeah and thailand's not third world either but you know what i mean i feel you all right that it um we'll throw this one in there from seat time i bet you will yeah you know i will uh how much of the blame about the daytona track is ricky's fault well we covered some of that yeah um Sorry, I was on the phone. No, again, you're good. Again, I'd like to bag on Ricky. It's fun for me to do that. But you, I don't think you can bag on He knows what a good racetrack is. Something went wrong. Whether it was the expanded pit lane in Daytona, the Speedway saying you can't do this or that. Yeah. Something went wrong with that design, and somebody had, had authority to cha- make the changes to make it a shitty track. There's no way that Ricky Carmichael went on a piece of paper, and they drew it out, and he went, Fucking A, that's awesome. There's no way. No. Something happened. As a professional rider of Ricky Carmichael's caliber and how many tracks that Ricky Carmichael has ridden, there is no freaking way that he wrote down on a piece of paper and said this track's going to be badass. I watched the helmet cam on Friday and I'm like, oh, that's bad. That's a bad track. And I'm not even a good rider. Yeah. So. That's all. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. Uh, use the code PulpMX10 when you check out to save yourself money. BTOsports.com. We love them. They're big, big sponsors of this of this uh, podcast, and uh, we appreciate it. Hey, speaking of rap, bro, guess who I have a podcast coming out with this week? Who? 
vanilla ice. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. Talked to him for 45 minutes last what? week. Yep. Coming up on Racerx Online this week. Sick. He's in the moto. Yep. And uh, he moto. was a really nice guy. Maybe we'll get a feature. A feature? What do you mean? Seven Dudes Dudes featuring vanilla oh, ice. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to make that happen. Yeah. Seeing put as, a, put seeing, a word seeing in as how trying to get this podcast was like, you know, trying to break into Fort Knox for me, I don't think it's going to happen. Just but. try, though, you know? Okay. Uh, nice guy. You're not so, going to try. So stick it up. I'm not going to try. Okay. Look for it on racerxonline.com. Uh, and uh, I appreciate um, Vanilla taking the time for me. Um, it's uh, It was a good good talk. So And he's in the moto. Um, so listen to it and t- see what you think and uh, and everything else. Uh, race tech suspension email still to come up. NFAB JGR check-in still to come up. Um, what else? Oh, that's it for those. Voicemails, uh, of course, always coming up. And uh, the seven deuce deuce on the show. Let's take a commercial break here. Um, I know we're cutting it a little short. You didn't get your usual um, entertainment, but uh, we got to catch up on these commercials. We'll be right back with the seven deuce deuce and uh, Travis Marks, everybody. That's right. Stick around. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. 
Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike's handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey 
Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5-10% to power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. 
Order direct to the EKSbrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. 
Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. It's raining. What are we doing tomorrow? You know what it is, dog. We're going to Beaumont, finally. Hell yeah, dog. Let's hit the hills, boy. I'll pick you up at 722, all right? Hit it. Let's hit it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was 722, rowing down the 60 with the crew. It's time to hit the hills, boy. Always overdue. It's always overdue. Talk to Ranger Danger, out of sight and out of mind. Talk to police, they got the money all the time. Get the bikes out, looking prime like a dime. Beaumont, yeah, it's worth the rhyme. It's mine. It's time to hit the hills. It ain't about the bills when the crew hit the hills. Get a little rain, ain't you know the motherfucking deal You know it's time to hit the hills All about the thrills Upside down for the steals You know we about the hills You know we about the hills You know we about the hills You know we about the hills, yeah boy You know we about the hills The hills Listen, we about the hills Listen, I got turned in that before Did a fucking rain dance Looking out the window might just be a chance We can head out to Baltimore from HP So we switching lanes to the 55 To the 91 over to the 60 With the 235 and the 722 In the couple lane Blasting diamond dancing We might see Hanson, we might see Twigs I don't wanna talk, just wanna see him whip I ain't got the skills to hit the hills But I'll be at the lip with the camera getting skills Welcome back everybody That's the latest from the 7 Deuce Deuce Featuring Mo Filthy You already know what sucks dude Pump a mech show Beat the Yoke's boats Fly racing Um, You can get this song on iTunes right? Yes you can Go to iTunes and search 7 Deuce Deuce And correct me if I'm wrong you sent this to me. I gave you a couple of suggestions. 
You and did. You, you implemented those suggestions. I, I did. I'm a little bit like Quincy Jones. You're, you're killing it, Steve. I'm a little bit like, you know? Yeah, no, um, you're a little Dr. Dre-ish. You got a little mix of that in there. I, I mean, just mastermind. Like Travis, like, I can, I'm not into rap, but, like, I can hear You can just rap, hear things. And my musical genius can, can automatically suggest, make suggestions that, that actually stick and work. So. If you keep telling yourself that, you'll probably believe yourself. He he used my suggestions yeah. in I did. his song. I, I used the suggestions. Yep. Looks like you got another gig to come up with then. Just saying, Start bro. Producing music. Just saying. No, no, he doesn't need to produce it. All he needs to do is just make suggestions. Uh, <laughs> we don't need him touching the music. <laughs> the Hills on iTunes, the Seven Deuce Deuce new single. Check it out now. Um, Pookie, welcome. Hello, hello. Poop Nation. What the fuck are you doing? I saw me this Tony, bro. Um, yeah, no, my my um. About the intro. My suggestions were good. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. They were on point. Uh, it's a good song though. It's good. You like it? Yeah. Now I, how's that Chad Reed rap coming along? It's a, it's coming along good. Ever since the commercial break, I pretty much have the Do whole thing done. You want me down. to suggest? You want me to put black and white again? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's hear it one more time. He's actually doing it. I didn't really want to hear it, but. How was that? Nice. All right. Let's hear it one more time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Go, Steve. Um, okay, for everybody not in studio, he is playing the air guitar right now, rocking out. Um, he has horrible rhyming skills, but, you know, he's, he's working on it one day at a time. You don't think that MJ knows what's fucking good? No, okay. MJ is doing great. You are not rhyming very well. He's still, he's dancing, he's in it, he's in the groove. Couldn't be happier. Yep, no, he he's stoked right now. <laughs> this makes me want to He's doing happy. this. He's doing this weird head happy bob, you know? Yeah. We need to get this vibe into the song, though, you know? That's what I'm feeling. I'm telling you, use that intro for Chad Reed's rap, and you watch the money just come raining in, bro. Yeah, well, that's probably one of Michael Jackson's hit songs. So... Um, I'm saying that made a lot of money, so, you know, it's probably pretty good. You would get so much tail and cash. I would also get sued so very hard. Bro, let Mo Filthy deal with that. Trust me, like, we do not lo- want Mo Filthy de- dealing <laughs> get, with the financial suing side of things, the okay? Lawyers, be like, yo, lawyers, I got a guy named yo, Mo Filthy. Yo, lawyers. Call him. <laughs> oh, hell no. All right, Pulp and Mech Show is the show that celebrities just happen to call into uh, every Monday night, and we got one on the line right now. Donnie He's Wahlberg? a former 125 Supercross winner, former factory rider, now uh, rescuing people everywhere. Uh, David Pingree, what's up, Ping? You forgot to add sandwich-eating champion to my I list of accomplishments. I apologize. Um, the video dropped today. See, so dropped at the internet. Oh, yep. I like that. Um, He's got the hip lingo. Ping and I did a uh, a sub and a pickle eating contest on RacerX Online back in December. Now, to update people, a few years ago at Washougal, uh, I took down Ping with a hot dog and a banana. And uh, one of my strategies was eating both at the same time. I was very good at fitting both into my mouth. You it's interesting. It's interesting the shapes of foods you guys chose. <laughs> Sandwich. It wasn't, it wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so I took, yeah, you like that? I took uh, oh. Ping Down and Washugal with Jason Wygant called the action. And um, uh, this, so we had a rematch. Um, pull it up on your phone, Poogie, if you can. 
and we can play the audio at least of why again. Well, what up? The video. Oh. RacerXOnline.com. Wait, wait. You know, I I may have had you at Washougal until you peeled the whole banana, laid it inside the bun right next to the <laughs> wiener, and just started two for wanting it. It was it was terrific. Just, wow. Just just a straight two shot for one threw me off. Now <laughs> this stop two for wanting it's a good move. And yeah, this, it is. this year, uh, this year <laughs> you just You're we, had, we had a pickle. And a Jimmy John sub, and you—I mean, honestly—you kind of worked me. Like you were surprisingly agile, hung, agile, hung, oh, hungry, geez. hungry, and your technique was perfect, and everything. Cool. I was—I was a mouthful of sandwich, bite a pickle. Mouthful of sandwich, bite a pickle. Yeah, like a you know, just lubricating the mess. <laughs> See, and I went. First all pickle, then sandwich, and then some pickle. Like I did my, I didn't think. You did about not it. have strategy. No, no, your race See, craft was terrible. And uh, and dude, we were dying. We were almost choking by the end when Wygant, of course, Jason Wygant, the voice of American Motocross, narrating the whole thing along the way. It's long, four wow. minutes. Yeah, we're not gonna play the whole thing. Oh, okay. But, um, if you people want to get a sense of the audio here, Ping, I'll uh, I'll play this here. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. <laughs> you know, I met that guy this weekend. You know you that? Know that yeah, I met him. He was talking shit about you too. Oh. He told you you need to um, you need to step your game up, Steve. But he loves you though. Okay, great. Good to hear. <laughs> All right, here's the video of Ping, and I will play just a little bit here. Uh, RacerXOnline.com. Um, way to fast forward to okay, the moment. About five years ago, at the Washougal National, we had a real battle. Off the track, David Pingree, Steve Mathis in an eating contest. We took a pickle, a hot dog, and a uh, banana. Steve Mathis came out on top. So we get a little rematch here, Ping. Can you take him? You know, normally I would say yes, but he's he's got me psyched out with the hat, like he's got some factory <laughs> deal with Jimmy Johns, and he's been at home just piling these things down. Um, <laughs> I think he has. Yeah, I mean, it was meant for intimidation. I mean, he's it, got the bottom of his shirt unbuttoned, like he's ready to take on extra weight. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's ready to take on extra weight. Steve, you're defending champion of this. Big thanks to the folks at Jimmy John's. Uh, they support the sport, Brock Tickle and Ken Roxon, and they're also uh, providing sandwiches for this eating contest. Can you win again? Ping may have more Supercross wins than I, but I will win this. And I want to thank it. I want to thank all my fans. I want to thank Brock Tickle, Kenny Roxon, uh, Kenny Watson as well on the RCH team. This is for you guys. All right, here we go. Here's a competition. We have a, a Jimmy John sandwich and a Jimmy's pickle. Mathis versus Ping in a battle to see who can. Can, can you can you turn it towards us yeah, so at least it up. we can we watch. watch it? Get set, go. Here we go. And look at the difference in technique. Immediately, Ping going for the sandwich and Mathis going for the pickle. Good move, Ping. And see the tartness of the dill is getting to Mathis already. I think you always see him tearing up just a little bit. Might need to pull a tear off. Mathis is trying to go to the sandwich to try to neutralize that dill. Absolutely. I can we see the strategy so right there. Ping has got to keep it together over there. I think actually Ping might have the advantage right now. Now, this is a spec class. We're running turkey. Dry, no mayo on these turkey sandwiches. However, <laughs> Ping picking end of the sandwich, Mathis picking the middle. This is a spec class. Ping thinks there's an advantage to having that end of the sandwich. It says more aerodynamic. That's what I was translating for you. Now the water here on the table is only used as an assistant. So you don't have to finish the water to finish the competition. Ping is looking good right now, digging down deep. Oh my god. Okay, so you people that are listening the, the, have to watch this. Yeah, this it's is on Racer X Absolutely epic. Ping, um at, at the end of the contest, at the end of the video, you'll see Ping, you just started you spit out everything. Like you just Well listen, my cheeks were absolutely packed full of turkey sandwich. And I don't know what he says. He says something. I start laughing. Sandwich flies everywhere. 
And then I'm trying to get a ruling. Like, do I got to eat that? that <laughs> like, do I have to eat the stuff that's on the table? Yeah. No, so. I, no yeah. You, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I probably could have protested, but you didn't have to eat the re- regurgitated <laughs> sandwich that you spit out. Like, I was fine with you not doing that. So. Uh. <laughs> if it was down to the wire, I mean, you may have had to make me lick it up. But I, I had you handled by, like, Oh, say quarter lap. Oh yeah, no, no, it was uh, it, it was, was domination, huh? And, and again, it was a shellacking. It, where'd you get Where'd you get so good at that kind of stuff? <laughs> like, what, what's your experience in this pin? <laughs> it's just drive, man. It was just determination. <laughs> I wasn't gonna lose again. Wow, you're like like I said on Twitter today. You were like MC in '93, just coming out of nowhere because, like, obviously looking at us, I would be the favorite in Vegas. The odds, if there was a board, it would be I would be you know minus one ninety, you know, and you'd be plus one ten, and and yet you handled it. So that's what anyway, I'm saying. Anyway, I've got the belt at home. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a belt, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it went, but I don't really have it at home. Um, it's somewhere. <laughs> it's good times, man. Fantastic. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. That was fun. I just do. I watched the video again today, and I was laughing so hard. Yeah. My kids are watching. It, like what? What were you doing, Daddy? Like what? They couldn't even get their heads around what was happening. No, yeah, and uh, JT was also he had to um, JT had to leave the room because he was dying laughing so much, like he couldn't watch it. He had to leave the room, and uh, and Wygant, of course, like he's perfect. Wygant, no laughing, so good, just calls the action, <laughs> just never broke character one day. No, no, you know we've done uh, goggle building contests too with Wygant calling the action for that too, and uh, he, like honestly, the guy's just phenomenal, just. He's great. I want to have him like Pookie. If you and I ever have a kid, I want to have him call the action. <laughs> the Announce yeah. it. Here comes the head. It's out the canal. <laughs> it's coming up the canal. Oh. We should put that on Racer X and see how that goes over. It's uh, it's going good though, Ping. Yeah. Th- thanks for uh, thanks for calling and bragging about it. Really. I mean, that's all you're doing. Yeah. That's, that's it. How's the show going, Adam? How's it? How's the femur, dude? I was bummed to hear about that. Dude, such a bummer. Um, it's getting better and better every day, which is um, which is really really cool. I feel like the recovery is just um top notch right now uh the guy who did the surgery must have done a good job because everything feels great um going in for another checkup on uh, on friday to see how everything's going um the wounds all healed up on the outside so and uh the muscles and all uh, my leg feels really good so i'm excited hopefully uh, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule don't want to push it too much but i just i love riding my dirt bike and i hope to be back on it soon you're going to have a gangster limp for, like, probably a year or so. I know. You know, you, you know how that goes. You know what's crazy, yeah. Ping, though? Like, hey, so you broke your femur, what, 94, 95? 96. Yeah, 96, like I said. In San Diego? Uh, yeah. Oh. How do you know that, Pookie? We talked about it the last time he was here. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> nice, Steve. So, 96, you break your femur. I'm, I don't know for sure, Ping, but I'm guessing, okay, so they immediately cast you up and you lay in bed, right? No, no, no. They put a rod in it. No, but don't it's they like? But don't they cast no, you up? No cast. No, no. You're up walking like the next day. Oh, but okay. Well, what I, what I was trying to get my point to this was years ago, and maybe before '96, that would be like an injury that would lay you out for a while. And nowadays, and so since the '96, anyways, or whatever, since before then, they get you up right away, you know, and they get you walking right away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know at what point they were still just putting you in plaster for like a year, but that's what I mean. Yeah, they would fillet you open up on your hip pull your, you know, broken hip, you loose little piece of hip out, freaking jam a stainless steel pole down it into the other broken half, uh-uh. somehow draw them together, bang, yeah. bang a few pins in there to hold it in place, and all right, 
Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you know what, too? I already had the rod in there. I had broken it once before when I was uh, when I was around 16. I think it was either 16 or 17 years old. And uh, I broke it completely in half, just bop right in half, and uh, had a rod putting in it. And it actually broke probably like an inch above the rod completely. And that's through. not a coincidence, oh. I don't think. Um, right ping? I mean, I mean I it kind of is, kind of isn't, because the way I landed was right on my hip. I'm yeah. lucky I didn't break the neck of the femur. It was right where it's you, actually straight. Do you straight. think if you had no rod, you would have broke it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I hit pretty hard on my hip. Okay. Like, if I didn't break it, it was going to, I mean, I don't. You can't ever tell. Yeah, yeah, of course I mean, not. I hit hard, though. Like, you know, right. uh, and it was awkward, too. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like one of those hit and rolls. It was like I kind of got bucked, went off the, was riding a nosewheel off the next lip, and it pitched me off to the left, and I was kind of floating, like, sideways in the air, you know, like, um, horizontal to the ground mm -hmm. and just landed right on the hip just full hip check so, so you know you're, you're lucky you didn't bend the rod cause yeah was... i'm lucky i didn't have like shatter my femur because the rod was in it. i'm lucky i landed where i landed you know yeah because if you bend the rod your bone splinters and yeah it's like yeah and then it, and then you have deal. to get the rod out and then you have to fix the femur i mean it's it's right. no good damn um Little. yeah yeah um, glad to be all right, though. Glad to be where I'm at right now. Um, glad to be healing up and uh, hopefully on the bike soon. Did you watch that race, Ping, on the weekend? I did. I did, yeah. Oh, my God. That was tough to watch. Pretty one line, man. I was a little... <laughs> yeah. I was a little... Uh, a little tight. Uh, I don't know what... Yeah, I mean, I know you were letting RC have it pretty good on Twitter, but it was like... I, I, there's not much you can do, but I felt like they could have done more than what they did. With well, come to find out, they, they widened the pit lane by 12 feet. Um, yeah, yeah, they lost some room. Yep. I know that. And they they couldn't, they had to put uh, corners in there. They couldn't make long straightaways for some reason. Either lawyers or the speedway people or a combination of both. They couldn't make longer lanes or they decided to cut the lane length a certain length. It could only be X amount long. And so they had to put corners in, and, and that's what you kind of get, you know? So um, apparently they've kind of learned their lesson a little bit, and next year's track will be better. Um, I think everybody, in talking to some people behind the scenes today, because, of course, Wygant's still there, right, um, doing the RC, uh, SX, and everything. So they realized that it didn't quite work. <laughs> yeah. yeah not quite. I think that's an understatement. I think people rip them up, dude. Like yeah. so many people. Well, to be fair to Ricky, I mean, he, he knows how to design a track. He, he can't possibly look at that track that was there and be like, yeah, this is awesome. You no. Know? Okay. How so. about this? Like not only, not only when he designed it, but when he wrote it, I mean, when, when we yeah. seen the R Ricky Carmichael hot lap, he had to be like, oh shit, this is going to suck. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, that people were bagging on Ricky. Like, even McGrath was throwing Ricky under the bus for the design of it. I'm like, okay. Rhino. A bunch of those guys were. You know, but... Yeah, but what what are you saying, Ping? Like, you don't think that... I mean... You don't think that well, other people had to do anything with it? Like, you don't think that... No, I don't think it was... Like, Ricky said, hey, you know what would be awesome? Chicanes. Let's put in a bunch of chicanes. <laughs> right, right. Which any person who's ever raced anything knows they suck. They don't do anything but file back the you know, yeah. riders into one little line and make yeah. a one line section. Um, he was probably like, they probably said like what you're saying. Okay. Well, we can't do a straightaway like we normally would here. So we got to throw a turn in. Right. We have 20 feet. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. How about a chicane? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think there's definitely something going on behind the scenes as far as making that track the way it was. 
So, um, do you think Tomac takes this win? And it's a big question tonight with myself and and the seven deuce deuce and JT, of course. Lots of Tomac talk earlier in the show. Do you think? Okay, look, he it was no coincidence. He's an outdoor dude. He's or he's fast at outdoors, and he won Daytona, uh, Berms, and and Luster and everything else. But can he take this win to a quote unquote normal Supercross and and help him out? Because it you know help him do better. Do you think? I, I I think it's, I'm going to stick with what I said before. I think he has proven himself to be badass outdoors. He's never been a Supercross guy. Yeah, he's won some or whatever, but he's not ever been dominant. And I think this will help a little. This will help his confidence and whatever. But I think he's he's still not on the pace of Dungey and Roxon when they go to Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Should be interesting to see. He's got to be better, though. Yeah. You know, challenging for podiums. Well, yeah, I'm anxious to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think a lot of people are. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, the 250 main was exciting, although I think Mookie was kind of holding things up a little bit. Yeah, it made for a good race, though. So. Yeah, it did. It you know, did. you know, I was I was thinking about that. I was talking to um, my buddy Rob uh, about it. You know, if he is out of shape, and that was out of shape, Mookie. Yeah. Um, you know, the track is, was seven seconds longer, right? Um, if that comes into play next week, I, that, I that might not be a problem because no, it's, I, I it makes the, can, it makes the race a, like what? Five minutes shorter. I don't think you can say he's out of shape. He no, just no, got no, no, tired. No, yeah, no, 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 not got, out of shape. Definitely right. by all means, not out of shape. Right. I, I mean, he's he in of, great uh, yeah. shape. I thought he got tired. Yes. Yeah. For, for the speed he was putting down, he, he got tired at the end. And I think that with a little bit shorter race next week and that confidence of being able to hold that front spot, which mm-hmm. I think Mookie had all year, um, I think you might see a win out of, out of Mookie in Toronto. I'm keeping an eye out for Justin Hill. Yeah, no, I was. Start, it's on. I was. Uh, I was yeah. watching him all night, and he was flying. He was the most impressive dude out of that whole group to me. Yeah, I agree. He was. Uh, he was moving forward. You know, and the other thing is, um, if you guys were paying attention to lap times last week, not Daytona, obviously, but the week before, yeah. um, he was almost a full second faster on the last five laps of the race in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. So no, definitely, um, definitely a threat with a good start. All right, Ping. Uh, we got to get you well, back. Hey, we I get... just wanted to call and yep. gloat a little in my victory. No, it was <laughs> it was a, it was a tremendous performance. It was it was Eli Tomac ish. You know, it really was. <laughs> well, I don't want to brag, but you know, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to get you back in studio to work out your calendar, bro, and figure it out. So, all right, well, get with me and let's figure it out. Uh, I'll get you with you. All right. <laughs> yeah, you like that. All right, boys. Hey, Ping. Wait, wait, like wait, that? wait. Before you go, what? what? Um. So I'm trying to become a U.S. citizen, right? You are? Yeah. Okay. I am. But now I got this guy, and he's helping me with the paperwork, and he's like, have you ever been arrested? And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I have been arrested. So with you, Ping, we got arrested. Reckless driving. Uh, we told the story uh, over time. We've told, we told the story over and over. My point is, Ping, is like the guy's like, dig up the records. He's like, it's, it's got to be online. So where was that? What do you know? What state that was? Wasn't it Pennsylvania? Oh, we were in Pocono. We were in Pocono for it, the. Yeah, is that Pennsylvania? That's New York. Ah, well, that's why I was searching I think, Pennsylvania. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was searching Pennsylvania and I couldn't find anything. Uh, I don't know where that is. I don't know either, actually. Okay. Well, if you know what city it's in, you could just. I don't even know, bro. Pocono. 
That's it. That, it was the four. I know the, they frown upon uh, plaques being thrown from one van to another. <laughs> so, oh, you guys. And, I hate and so food, dumb. Food and plaques and uh, the side door being open and phone everything book. else. Phone book. We had a phone book. <sighs> um, uh, good times. The best, the best part was the, the cop goes, okay, Ping was driving one car. I was driving the other. I've told the story before, but the pop cop goes, turn around. And he pulls his handcuffs out. And I go, nah uh uh-huh. And he goes, uh-huh. So he handcuffs me behind my back. And I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. He throws me in a cop car with Ping. And Ping's handcuffed in the front. And I go, <laughs> I go to him. I'm like, oh, dude, this sucks. How'd you get handcuffed in the front? Ping goes, oh, I told him. I asked him to. I've been handcuffed before. <laughs> Just a real, a real veteran. A real veteran. Oh, jeez. Hit me in the front, bro. Straight so, burning. He was great, but um, yeah. So I gotta find. I gotta find this info out, Ping. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Uh, fortunately, I'm locked into my citizenship, arrest or otherwise. <laughs> fortunately, uh, it was a oh, long, long time ago. You and, better uh, not ever try to become a Canadian. Yeah, if, if you, you ever, know what? yeah, Ping. If you try to be a Canadian, they're gonna want this info. <laughs> I know. Right, let me know what. Uh, you're breaking up. All right, buddy. Thank you. Later, Ping. See ya. Deuces. David Pinger, everybody. Killing it. Darcy, what's going on? How are you? What's up? I'm great. How are you doing? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Chick? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how many fellows do we got? What, are you guys all in the same spot right there? Or? We're in studio here? Yeah. Yeah, bro, and I could reach out and, and touch into nap almost. Here, look at we're 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 shaking hands <laughs> right yeah. now. Aww. See? Well, that's nice. That's awesome. Well, I was just calling because you know I just kind of wanted to give a shout out. I watched my very first uh, Supercross race uh, in Do- Daytona. I just had the time of my life. I can't even believe how much fun I had, and oh, uh, cool. I actually got to meet and hang out with Adam <clears throat> for a little bit. And what a cool dude! Cool dude, and I'm I'm actually looking at a picture right here. I have a question for Adam. On your picture, Adam, where I think it's the Moto Seven uh, cover for the song. Yes, you're on on your bike, and you got like all white on. What kind of fur is that? Is that like rabbit fur? Oh no, that, that's some fake ass fur. That's a piece of that's like a you know one of those things you put on the end of a table at Christmas time. I took that <laughs> and wore it. <laughs> I, what, I, well, I thought for sure it was like me. Spooky knows what I'm talking about, right? I saw that picture. I was like, that shit better be faux. Yeah, she was pissed. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she was oh, pissed. It was, it's like, we're talking so fake, like, to the point, like. Right off the dining room table. Like, yeah, no, right off the dining room table. Like, we're talking like it had a shine to it. Like, oh. like it's the, it was almost the material that you wrap your Christmas tree with. You know, like that shiny that tinsel? shiny tinsel. yeah tinsel almost like that like to the point where it's like that looks ridiculously fake but man it, it turned out pretty not funny not in the picture it looks I know it, it it's funny what photoshop can do <laughs> <laughs> yeah no oh, it, it, well, it, it, no you're you care about animals as oh, well oh i do i i really do love animals um i have a i have a little french bulldog of my own my uh, my girlfriend's a vegetarian i would love to be vegetarian but i do i am so is sorry your, but i love steak is is um is, i love chicken is drake a rescue no drake is not a rescue hmm. i know i know it's very very it's very very hard to find french bulldog rescues well maybe you should just rescue a normal dog then um, instead of a designer dog i i'm telling you right now
now this is my first dog and it has been a handful um if i could rescue some dogs he was very dogs, bad today yes he was bad today he chewed up my girlfriend's um like $4000 bed no so the wooden post the wooden post <laughs> but um Whoa. you know you can't you can't get mad at him he doesn't know we're huh? just going to sand he it up paint it. it black and and move on and and i know he just did it cuz he was wanted to chew some it's not like he actually well, wants to be a butt. Sure it's not as good of people as us because we rescue basset hounds. I know. Uh, it's hard to be as good of a person as you, Steve. Thank you. Yep. All right, actually, well, Darcy, I should say Pookie. Darcy, that's, <laughs> that's awesome that you... That's awesome, Darcy, that you enjoy Daytona and everything. That's cool. So, thanks yeah, for listening. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a very... Uh, I think it might be like a little bit of an underestimated sport. I uh, Personally, I didn't really know how technical... And uh, just really, like, challenging it is, like, once you really are there and you see it, you can really see how hard and just how much effort these guys put into it. And it's, it's pretty pretty amazing, actually, to see in person. I agree. These, really guys, cool. these guys are incredible athletes. Honestly, it's not a stretch to say that the top riders in our sport are some of the best athletes in the world in any sport. That is not a stretch to say that. There's no doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm being Absolutely. serious. Yeah, no, yeah, for okay. real. Well, you're laughing. But. No, I'm, it's just, it's funny because people, some people come up to me and they're like, is riding considered a sport? Yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy how you know the people in it are like you know we yeah. are the top athletes in the in yeah. the world, and and to hear people even question that it, it makes me. Oh, you know I, what I, mean? Yeah. I mean, Ryan Dungey's fitness level, I guarantee you, is Olympic athlete level. Oh on yeah, any any, any oh, sport. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. if not one well, of I the highest. Like, uh, right. Yeah, on top of like just everything that you guys have to do. I mean, the risks of. The potential of getting hurt and injured, they're just, it's so much higher. And I mean, you really have to, I mean, like, take care of your body in order to, you know, combat that. It, it's, it's actually pretty amazing. I mean, the whole time, like, Adam, he was so, so conscious of, like, what he was eating and just, it was, pre- it was pretty impressive. Like, uh, yeah, I think that it really is an underestimated sport. Well, Do you cool. guys feel like um, it could be a, uh, I, I was I was doing a little reading and it looks like it's only been really around like less than a century, especially in the United States. Do you think that it could become more popular, or it's that it's on the rise? Or yeah, it's funny you say this. We had a big discussion last week on the show about the sport and whether it breaks into the mainstream or not. Um, I just don't I don't think it ever does. It's just because very few percentage people ride motorcycles. Never mind race them. Ride motorcycles. I think motorcycles are looked upon as a bit edgy, a bit dangerous. A lot of parents right. won't let their kids ride it. I think we have a nice, strong following. We're the top-rated sport on FS1 a lot of times. Uh, we have good numbers in Supercross and everything else. I just don't see it ever exploding like a NASCAR or, or, or never mind, the big four of basketball, baseball, football, and hockey. Uh, I don't think we'll ever get there. And that's fine, whatever. You know, I just I just don't see it. I, hopefully I'm wrong because if it does, Darcy, that means janky internet radio shows like this could make more money. But I just don't, <laughs> I just don't see it, you know. But, I mean – it is what it is, man. It's uh, it is yeah. growing, but you know it's just not going to be. You know, darts on TV get better ratings than than our show. Professional what? darts, yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> wow, yeah, just because more yeah. people know darts, that's, that's it. People can play darts. Seriously, though, yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to depress Damn. you. All right, Darcy. Thanks for calling. We're gonna run, but thank, thank you. you. Hey, hey good to, right. good to hang uh, out with you this you. weekend, Darcy. Tell the boys All I right. said hi. Darcy, everybody. We got chicks who listen to the show. See, everybody? Damn straight. Pretty amazing. Damn straight. Race Tech! Huh? Race Tech! You're just screaming Race Tech. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the commercial? Damn it! 
providing quality precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry. The Race Tech staff has 65 years of championship winning experience in the motor department. Suspension, of course, we uh, we just talked to uh, Cade Clayson. He uses Race Tech, and Ben LeMay uses Race Tech, and the Alessi and Vince Freeze use Race Tech and Racetech.com. Look, I, look, even if look, if you're not a supercross rider, you're not a pro rider. I get it. Fine, you don't need revalve suspension. Change your oil. Thank you. Damn straight. Get your damn oil changed. Get the right spring rate for your uh, weight and or speed. Just race tech. Look after your suspension. It'll look after you, damn it. You know, and and seriously, though, go to race tech. For, for the guys at the local track, you know, I get so many questions all the time. What do I need to do? What kind of pipe should I get? Go get some suspension. Your bike is completely wrong. It's all the way endo down in the front. Have Race Tech help you out. Go get some suspension done. Great radio. And check your damn sag. People don't even check their sag. It's crazy. Yeah. People crazy. do not realize check how important sag. that is. It's like dune goons like Travis. Straight up. Did you? Why do you think it happened? <laughs> exactly. You have no idea okay. how bad my suspension was. Did you want Race Tech to get through it? Go through it? I had guys at the track. They used to like hop on my bike and they'd bring it back within not even a lap and they'd be like, dude, seriously, I have no idea how you ride this bike. Yeah. I never, ever touched anything. Just rode it how it was. I want to punch oh, you. Right <laughs> I want to punch probably, you. Every time I hear that commercial, you're like, okay, for the audience listening, oil, that was me. If you sure. are like Travis, please go to Race Tech and Don't get your like suspension Travis. done. Like because get, what happens is you crash, okay? Well, you crash because of your suspension. Sucks. Okay, here's the best emails of the week. Brought to you by Race Tech. Race Tech <laughs> suspension. Get your Sc- shit done. Get your shit done. That should be their tagline. <laughs> uh, Skyler said, hey, Steve, I was watching Eli Tomac win Daytona, then win Daytona, and I wondered to myself if his win had anything to do with the fact that there was no whoops at Daytona. There was whoops. We saw Tomac crash hard in the whoops in 250s. Uh, yeah, they were jumping through him, but yeah, there was some whoops. You're right. You that had nothing to do with it. Okay. What? I'll read the emails. Oh, okay. That's good. Sweet. Oh, no, that's way too long. Yeah, you like that? Don't read them all. Just skim it then, bro. That's what I do. I don't read the whole thing. It's like two pages. Does reading hurt your pretty little brain? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to read them. Forget it. Uh, That segment went well. (laughs) Uh, you, dude. Matt said, uh, talking about the growth of the sport, uh, look at boxing. Okay. I probably watch about 10 fights a year. I might buy one to two pay-per-views a year. I follow big-time fighters. I hate Mayweather. Uh, His fights are some of the most boring ever. But you know why I watch him? Because of HBO's 24-7 series, start, starting with this De La Hoya fight. 24-7 series is very well produced. It showed this country this showed this country this entertaining douchebag. Watch 24-7 if it's Miguel Cotto, Cotto versus an up-and-coming fighter, for example. Um, so if we have shows like this, the Red Bull motocross one is great. But we need great ones on mainstream TV, better than Foxes for Supercross. Get to know how funny a guy like Chad Reed is. I mean, this is an awesome idea, for sure. Um... 24-7 series is what this guy's saying to get people into our sport. That's an awesome idea for sure, but who's going to watch it? It's called 30 for 30, not 24-7. No, HBO is 24-7 series. No. Yeah, it is 30 for 30 series. Are you saying yeah. no, HBO does not have a 24-7 series? Yeah. They do. Okay. Moving along. ESPN's 30 for 30, right? Ty said, uh, Ty said, I'm wondering if splitting the 250s into East-West series still makes sense. Having the two series certainly weakens the field. The racing should be better with all the top guys together. Uh, the long break during the West Series is awkward for the riders and fans. Having all three series coming to Vegas round with the with the with the titles on the line would be great for the fans. Um, no, because the East West Series, as much as it's broken, Ty, 
and I agree that it's got some issues and we shouldn't have guys making there should be no way a guy Here racing the what? Nothing. What what do you Is my think? Mic I, on? What do you think I'm gonna say? That they're making too much money, that they're racing in there too long, they got kids in the class, babies yeah. on the podium, that's pandemonium. What, that's what I'm gonna say. I know. It's a regional support class. We have too many rides available in that class, and we make too big of a deal for these regional championships. The guys making the guys that are getting tenth place in two fifty series. Um I'm trying to pull out a name here. Hampshire? No, Hampshire is no. better, better than Okay, let's use Hampshire. Love RJ Hampshire. Fifth place guy right now. Uh won a heat race, everything else. He's a fifth place guy. He's probably making more money than a tenth place guy in the four fifty main event right now. Blasphemy. And that's not right. Because what's happening is these teams are basing themselves around this two fifty series. No, you know what's bullshit. I'm not done yet. Uh, I have a comment on this. Just keep going. And they're chasing these series and they're paying these kids too much money. A guy like Chisholm uh, is is in the four fifty class making no money and he's riding and racing against the very best riders in the world. There's too much importance in our sport put on this class. So to make it less important, there should be, and this will never happen because you could never do it, there should be some sort of salary cap in that smaller class. Back in the day, Josh Grant was probably making over a million dollars a year riding eight races. Shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen like that. And the reason it was was because I think Ricky and McGrath won that 450 title forever. And teams are like, fuck it. We can't win that. Let's go to the 250 because we need to advertise something. We need to talk about something. We need to look like we had a good year. Too much importance put on the 250 class. Uh, there's, there's too many rides available and too much importance in my opinion. Okay. Yes. Go. Okay. Now I have a comment. That's total bullshit. So you split the lights class up, right? No, you should. Oh, we no, do no, now. No, yeah. We do now, yeah. right? We yeah. have an east and a west yeah. coast. Right. The guys in the lights class, where they completely split it down the middle, okay, get the same exact amount of championship points as the guys in the oh. 450 class. Don't get Don't me started. Get started Don't, oh my would gosh! You, would you it wants. I want to take the people who did that and just strangle them. That it. It's. Uh, yeah. Do you know who fought for that? The 250 teams. That's shocker. Oh my gosh. Shocker. Terrible. How decision. is that even right? You compete against half the guys. Half. And you get as many points. It's stupid. Oh my gosh. And it's, that's it's, that's it's ridiculous. I mean, and that goes into my point uh, about that goes into my point about these guys getting too much money, too much credit it's ridiculous. for winning a support class. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there should be so much of a salary cap on the lights class because I do believe that some of those top lights guys are bad dudes and they deserve some money. Yes. But I'm talking about the more privateer guys that go down to the lights class that are getting points to race half the guys and getting the same amount of points as I get yeah, when no. I'm racing Ryan, Dungey, James, I mean – List the names. We're talking 20 factory guys that right. have raced and won championships. When you go down the list, I mean, I got it right here. Eli Tomac, Ryan Dungey, Marvin Muskan, Jason Anderson, Ken Roxon, Trey Kennard, yeah, we're good, Josh Grant. I mean, dude, and you go, <laughs> look at, look at, we're good. 12th place, Chad we, Reed. We got it. Jake Weimer, championship, Davey Millsaps. I mean, that's 19th who got, who, place. Who got 12th in 250 class? Um, Cedric Sorberos. I don't even know how to say his name. Cedric Subaros got 12th. Chad Reed got 12th in the big class. Cedric. And got the same amount of points. Yes. 
What? Thanks a lot, Ricky. What? Ricky? And Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, next email <laughs> from Jason. <laughs> Steve, I'm here, here to let you know the wait is over. The big dollars are coming. I would like to sponsor the future headline segment for $5. I think it's a little high, but let's be honest, Travis <laughs> and Kiefer are cheap. Checks in the mail. I'm looking forward to the next Jason's future headlines. We got a five dollar sponsor, Trav. I'll take it. I do want to uh, shout out um before you go to the no, next. No, stop it. Okay. Um, John sent this in. James is Damn. quote unquote. James is good for the sport. I see this posted everywhere, but why? Why is James good for the sport? Why is James good for the sport? Right now, I can't answer that. <laughs> I love James Stewart. He, That's why he's good for the sport. People hate James. Who does? And I get it. I know why they hate him. Who I s- hates James? Though? Oh my God! Really? Name a name an actual person. Go on Racer X comments and look at people who hate James. Yeah, but Stewart. name an actual person that's in like that oh. you kind of know in the I, industry. I don't know area. these people. They're fans. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're fans. Anybody that's kind of in the industry likes James. Got a good smile. Philip in La- <laughs> Philip in La Jolla. Philip, you live in La Jolla. You got no fucking problems. Why are you emailing me? Okay. Uh, hey, Steve, I love your show. I wanted your opinion. They tone to telecast with obviously longer. He lives in La Jolla, bro. Dude, he just said he likes your show and you're talking shit on him. No, I'm saying he's in La Jolla. He's got to have better things to do than email me. Yeah, it's, go to the beach, He bro. just said he loves your show and you're complaining. Go watch some seals, Jesus. bro. You got him all fired up about the points. Um, I'm pissed now, too. I am pissed. Okay, this guy, Philip in La Jolla, wants to know. He's probably just fucking loaded, too. He's probably so rich. <laughs> probably Phillip. typing it. Hey, Philip, can I get a sponsorship, bro? Hook he, me up. He didn't even type this. His secretary did. <laughs> the Daytona telecast with obviously longer race times chose to show only highlights of the 450 semis. Personally, I would prefer to see the semis and highlights of each of the LCQs, although some of the LCQ hijinks is entertaining. If you were to produce the broadcast, what would you be preference, and are there any changes you would suggest? Keep up the good work. Um, yeah, I mean, I I get, I think that, I don't know. I don't like some of the segments they do with um, the riders and things like that. Like, I'd rather see more racing. What? You know, but. They did a segment they, on I me, know, bro. I know, you kind of liked it. It was pretty cool. But you Not going to lie. You can't have. Probably coolest like, thing on TV, bro. Like, I'm just, I'm hardcore racer guy, so I want to watch racing, but I'm not, like, the typical guy. So you need to have those fluff features. You have to because. But okay. What about the in-between? We can stay out of bringing your fucking bike in the house and showing us that you're watching the race. Okay, they have to have something that's going to fill the gap, though, right, Steve? I'd rather have Ralph just look staring into the camera. Okay, people can't just talk for hours about motocross like we can, okay? (laughs) I I made it on there one time. They put a picture of Annie on there, yeah. Really? Yeah, Chad was missing a race, and Annie was looking at the TV. Oh, see, and and now now it's totally fine. That's a good thing. Now it's totally fine. No, it's totally no, fine, Steve. I, I mean, they do a good job. They do a good job producing the show. It's not, wow, it's not that easy. Wow, that was a quick flip-flop. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I don't need to see those segments because I don't need to see the riders saying kind of the typical can stuff or whatever. But I get why they're there. I'm okay with what, it. Okay, what about mine? Was mine cool? Yes. Except you didn't mention Pulpal Mix. I, I did, but they didn't put it on TV. The only time they mentioned Pulpal Mix is in the Dungy Behind the Dream segment when they had me shit-talking Dungy. They and, did. And he used it for that was pretty ago. cool. For 10 years ago. That was pretty cool. I'm sure Ryan gets up every morning. Just 
listens to that every morning. Like 2016, he's like, oh, gonna, he's like Mathis. I'm gonna win because Steve was talking shorty six, as dungy covered six years ago. Ah, Mathis said this, and I am I'm I am gonna, driven to prove him I'm wrong. I'm gonna wake up every morning, and hey, I am gonna make it happen. Derek, welcome to the Pulp of Mech Show. What's going on, man? I uh, just had a comment about the uh, East West combining them deal. There, Is, are you Canadian, Derek? Totally. I am, of course. Okay, Hoogie <laughs> just called it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, if, if they actually did combine them, put the East West together, you take teams like Geico and Pro Circuit, whatever, they cut their rider budget in half. Yeah, because I agree. They only need two guys and do the whole series, so that makes more competition amongst the riders to get the rides. So people will ride for less, which would make it more desirable to move up to the 450 class. And it kind of weeds out some of the guys that have no business being there. Like I'm, I'm actually all for putting them together and having a full series of 250s and a full series of 450s. Well, it might work, like you said, because of the uh, fact that that guys would move to 450s more, and maybe we'd see a shift of power to having more money slash rides available in 450s. You know, but I don't like the fact that more riders will lose jobs and more mechanics will lose jobs and everything else. Yeah, but so, yeah, that's exactly the thing, though. But Derek's saying that because of that. They'll, they'll be 450 class. Will, will, will yeah, but the bigger. 450 class has 20 factory guys already that are going pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, good, bro. Yeah, so? So that's just putting more guys out of jobs. I don't know. Yeah, it's all about the best of the best, though, right? I mean, that's I the guess. whole point of it. It's the F1 MotoGP of, of motorcycle racing. Like, you can make a point. Like, and I don't want to be a dick here, but I'm going to be a dick. Okay. You, you can, do that well. You could make a point that, like, you should not be able to just show up having not ridden and sign up to race 450 Supercross, which is what some guys do. No, you can't. Sure. No, you can't go straight to the 450. No, the guys who've done it before, guys who, guys who are not serious competitors, you're a serious competitor. If you have your 450 Supercross license from years ago or whatever, and you're out there and you sign up to race... Like, you're not ready. There's guys who don't make the night show well, you know, that are not you, ready. to. They're, they're, if you don't race Supercross for two years, your yeah. Supercross license goes yeah. inactive. Yeah. But there's guys who just race, you know, one or two races a year in their area. They don't make the night show. And, like, you sh- I, I don't That's get what C-Practice is for. I don't want to be a dick. But perhaps you shouldn't be out there with the best rod, you know, the yeah, best. Yeah, but they're not. They're in C practice. It doesn't matter. They're still taking up. They're wrecking the track. They're taking up track time. You know, like, <laughs> That's like fucked up. Like you can't Excuse make. Excuse my language. Like if you can't make the night show. I understand what you're saying. No, and you know that's you, the thing. Though, a, is if you have, I disagree here's, with here's you. Here's the cutoff line. Okay. If you have a full time job, you're not a supercross racer. That's the bottom line. You know, okay, so I, the, I disagree with you a so little bit there. if you're a there. painter, if you paint all week, you should not be able to show up at Anaheim and ride your bike. I think, you know, it's, it's hard because I think you should be able to if you have a full-time job. Obviously, that's, that shouldn't be a cutoff. But I think it should be a seconds amount. You know, if you come to Supercross, okay, you sure. ride the C-Class, yeah, and you're you. not within right. four seconds of making the night show, I think they should suspend you from riding Supercross for a certain amount of time until you Go come. to Arena Cross. Go to Arena Cross, and then you have to get this place or something to come yeah, back. I, I, because I, I, if I've been in that C-Practice before – and ridden, like I was in B practice at Glendale, I was two and a half seconds a lap faster than anybody else in the B practice, 
and it was hazardous. I ran ran off the track three times because I almost hit guys, and, and that's me, one of the guys that's almost making the main, not quite yeah, making no, the main every week. I'm joking about the full-time job thing, but you yeah, get my point. I get what you're saying. No, yes. I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I really, truly think that should be that should be regulated somehow. They try to do it the best they can, but, you know, some guys shouldn't be out on that track. Well, they're not, they're not it, ready. It's the F1 or MotoGP or, or MXGP of off-road dirt bike racing. So you shouldn't just be able to race – if you're not even interested in making a living from this sport. Yeah. Um, and again, not to be a dick, but they could really cut some dudes out. Yeah. I'm not saying go the route of making exclusive like a, like MXGP or I'm not saying, um, you know, take this, don't allow guys into it or even make them go down to the lights class, you know, and make a separate practice. And then, yeah. you know, sure. Something, yeah, yeah, whatever, like something like, you know, I just, I don't know. So it's hard though. You know, that's, that's, it's so hard to make that judgment on who does what. And then, well, but they seem to be making it right now with guys saying, go to arena cross. They, they make that judgment call. right Yeah. Now. But you know, that's, that was also hard to do and probably really hard to enforce. And, and now they're probably really happy with the decision because it has, uh, I, when I did arena cross, I thought it was one of the best things I could have done for my career. And, and putting those guys through that is, is definitely something that they should do because supercross is a totally different animal. And, um, I think that was a, a, a great step by supercross to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just hard because some of those guys have already kind of bypassed and, uh, and, and gotten themselves into the supercross deal. And, and sometimes like, it does get a little hazardous. Like I think, um, they should just be like, look, um, Johnny Appleseed, you've raced f- 10 Supercross in your life. You've never made the night show. Cause there's guys like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You have to now race arena cross. Like you're just, yeah, no, fully, you're that just doing this because yeah. your buddies are in the stands. Your chick is there and you want to show that you can ride Supercross. And at one time, Anthony, Up, I was that guy. Yeah. Like, I was a shitty pro. Yeah. I get it, but you're you know you're not doing anything out there. Sorry, you have we have proof that you can't. You're not good enough. <laughs> That's so harsh. It is, you know, and but, it's hard for me to, to say anything no, 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 because I'm such a nice dude, and I would just lights, I wouldn't go have to the lights, heart. Go to lights or go to arena cross. We have places for you to go, Mister Johnny Appleseed. All right, yes. it's not here. <laughs> it's not here, <laughs> Kyle. What's going on? How are you? Kyle hey, Steve, it's uh, Kyle Pesci from KCMX.net. How are you? Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing good. So, um, yeah, we've got the whole privateer thing going. I've, I've talked to you at a couple of the rounds. We've been doing the privateer blogs. And I uh, had a chance to meet you a couple times and, and meet and talk with Adam a couple times. And uh, I can tell that he's getting kind of fired up over the whole, you know, not belonging in the pro thing. And uh, I actually had that talk with him at Phoenix about, you know, guys not belonging in the A group practice and things like that. And I think they can kind of prove themselves to be in there. But uh, guys like Michael Acaden, uh, you've helped him out here in the past. He's a guy with a full-time job. He's pretty close to making main events. He's made pretty much every night show this year. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was kidding about the, the, the full-time job thing. I mean, I'm just, no, I'm no, just I know, saying. I, I, yeah, I, know like, you're, I know you're kidding about that. But those are guys, those are examples that for listeners at home, you know, that do take that serious. I think a lot of people have that opinion that, you know, these, these privateer guys don't belong. Why do they show up if they don't qualify or if they're not ever making mains? But it's, it is guys like Adam Intiknap who have proven the fact that, like, if they keep showing up and they keep racing, good things happen to good people. And uh, no. I think they all have a chance, and there's a place, there's a huge void 
Let me let me let me talk to you. Let me talk to you really quick, though. You know, um, there's a difference. There there's a huge point that Steve's trying to make, and and with me, okay, my first year, um, I made a night show, didn't make a night show, would would qualify like 47th, okay, but. I was at it every single weekend and I was getting better and I was progressing and progressing and progressing. And now, um, three to four years later, I'm where I'm at today. There is guys that show up to the race, not like Michael Akiden at all. He shows up every weekend and is progressing. We're talking about guys that show up four to five seconds a lap slower, then show up at the 10th round, try to qualify again, then do it two years later and are four or five seconds a lap slower. It's you know, there's guys out, we're going for it. This is like, this is serious stuff. We are risking our life. And when you got guys on the no, track rolling yeah. it all the time, it, it gets dangerous. I'm kidding about quick. a full-time job because Michael Akaiden is certainly good enough and all oh, that. Oh, dude, but, Michael Akaiden's a bad but dude. if you have proof. I'm just using him as a guy with a yeah. full-time job. Just so people, it's a name that a lot of people know, obviously, with the issues with the bike that he had. And, and yeah. just to people, let people you know, know boss, name. Michael Akaiden, he does not have a full-time job. <laughs> he does. Uh, he's, a, he's a plumber. No. Um, I was with him for the first three to four months, I would say three months of Supercross training every day at the Supercross track. So um, I, I know maybe he was, when he's I know back he was home. In California, but I also know that he drove home from Daytona and worked Monday morning. Yes. Okay. I totally believe that. But there was, you know, there, there's a difference between a full-time job and a part-time job. No, I, Don't get I, me I wrong. Agree. We yeah. we work our ass off. This is no, not something any, you can just do. And, any, and any any dude like what I'm thinking about is you know you look at a guy's past record. Yeah. You, know, you don't say. Hey, if you got a job, you can't ride today. No, no. You just say, "Look, buddy." Bad choice of words, Steve. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you just say, "Look, no, buddy." And I, think, you, you and know, I you... definitely think there's a time and place for the guys, like you said, the guys that are just showing up to one or two a year. And yes, those guys should be forced to race the 250 class. I think there should be a stepping stone, and I think they're trying to do that with making guys a race arena cross to get their pro license. Yeah. Step forward to the 250 class. I think they're slowly working on that. But like, you, you like, know what? I just thought of a great team. idea that I'm going to spit at the AMA. And if the, if anybody at the AMA is listening, um. You guys should do this. If you don't make a Supercross race or qualify, I'm and, saying if and you your don't. chick's not hot. Okay, if you don't qualify for a Supercross <laughs> race in five rounds, you get demoted to Arena Cross. A night show. A night show. Yeah. If you don't make a night show in five races, you get demoted back to uh, Arena I'm Cross. I'm fine with that. I, I think that I is agree, a perfect thing to do. Do, do we not all agree? Yes, yeah, stamp it. Absolutely. AMA, listen up, stamp it. I mean, look, a lot, a lot of these races, there is only 45, 47 guys. You know, like, it's not that tough to make a night show. So no, and like if, the, and if like check this out, if you're even you're not, close to making a night show. Kyle, you're not letting Kyle talk. I know, I'm so excited about this. No, dude, I, I get it, and I love having this conversation with you. I just, I feel like there's such a huge void and a huge gap for guys that kill it on a local level. They, they can go to their local track, kill the A-class. They can go to an arena cross race and, and win a, you know, they show up to, I'm in Michigan, so they show up to Grand Rapids Arena Cross and they win that or can do good in that. But then Supercross is still a whole other level. They have to get probably at least a year under their belt in that. I mean, Supercross, they're racing in front of 20,000 fans. Arena Cross, they're racing in front of 1,500 fans. You know, and that's why I'm saying, though, that the five-race thing's perfect. You know, you, you get five thing. races under your perfect. belt. You come back. You regroup if you don't want to. You know what I mean? And that, 
I think that would weed out a lot of the people who are committed to racing Supercross. You know, if you're committed and you want to race Supercross for real, you are going to do to those five races, not make that nice show, get pissed off, go back to Arena Cross, work your ass off, get your points again, and you're going to come back and you're going to make some night shows. All right, step I, it. I completely agree. All right, Kyle, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Thanks, guys. All right, later. There we go. We figured everything out. Um, <laughs> hey, NFAB, JGR, check in. We, what we do is uh, we take NFAB, ter- terrific company uh, that makes Jeep, trucker, and SUV parts, steps, light mounting solutions, bumpers, things like that. And then we take JGR, which they're a big part of JGR Yamaha crew, and we try to profile a guy behind the scenes. So we've do- done this every week. I wasn't at Daytona, so I didn't get a chance to talk to anybody. But I did call up Bundy, John Mitchell, a.k.a. Bundy, mechanic for Nathan Ramsey for 100 years. Uh, and now he's working at JGR on the retail side of motors and suspension and everything else. And I guess he, they're killing it. They're doing pretty well. So I called up Bundy to give you guys an idea of what's going on behind the scenes at JGR as far as the retail end of things. So take a listen to this conversation between myself and Bundy. And uh, like I said, again, he's been a mechanic for Nathan Ramsey forever. And uh, we'll be right back. Here's the NFAB JGR check-in. Uh, good stuff. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody, welcome to the NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA, Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, and a big part of the JGR team. And so we thought we'd spotlight a member of the JGR team each week, and uh, since I wasn't at Daytona, I thought I'd uh, focus on somebody else that's behind the scenes at JGR, but a real important cog over there with everything that Coy is trying to do in the, the JGR retail end of things, and with me... On the line, former factory mechanic, mechanic for Nathan Ramsey for about 50 years, John Mitchell, a.k.a. Bundy. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, man, we're doing pretty good. Everything's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, long time no see for you, for me and you, um, but you were a face on the circuit for, I don't know, 15 years? How long did you? How long were you a mechanic for? Yeah, I was, I was traveling around from about 93 to 07. <laughs> That's a long time, man. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you are now the manager, JGR Retail, uh, JGR MX Retail Shop. And uh, there's a lot of things going on there. The things being sold at retail, that the parts that JGR makes, as well as a full service department. Um, first of all, I know when you quit wrenching, you were a Fox rep for a little while, and now you're over there. How'd you get the gig at JGR MX, and what'd you think about moving to North Carolina and all that? Well, uh, after I did the Fox Rev deal, you know, it just kind of, it was a good thing. It was a change of pace, but it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. So mm-hmm. uh, I went back to work uh, with Ron Wood out at Tokyo Mods, building some engines, living out there. And uh, one day, J-Bone just called up and said, uh, hey, man, I hear you're trying to get back to the East Coast. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I enjoyed my time in California, but I wanted to be back towards family. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, hey, we got this opportunity. And I flew out, talked to him and Coy about it, and, uh, you know, obviously had known J-Bone and half the guys that worked there, Dean and right, Johnny yeah. and everybody. You know, I had I had grew up with them on the circuit, so it was a real easy transition. And so what's your kind of day-to-day uh, deal? What do you do uh, over there at JGRMX on the retail side of things? Well, basically, I kind of just oversee uh, the retail stuff. So we have Joey Bray doing you know, he does a good job for us, and I just kind of, uh, you know, get him what he needs to mm-hmm. do his job, um, you know, and maybe address any problems he has. Yep. I'm a bit more involved in the engine side. I uh, kind of 
we'll say make the recipe for uh, for all the JGR customer retail engines. You know, whether it be mm-hmm. a Honda 450, uh, you know, Yamaha 250, Yamaha 125. Do a lot of super minis. We do a lot of custom karting engines. Karting's huge in North Carolina. Is it really? Huh? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think everybody that lives here thinks their kid's going to be the next Dale Earnhardt. So, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I'm just basically just basically taking care. I got Gino; he takes care of all of our tires and does a real good job of uh-huh. uh, of uh, just you know assembling motors. And he's a big hand in the shop. I have a guy named Dennis Kaiser, who's a great guy. He kind of handles most of the paperwork and a lot of the phone calls, parts ordering, etc. And then we have uh, Nick Kimsey, who. Uh, takes care of a lot of our retail stuff also. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so people don't realize that this is uh, something that Coy started. There was also an oil business going on for a little while, too, that he sold. But this is a the suspension service is also going on. Like, how is business? How, is it keep you guys busy? Like, the JGR MX retail side of things, is, is, it, is it humming along? Man, it, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, I don't really want to spit out a bunch of numbers. No, but no, just, say, yeah, just tell us. Yeah. We, we have we have grown, you know. It was only me mm-hmm. when I started three years ago, and now we have six people. Wow! Um, yeah, yeah, right. And we're making all kinds of cool parts, you know, for the bikes, and uh, just every little division, every little finger of JGR MX retail is just exploding. You know, you go from two hundred thousand dollars a year to two million. Just wow. in a couple of years, you know, that's a cool. big deal. Yeah, no, it's good to see. People need to realize it. Maybe they'll listen to the show and they'll realize if they're around that North Carolina area or anywhere, they can uh, they can go there. Do you do two stroke stuff still uh, for go karting or in general, or is it all four stroke yeah. now? No, we do a lot of two stroke stuff. Um, you know, the uh, amateur circuit is still just flooded with uh, super minis and eighty fives and the one twenty five schoolboy classes and stuff are still. Still very competitive classes, you know, so mm-hmm. we still do a lot of two-stroke stuff. And then uh, we do a lot of two-stroke stuff on the karting side of things, too. Oh, that's cool. Good to hear. Um, NFAB, JGR, check-in. Do you miss being a ranch at all? I'm guessing not. You haven't done it for a while, but uh, do you miss it? You know, I miss the camaraderie of all the guys. You know, it was a great time, uh, you know, traveling around as a young man with a bunch of other young men just racing uh, badass motorcycles, you know. Right. So, I miss that part, but as far as the traveling and being away from family and uh, having a home life, no, I don't miss it. <laughs> I know, dude. I, I I still go to the races, but um, I'm on like a late Friday schedule, and I'm out first thing in the morning. I don't mind the travel so much, but the workload of being a mechanic, like people don't understand how many hours that the mechanics are putting in in the sport. It's just insane. It is crazy. You know, one of the biggest things that I noticed uh, – Whenever I was done being a mechanic, man, I was always tired when I was a mechanic. You know, jumping from East Coast to West Coast and just the hours you keep. And I always felt so unhealthy. And uh, about a year after Mm -hmm. after stopping being a mechanic, I really started to notice, you know what, I feel a lot better. You know, I'm not (laughs) wore out all the time. (laughs) Dude, I actually had a medical condition that I went to go see a bunch of doctors for the last year and a half of my wrenching career. And it was, they thought it wasn't, they thought it was um, something going on in my stomach and they couldn't figure out what it was and all these tests and I would be in pain whenever I drank something really hot or really cold. Either way, it would, it would kind of hurt me. 
and mm-hmm. they never figured out what it was. I quit wrenching. It went away. Like, I, it was just <laughs> stress. Seriously, it was an ulcer or it was stress or something. I'm not kidding you. And, and I, I've never, never had that issue ever since I stopped being a wrench. It's crazy. It is crazy, and I think we were probably uh, we were probably in a unique time, which I guess everybody probably says they were in a unique time. But we were <laughs> right. in that transition from two stroke to four stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of teams trying to figure out how to do that, and uh, yeah. it was just a ton of work, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, thanks, uh, Bundy, for your time here on the JGR NFAB check-in. JGRMX dot com, I think it is. I probably should have pulled that up ahead of time, but. That's, no, what, that's it. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, again, go on there. Um, any anything from tires to service on four strokes to service on two strokes to complete uh, package JGR motorcycles if you want. Um, it's killing it. And uh, oh, but before I let you go, how's Koi? What's Koi like every day in the office? Just, <laughs> just man, Koi. Koi's crazy, man. <laughs> He's a uh... He's a great boss. Coy is a great boss. He just lets you do what you need to do, and he just—he's uh, more of a hindrance than anything else. He's always <laughs> wanting to have a good time and play around, and uh, I know. he just expects everybody to get their work done and uh, play with him. And it's—it's it's awesome. It's a great, great environment. That family and that organization uh, really provides a place to work that feels like home. And uh, I, I couldn't ask for more. Well, that's awesome. Glad to hear you're doing well. Thanks for doing this for the uh, Pulp Mech Show, the NFAB JGR check-in. Thanks, Bundy. Thank you. N-Fab.com. Bundy, there you go. People, I hope people remember who he was. He was a mechanic for a long time and uh, a real good guy. And glad things are going well. JGRMX.com. Check out their whole retail side of things. N-Fab.com. Uh, the Pulp Mech Show is presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The Seven Deuce Deuce yo, yo. is in the house. Uh, the Hills is out now on iTunes. So uh, get it while you can. Get it while it's hot. <laughs> and um, so this Rocky Mountain ride that you got, the folks at Rocky Mountain, BTOsports.com, um, they, uh, they picked Mountain. you up when Kyle Chisholm got hurt. Yep. And you made a main event for them, and then you got hurt. <sighs> you're, you're out for Supercross. Will you come back with them for outdoors or no? It's sort of Chisholm comes back and... It's Bracken Hall's truck, though, the privateer yes, Bracken so, Hall's truck? So, so Bracken Hall owns the truck, but I guess I'm not exactly sure how it all works, but I know Bracken runs, Bracken owns the truck, and then Rocky Mountain supports the team. Right. Um, you know, I, it was just a fill-in ride, of course. Um, you know, But they're taking you to the races still. Um, yeah, they are. You know, they didn't, I think they didn't realize how big of a following that I have and, um, and how much work I do, you know what I mean? As a, as far as signing autographs right. and just doing social media stuff and, and how much, um, media did come to the team because of, uh, signing me. And, and I think they were really, really happy with it. And to, um, I always try to be the most, um, polite and, uh, and, and yep. cool guy that I can possibly be. And I think that they enjoyed that around the pits. So are you saying they're going to take you around more? Um, I hope so. Um, oh, okay. We we be we've talked about it, and uh, and I really really hope that I can do something for outdoor and maybe even something for Supercross next year. I enjoy everybody over at the team from um, from Bracken from Bracken to uh, Sean, his dad, um, his wife, uh, Joanne, Ray Butts, uh, Jared, the truck driver. I mean everybody over there, and uh, Jason Potter, those guys, and even Laird and, and some so, of the other little guys. Everybody's just so cool. You know, if we had Privateer Island, mm-hmm. and Clayson's on Privateer Island, bro. Yeah. He is, he is forging for food. Oh, yeah. He is battling Alex Ray, you know, to get the last piece of meat off that wild boar yeah. they killed that night. Yep. Um, Privateer Island, are you off it? Yeah. I think so. 
I mean, it's it's kind of weird. But you dude. can get booted I back, huh? Not. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I am even considered part. Like, I don't know if I'm Privateer Island at all. Like, I don't know if I've ever really. It's kind of like it's hard because Privateer Island is it's just a little bit different. I think Seven well, Deuce Deuce has his own thing going on. Pike was on it for a while with you. He got away. Yeah. Got I mean, I think I'm partially, I'm kind of one of those guys that could be like a, a commuter to privateer Island. You know what I mean? I'll go hang out for a while and then, and then kind of get, take a, get a flight out, you know, and then, then come you'll, back. You'll and, be able to paddle past that break. Yeah, exactly. You know, you exactly. Exactly. No one, I have, when you try to escape, I have a good technique of getting off the Island so right. I can kind of get it off of it. And, right. and if I have to come back for a minute, I, I might make some sense. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm just really pumped to be a part of the whole Rocky Mountain ATV MC program. Those guys are absolutely amazing, and uh, and they do a great job. The bike's great, and I really, really hope to be back with them for outdoor. I've talked a little bit. Um, if I might not be, we'll see if I if I get like a, a full ride from Rocky Mountain outdoor, or even if I can just ride right. with them and maybe take my bikes on the rig and and maybe get some travel paid for or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. um, just try to work something out over there. Cause I, like I said, but you I plan really... to do fully outdoors no matter what you're doing, yes, either for yes. Teddy, either with, with TPJ. Yep. With, uh, Rocky mountain, if they can work something out. Yep. Something. Yeah. No, I, your, your uh, I plan is. on representing my Honda, um, and out doing the whole outdoor program. When's your bro Tyler coming back? Um, he rode this weekend, oh, okay. so he should be back racing at Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Um, yeah. maybe a little sooner if, if things go, if things go good, but, uh, yeah, no, just stoked to be on the. Now the, the, the team you run before. Yeah. You had a West coast deal with, uh, Skivvy. Mm-hmm. Skivvy. Skivvy and Thorm. Yeah. Colin Morrison. Yep. Great guys, great people. He really likes Pulp MX. Yeah, no, love it, loves it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great Pulp MX supporter. Who we had that, a badass guy like that, all covered in tats. Dude, and you'd be, you would be amazed he how many Pulp people MX. love Pulp MX, dude. We had you on the truck. Did you see that? I know. Pretty cool. That was pretty awesome. I yeah. didn't even ask for that. No, you didn't even know about it until I, I didn't. won. I know. That's, that's awesome. Cause, that's because that's how I do my sponsors. So that guy's helping you out, and then uh, and then that went, you know, the, you left. There was only going to be West Coast only, and then you went to Rocky Mountain. So, yeah. So, like, poor Teddy Parks. He's got to feel pretty lost. You went from driving with Teddy. You drove with Teddy. Yeah. You were changing alternators with Teddy yeah. on the side of the road in yeah. the snow. Yeah. Yeah. You were riding practice tracks in the trees in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next year, Poor you Teddy. know, I went from two does teams. He, does, does Teddy – now, Teddy is king of Privateer Island. Oh, he is. He must be bitter that you escaped a little bit. Um, No. Uh, not, I don't, I don't think so at all. No? Um, I talked to Ted, you know what I mean? I always communicate and, and talk to the people that helped me out and, and truly, um, are behind me. And he's been one of them from the get, um, Ted Parks. I can't say enough about that guy. He's treated me, uh, probably better than anybody I've ever known and, and been a great mentor, but he wants you back. Yeah. I mean, he wants you back. He does. And he doesn't, you know, he, he understands that this sport is, uh, is evolving and, and the riders are evolving and he's very, very happy that I'm one of the riders that is evolving and um he he definitely would love to have me on the team but he knows i have to uh have to grow and get bigger and he's he's very proud of me and he said it a bunch of times that i've uh i've accomplished what i have accomplished and uh he's happy that i am kind of off his team and okay. and going on to better things um maybe not better things but just um just bigger things you know in general as far as uh getting support and stuff like that um the the Ted Parks program was absolutely amazing, but he he's he's happy for me. If there was a seven twenty two success pie, mm-hmm. okay, 
What are you laughing at over there? I just really like pie. <laughs> There's a 722 success pie. Yeah. What chunk do you think would be, and this is just your your success in life, uh, not so much your racing because that's what you earn. You do that yourself. Yeah. Uh, with your results and your hard work and everything else. And, and yeah. you know, but if there was like a 722 success pie, would Pulp Mex have a slice in there? Oh, the Pulp yeah. Mex show? Oh, what yeah. What would be our slice percentage of, in your success pie? Um, as far as like helping me out of success or are you talking uh, no, about like your work, you're helping out yourself with your training and riding and yes, everything else. That's yes. all you're. I'm, oh, so you're saying like what part of Pulp MX on my success pie, if, if my success so far in my life was a hundred percent, what part of it would be Pulp MX? And I don't mean you're the riding and everything, I, just everything I'm that's saying, going on. I'm saying 45 to 50%. Half of the success pie. Yes. Um, you Mark know, down, people, Travis. To all you privateers, to everybody listening out there, um, Pulp MX has been huge for me. And people don't understand that riding a dirt bike, the job is not just waking up in the morning, training your ass off, getting on your bike, and doing what you need to do every day. That is a that is a slice of it, but that is not completing the pie. You have to do so much more than that. Um, the social media and and talking to the fans and being on this show and exposing selling, yourself, yeah. selling myself, exposing my brand, exposing who I am. You know, it's. I truly believe I would not be where I am today without Pulp MX, without Ted Parks. There's been a there's been a lot of key factors, and I think one of the key factors is definitely Pulp MX. Um, the people who sponsor me, I can't thank them enough either. But you know, um, being being on Pulp MX and and Steve giving me a voice to be able to express myself and show everybody in the world of racing who I am and, and what I'm about has been a huge part and, and a huge piece of the pie to my success because um, I think, you know, whether I want to admit it or not, um, you know, I partially got that ride because of who I am off the track and not so much on Rocky mountain ride. Yeah. The Rocky mountain ride and and the Thorm skivvy ride, you know, it's, it's not so much my results right now. Um, that got me those rides. Um, and, and I understand that. I know that I'm striving to be a better rider each and every day of my life. And I will make stop crashing. I, yeah, I will make mains each week. Um, I will be in the top 10 and eventually I will be in the top five, um, in my career, but you know, you, you got to work with what you got at the moment. And, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And I, I thank Pulp MX and, and all my sponsors for um, helping me to get to that place. And uh, I'm excited for the rest of my career. 50%, Travis. It's noted. I said we're going to take that 45. one. I said 45 to 50. I'll take it. We round up here at Pulp Yeah, MX. we do. We do round up. <laughs> Whether it's eating portions or success pie portions, we round up. Up always. Um, 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, some of you were very rude this week. I, I cut you out of the voicemails, <laughs> but uh, here's the best of the best that was on the on the Pulp Mexican voicemail show. Voicemail show? Hey, Steve. Huh? Randy from Illinois. Hey, I got to make this quick because I got to rail my old lady here. But <laughs> you played, you were walking on eggshells with RV on a couple episodes ago. You should have told him the ranking was RC, MC, Michael SC, then RV. And I'd love to get his reaction on that. Thanks a lot, man. No doubt you are the best. Take care. Yeah. Hey, my name is Arnold, and I just had a couple questions for Steve. Um, I'm from, like, Washington, and I was wondering if we're ever going to get a 
Seattle race back. I was at the last race in Seattle. That was kind of where I got into Supercross, and it was awesome. And just wondering if you know if we'll ever get a Seattle race back. And then the other question was about the satellite teams, like how they work. Um, like is BTO a satellite team for KTM? And then how's come Kawasaki doesn't have a satellite team? Like they only have the factory bikes, right? Um, and then I wasn't sure if Yoshimura Suzuki and RCH were both factory teams or if one of them was a satellite team. Anyway, thank you. Uh, Seattle, I think will be back. I've heard that they'll be back. Um, really? Yeah. They, I hate that place. Yeah. It wasn't a, it didn't look like a fun drive and, to race. And it, absolutely not because of the fans of the stadium. I thought the stadium no. was great. The, the cool. dirt is horrible and the yeah. rain is horrible. Yeah. It didn't look like a fun track to race. No. Although the last year, I think last couple of years, the rain no. didn't come and it was all right, but. And all right is still pretty bad. Sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the factory uh, concerned. Uh, Cowie doesn't have a satellite team just because they don't want to. They can certainly have it. Uh, BTO Sports is a satellite team of KTM. They purchase uh, their motors and suspension program from KTM, and then they uh, provide that works equipment to riders. And the RCH team, though, is not a satellite team. That's a full factory team uh, endorsed by Suzuki, and uh, they're supposed to work nicely with the uh, Yo Suzuki guys. So it's really just however the teams want to do it, whatever they want to do allocate their resources and uh, decide what to do. Things come and go. Riders, uh, sometimes they decide to go big next year, one year, and then decide to go a little. It's all marketing and, and, and that kind of stuff. So, Hey, this is Daniel. I was calling the one, I was just wondering uh, where Greg Albertson was these days. I don't, I'm not all on the social media all the time, so I'm not sure what, where he's at or what he's doing, but, um, you know, with Jimmy doing his thing, Seems like Greg would have followed followed suit, but maybe somewhere else. I don't know. All right, thanks. Ten thirty eight Pacific time, PM Monday night with Greg Alberson. Right now, he's probably drunk somewhere in a gutter. But in general, if that's what you mean, he is uh, he's crew chief on the motorcycle superstore Jimmy Albertson team. So Greg Albertson is a uh, crew chief over there with Kyle Cunningham and uh, and Josh and and um, or, I mean, I should say and uh, Jimmy and then Josh Orsby. Is that Josh Orsby? I have no idea who's over there, honestly. Uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, Greg Albertson. I know Jimmy's over there, yeah. Jimmy Albertson yeah, and Kyle is. Cunningham, but yeah. I don't know anybody else. All right. What's that wrong with Yo, that dog? Yeah, I was just uh, huh. left the poker game and uh, got myself a top six, which is uh, better than I can ask for for my favorite rider, uh, Christoph Porcel. You know, I was kind of hoping for a top six. uh Top five, but that's cool too. But uh, haven't got that out of him. Mohead, we're cheering for you, bro. But uh, we ain't got the top five or top six or whatever yet from you. We want a top five from Porcel. We ain't giving up yet. We get your Porcel fans out there. Time will tell. It's a good heat race, good qualifying, good heat race. We need a heat race, bro. You ain't doing shit out in the heat races. We need that. So, Mohead, keep working, bro. Your Psych Creek fans are still cheering for you. And uh, it's all good. Keep killing. Appreciate y'all's hard work. Pulp, appreciate y'all's hard work, too. Um, yeah, uh, Purcell's getting close to top five. He's doing better. Dude, I don't know how that dude pulls practices so often and is not in contention for a podium. 
Mm-hmm. That it just if I was pulling practices, I would be winning races straight up. That blows my mind. Keep in touch with yourself. Don't let your meatloaf. Hey, what's going on, Steve? It's a gringo, Gomez. <laughs> I heard you on the show saying that um, you weren't coming down to Daytona. Uh, if you need a, a place to stay or something like that, you and Pookie, I got a room at the house, bro. I'm in between uh, AC's house and Melrose's. Uh, you know what I mean? So if you need a, if you change your mind, man, you save a couple of dollars, you can stay at my house. So just in case you want to do a last-minute thing, shoot on down. Hey, I, I got uh, I got a topic I want you to bring up if you can. This guy, Dan Truman, that you were talking about, I heard him on the Fantasy for Atlanta, the fan, Fantasy SX. I seen the dude riding at Florida Track and Trail. I think it's the same guy. 101 was his number. And the dude flies. I mean, he ain't got the endurance that uh, Reed has, but but the guy's good. And I was just wondering, is that the same guy? And, and if you can, elaborate on a guy. You know, give us a little history. Because I'm curious to to know about the guy. It was actually uh, it was it was really enjoyable to watch them riding him, Burner, and uh, Reed. But uh, that's it, man. If you decide to come down, man, just do it up. You got my number on a voicemail thing there, so just give me a shout back. I took off, so I'll be home, man. All right, bro. Have a good one. Appreciate the show. I'm sure this guy's cool, but if I said, "Hey, Pookie, we're going to Daytona." I got a guy who no, said I can... No, this dude's rad. Yeah, but I'm not staying at his house. I appreciate the offer. Probably not, because you're a little sketched out about that stuff. I but pre- if it was me, I would be there. Really? Yeah. I appreciate the offer. You're a little weird on that stuff. A little weird on yeah. staying with a guy who yeah, I don't but know I'm, his house? I'm, you can't really take my statements, because I'm a weirdo, too. I give people hard The guy can rape me. Stuff. I mean... Dude, Steve. Sorry, bro. Well, he can rape Pookie. No. Like, look, I appreciate his... He's probably very nice. You met him. He's, he's a, he's a he's, fan no, of the show. No, he's a great dude. I appreciate that. And he, it's, he's it's harmless. nice of him to offer. It's harmless. In Florida. If I said, hey, Pookie, we're going to Florida. I'm flying you to Florida. Uh, I got a guy. What are you doing? Turn up. It's 1043. She's trying to relax, bro. And she's drinking a beer. She's trying to relax, bro. Don't tell everybody. Um. So anyways, again, like. <laughs> like right, hey, bro. hey, we're going to Florida. I got a guy who left a voicemail. Says we can stay at his house. Is his name Timmy Ferry? No. Oh. I mean, again, it's nice. It's, I, I get it, but you people, I'm okay. I but if anybody that lives in like Australia wants to invite us to their house, then no, maybe we'll, we'll think stay about with Florida. Mim. No, we'll stay with Mim. That's yes. it. Yes. We Definitely know Mim. Stay with Mim. He's right. got. I'm telling you. Up. I'm telling you, dude. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's his other question? Oh, Dan Truman. Yeah, Dan Truman from Florida, buddy of Chad's and JT's from way back when. Used to be JT's mechanic, and um, he was fast. He was a fast team. I think he got ride a team green back in the day. Uh, just whatever didn't work, pro career didn't work out. But, yeah, he's a good rider. He's always been a good rider, and he raced Loretta's last year. And uh, that's cool that this guy was impressed by Dan's, Dan's riding. Uh, Athena and Get he works at now. So, um, oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's that's really nice. Um Nate, what's up, man? Welcome to the Pulp and Mech Show. What's your question? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? We're good, thanks. Good. Hey, I was just curious um, with the increasing amount of riders that start at such a young age at such a high level. 
Um, do you think we're ever going to see a real standout rider like Dungey or Villapoto or Carmichael or any of these guys um, with the level that these kids are going at? Uh, I think we'll see more of them because they're they're getting younger and younger and getting more and more help in the amateurs. I mean, there's a, I know from people talking to people in the industry that there's 11-year-olds that are making over $100,000 a year from, from clothing companies. Yeah, but well, with the, one kid. the increased uh, amount of kids doing that, do you, do you think there's going to be a guy that, you know, he'll win 10 races a season oh, or something? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, yeah, who knows, right? I mean, you know, if you look at uh, uh, Adam Cincerillo, um, M- Michael Essie, Davey Millsaps, those are three of the highly touted amateur riders to hit the scene in the last – 15 years and while all three guys have been really good none of them has been dominant Carmichael and Stewart were also hot amateurs and that worked out for them but there's way more hot prodigies Robbie Renard's another guy um that didn't work out you know so I think I always I think that the these champions and these incredible riders will always be dudes that were not the man um in amateur race which is what McGrath was saying a couple shows ago and he he gave us a reason why he thinks that you know I think that's a very good kind point. Of born with it. Yeah, I just think you get burnt out. I think if you're a Lessie, Millsaps, you get burnt out from you were a mini superstar from when you were 10 years old, and by the time you hit 21, 22, you're good. You have a lot of talent, but you don't have that drive anymore to just be the man. Uh, Ryan Dungey no, came out of the B been. class. Ryan Villapoto got beat a lot by Josh Grant and Michael Lessie. And, and, you know, outside of Stewart and Carmichael, I you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Central California, so yeah, I see Ryder Di Francesco and, you know, Jet Reynolds and some of these kids riding around and it's just crazy. Yeah, all Sadly, those beggars all those track, Yeah, so. all those Bakersfield kids are all they're 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 killing it right now and uh they're some of the most successful amateurs in the circuit, so it's gnarly. Hey dude Stuce, you still got a shot, so I appreciate it, bro. I know I got a shot. I'm working my ass off every day, I'll be there. Thanks, Nate. Are you uh, going to pull one out of your ass and make it next weekend or what? Oh, dude. <laughs> that could be tough with his leg. Trust me, bro. If, <laughs> if I could, I would, dude. You have, like, honestly, you do not even realize how much I love riding my dirt bike. If I could throw my leg over my bike tomorrow, I would do it. Like, I truly love riding dirt bikes to the core of my heart. And uh, oh, I if I could it. be riding, dude, I would do it. Not for you, not for anybody but myself. But, you know... If it didn't, if it didn't matter about my health, I would be on my dirt bike tomorrow. All right, cool. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. Thank you. You guys have a good one. Thanks, Hell yeah, Nate. thanks, Appreciate Nate. It. Supermodel orgy or fresh track in the fresh in track. It. Okay, all right, all right. Let's continue the voicemails. I don't even like twigs, dude. Time. Supermodel orgy is not my thing. <laughs> if you if you told me BBWs, I'd be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah, you like that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Hey, I was watching the MXGPs over the weekend and uh, saw your buddy Hurlings, and it made me think of something that um, Stephen Everts made reference to earlier, and I was wondering if you could shed any more light on it. Sound like Everts was saying that Hurlings had uh, something to do with um, him leaving KTM and now being with Suzuki, and I was wondering. Again, if you could shed any light on that, was just curious. Thanks for your efforts. Look forward to listening to the show. Thanks. Bye. I don't know for sure, 
But yes, I've heard that from very highly connected people. Hurlings and Everett did not get along. Everett was trying to show them how to do things, and Everett, uh, Hurlings is a pretty stubborn dude, uh, a little cocky, wanted to do things his way. The KTM team, the 450 team with Antonio Caroli, that's not a KTM team per se. That's run by an Italian uh, guy um, that Caroli's always known. So it's more of like a RCH team. So Everett has nothing to do with the 450 team over there. So he only works with MX2 guys, and that's Hurlings or Puntis or whatever the kid's name is. Puntis. Um, I forget his name. Somebody will correct me in the chat room. But That's um, almost a cuss word but, in Spanish. Uh, but... Uh, Anyways, so yeah, Hurlings and Everett's did not get along. Everett's basically got canned from KTM, and uh, and the rest is history. Now he owns uh, Sylvain Gabor Suzuki team. Yeah, I'm just wondering how to listen to the Moto 60 show live. Go to the website. I got your app. Go to Stitcher. I can't figure out how to get it live. Uh, you can listen to Moto 60 live on the app under the info tab, Pulpamex app. Click on the info tab. There's a Moto 60 button. Hit that. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB Thursdays at noon Pacific. And this is why we need a new app. Well, if that guy... Info? If How that, is that connected to live? Believe me. I know. <laughs> we can't change the tabs. I told the, you not to get him started on these things. Because the company went out of business. So Swisscore can't change the name of the tabs. And we didn't have the live shows until... <sighs> Blame him. Right over there in the corner. Travis, you suck. You should make that one of those little quote things. My bad. Are you going to make us a cool app? Really? Come on. Are you going to charge us a lot of money? Or is it going to be Probably. Are you going to give me like a nice... I'll tell you what. You keep hooking me up with stuff, I'll, I'll do my best. All right. Hey, guys. This is TC, also known as uh, Axo John, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I think you guys are just nuts. <laughs> I'm about saying that the Axo gear looks terrible. Uh, I'm sitting here looking look at terrible. the trolley stuff, and that stuff is absolutely hideous. It looks like something something that a, a clown would wear. It's just terrible. I'm not saying the fly stuff looks bad, but you guys are just off your rocker if you say that this AXO stuff is as terrible as you're making it out to be. And, you know, I, I've worn lots of gear brands, and the quality on this stuff, is way better. Uh, you know, you can't tell me that Axo doesn't look better than like O'Neill or some kind of garbage like that. It's just absolutely terrible quality of gear and terrible looking too. So. I might give him O'Neill. Anyway, yeah. I love Maxo gear. I've rode for him for a lot of years. I think you guys are crazy. Anyway, we have a good one. Th- this guy called in last hey. week and we, we just said, hey, you know, enjoy your job at Axo in the, on the mon- tomorrow morning, you know. Yeah, because he like he sounds like he works for Axel now. He's yeah. joking that he doesn't. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the good thing about like Fly and Fox and Thor and these big companies is they literally have eighteen gear lines that appeal to sixteen year old people or forty year old people. Um, you know, there's some stuff from Fly that I don't like and I would never wear. Same with Fox. There's other stuff that I think is great. Troy Lee too. I seen some Troy Lee stuff that I love. I've seen some stuff that I think is hideous. And I think what these gear companies try to do is just like, fuck it. Let's try to make, you know, 15 gear patterns. And that way we'll capture everybody's Everybody. sense of style. Yeah. Whatever they want. Yeah. I don't know what this guy's thinking on the line, but that Axel gear looks like shit. Oh, Kate's going to be really upset with Dude, you. Kate can be upset at me all he wants to, but those things are stuck back in like the 70s. 
Caroli stuff looks good. Dude, no. But it's custom. It's all custom stuff. Is it? Yeah. Dude. Caroli stuff looks Cade good. Cade stuff. Just like, I feel like when I look at it, like the colors were sun faded or something. Like, we need to get back. We need to, you know what I mean, kind of move up in the design. Mm -hmm. I don't know, dude. Not digging the Axo. All right. Hey, what's up? Just listen back to uh, Monday's show uh, on the podcast. Um, I got to say, I hate to be critical, but that show was terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. All you did, you had to make. I hate to say this, and I don't want to be critical, <laughs> but that show sucks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> had the making for oh. the best show with JT in studio, and instead you rambled all show about Davalos. Like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Stop. You just ramble and ramble about the same thing. It wasn't even it wasn't even uh, anything interesting. And then you talk about your, your Taco Bell and your Verizon <laughs> Wireless getting involved and you're like the old man on the porch. You're rambling. It's it, fine. We get it. But, man, you had JT in studio. Uh, guys had, had how many stories, how much opinions on riding, and you used none of it. Instead, you rambled on about Olympi uh, and not paying and, and, and McDonald's for your fat ass for the sport. And, and Domino's. You're, you're an angry, angry old man. Fuck you, bro. That's the best part is he says thank you for, for, for your content. Fuck off. Um, look, it's a five-hour show. I highly doubt I just went on about Davalos and outside sponsors for five hours. Like, I really don't think you so. Can't even, you can't even do it. I mean, I'll give the guy that I went in a five-hour show. There's 45 minutes of commercials. So in a four-hour and 15-minute content show, I probably rattled on about Davalos and Taco Bell and everything else for 25 minutes. But there was still three and a half hours of everything else. So I'm saying that's not. But I mean, that's honestly, not bad. don't listen. I, I, I no. I mean, okay, I, I know what listen, he's saying. Okay, I know what he's saying about me being an old man on the porch. I do get on things. I have opinions on a little certain bit. things. Yes, I do. You, you ride but, them too, like I mean, a little long. Okay, I get it. But the show is what it is. You know, at this point, <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm trying to be myself. I'm trying to be real. And th and that's I'm why you, and honestly, that's why he's listening to the show. All he's saying is, you know, don't ramble on about Martin Davalos. Take it for what it is. Tonight, I felt like. He's, I have a feeling he's not going to stop listening. Okay. Tonight, I felt like there was something earlier in the show that we were rambling on about. and I Jake did, Weimer. Was that it? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I was like, okay, we got to go. Like, I felt in my mind, like, okay, we built. We beat we beat this topic to death. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I want this guy to know that I'm thinking about these things. <laughs> and but, and you know what? I think that's all he really cares about, Steve. If you're Marty Davalos, <laughs> and you, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm kidding. But you know, I mean, I think all he really wants to know is that you care that you rambled on and you understand. Here's the thing that you rambled on, and you'll be better next time. Here's the thing about me. I will play that voicemail of cr that guy being critical. If you call in a voicemail about what sucks about the show, I will guarantee play it. I like that stuff. Hell yeah. I think it's funny. That's because at Pulp MX, we want to be better. Yeah. Damn yeah, We want to be better, Travis. Oh, I hate that one guy. <laughs> it's your show. You talk about whatever you want for as long as you want. 
I mean, uh, look, the, highlight. the, uh, the, the ratings are growing. The listeners are growing. The show is, it's booming. It's, it's booming. Hey, as long as those checks keep coming in. Bop, 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 so, like, so like whatever I'm talking about is working, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, I do. There's tend to, always room for improvement though, Steve. There is. Absolutely. There is. And I do tend to rattle on about different stuff. I get and, that. And, and what pretty much by, by you answering these voicemails is what we're saying to all you people out there is we care. We care. Mm. Not Steve, but we do. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> I mean, if I tried to be the, sh- if I tried to fix everything that people wanted me to do, it wouldn't be my show anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it's totally like, true. You like gotta be original. Dude, different strokes for different folks. Some people aren't going to like everything yeah. about the show. Damn straight. You know? Preach, my brother. Right. So like, you know, anyways. Let's go. Come on, Travis. God damn it. Highlights from this money race in Tampa, Florida, the pro circuit open. And Michael Byrne was racing it, but he had a cycle trader, Rock River Graphics on. He didn't have, like, any of the factory Yamaha stuff. Or not that he rides for them, but you'd think he'd have, like, maybe Chad Reed's graphics because, I mean, he's heavily involved with Chad Reed. But he had cycle trader graphics. Do you know if he has some sort of maybe deal with them to race amateur stuff or maybe outdoors or something? Uh, thanks. Yeah, I don't really know for sure, but he obviously has a deal with Rock River slash Cycle Trader that for a bike. That was interesting. Yeah, um, and and he's going to ride Loretta's. He's going to do all this stuff. So maybe he's part of that blue crew. Even you know, Yamaha's yeah, getting I was, some support. I was surprised he wasn't running because it was weird because he had a Chad Reed number plate, and then he had like, could, did you see a hat match Chad Reed's? It said three sixty flat. 360 fly or whatever that oh. camera thing is. Yep. And then on the side shroud, it was just like the cycle trader bike. So, you know, there's something going on there. I was really surprised he wasn't sponsored by Chad Reed's team since they're yeah, best I, buddy old pals. But I think um, he got bikes and good parts. For him. I'm guessing he got bikes and parts from Yamaha yeah. and Yamaha puts people on that rock river cycle trader deal for the amateur support. Yep. And that's what they said. They said, Hey, we'll give you bikes and parts, but this is what you got to be on. Yep. And he went, cool. So, Sweet. uh, burner is going to be the immediately heavy favor for Loretta Lynn's title. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. right. Hey, Steve. Um, I wanted to thank you for uh, forwarding my email over to uh, your guys over at Atlas. Um, they gave me a, a great industry deal, and I really appreciate that. Um, secondly, um, just for food for thought, I'm driving uh, to work, and I thought I'd give you a call. Um, everybody's talking about ways to change the Supercross series and benefits, plus and minuses. I don't really like anything that's been divvied out, or at least that I've heard. Um, but I know I know some other forms of auto racing give points for, like, uh, full position or, or, you know, top qualifier or something like that. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, giving out points in, in different areas, like, you know, heat race winner, winner gets, uh, you know, out, out of whatever, five points or ten points or whatever, uh, you know, Fastest qualifier gets a few points. Uh, you know, whole shot in the main, you get a point, something like that. Uh, just ways to kind of divvy it up. That way, the Michael Lessies of the world, the Justin Brayton's of the world, I mean, will kind of make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, thanks for the great show and the content, and I will see you at the races. Yeah, bro, I've always said that. Points for um, points for whole shot, points for heat race wins, points for fast <laughs> qualifier. What? Just change something. Thank you. Don't they know that already? I know. I've, I've, if you haven't listened to the show and you didn't know that, um, yeah. So. Um, He's okay. all about it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's switch it up, man. Let's let's change up the points. I'm, I'm I say you it. should get 25 points for a whole shot. 
I don't know about <laughs> that one, but uh, okay. So, uh, all right. Hey, Steve, love the show. Uh, just got a question for you and whoever else you dragged into the, the deal this week. Who would win a five-lap race between RC and RV if they lined up today? Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Is that a joke? Uh, Come on, bro. uh, I know, right? Seriously, right now? I know. Um, RV. All day long, right? Um, I think by a lap. Battle of the gingers. Yeah. I'm sorry, but RV is going to destroy Ricky Carmichael. Especially on an outdoor track. Boom. Stamp it, bro. Okay. All right, next question. Keep going. Hey, Steve-O. Um, hey, I had a question uh, regarding kind of the perception of the factory teams these days. I've been listening to the podcast from last week on a roadie, and uh, a lot of talks about different teams and who you can have as a trainer and who you can't and what the influences of are the teams. And it had me thinking of, like, what the teams how – do, how do people view the teams? How do racers view the teams? For example – you know, back in the 80s, like Honda was corporate, shirt and tie, do it by the book, strict. And then, you know, they had kind of like their own personality. And I don't know how that looks these days. Like, how do people view Honda and factory racing? And how do people view Cowie? Like, what's their personality versus some of the other factory teams? Um, I'm just curious what their kind of uh, vibe is these days inside in the house, with that, the personality that nobody sees. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Um, you know what? I, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm friends with all these guys, and I go around the pits. So, I mean, the Cowie guys have fun. They're they're always laughing and joking. Honda guys are probably a bit more buttoned up. Uh, Dan Bentley over there is a funny guy. He's a good guy, but they run a little more serious of a ship, I'd say. But I don't For know. Sure. There's Gothic and Brent and Rich. And they're all laughing. The mechanics are. Yeah, so. but you don't know what from the outside how people see those teams. No, I know, but I'm just trying to think like, um. And then, you know, I'm sure with Yamaha, with Keith McCarty, it's a barrel of fun over there. Um, <laughs> Was that sarcasm I Suzuki, heard? Oh, Suzuki, Mike Webb. Mike Webb's cool. Leroy, those guys are really cool over there. Mike Webb's an awesome guy. Uh, Rob Hendrickson, who, who works for RG3, owns RG3. Uh, he's uh, he's as funny as they come, a suspension guy. So they're, they're a good bunch of guys. Again, I'm kind of biased. I know all these guys. So I know how to joke yeah. with them or talk to them or whatever, you know. Um yeah, they're all they're all pretty good guys. RCH guys are cool and uh yeah. Steve. Just catching up on a couple of podcasts. Heard you talking to Bowers, the Paul Bebeck show. For the love of God, please don't have him come back in and co host. <laughs> it's already enough to have him on the phone. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bowers was good. Sorry, I don't I thought Bowers was fine. I don't know. I like Bowers. He was pumped to do it. He was. That's half the battle. It's like internet. He's pumped on life. Damn He's pumped straight. to be here. So got to get these guys here. Right. Hey, Ride Engineering's uh, got a new deal on for Pulp Mex. If you want some triple clamps, uh, some bar mounts, things like that, a pull rods, niggas pull rods, brake parts, <laughs> uh, Pulp Mex dash 20. Used to be 10%. Ride Engineering is now giving uh, 20% off for our listeners. So what? great company, great guys. Did you ever use anything from them? No, but I should. 20% off at Ride Engineering? Yeah. What? 20% off at Ride? It's a little much. (laughs) 
it's a little much, Damn. buddy. <laughs> like, I sort of appreciate it, but we can kind of see through this. Oh, uh, oh that was Guts great. Guts Racing. Check out Guts Racing. Pulp MX-16. Saves you big with those guys. Lightweight seat foam. Uh, seat bases. Uh, complete seats for, for anything. Uh, the home of seats. Guts? Uh, Guts Racing. <laughs> Uh, works connection <laughs> works connection yeah how much are we saving at works connection? well we're not saving because they have a map policy but oh damn it their start hook what no the start hook yeah, you're supposed to act like you know about it oh oh yes no the start hook really is good i use it on my bike um at rocky mountain and uh, i use it as my privateer bike um i think it's the best one out there bro and uh if you don't have it you're not getting whole shots Worksconnection.com. be there be square Trey Kennard, Cade Clayson, Austin Stroop, Jake Weimer, all in the show tonight. David Pingree also calling in. So it's been terrific. Gloating about his uh, sandwich downing skills. I watched the rest of that video. It's really funny. Sandwich and pickle. Go to racerx.com. He got it down. Check it out. He got it down like no other. He can put it down. Man, I was dying when I was watching that video. Um, Yeah, next week, Kiefer's are in, everybody. So that'll be fun. And uh, always, as always, go to pulpamexshow.com for sponsored deals. Check out the uh, archives. Um, That's right. Go down. <laughs> That's such a good one. <laughs> uh, what? I'm waiting for him to hit the other one. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's key for everybody. He'll be in next week. Third oh. magazine. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, thank you, man. Yo, Thanks for up? coming in. Oh, hell yeah. Hope you had I, fun. No, I absolutely love being on the show every single time. Um, I, I enjoy your guys' company, and uh, it's cool to be here. And I'm just glad to be back at Pulp MX. Bummed to be hurt. God, but um, I, hate, I hate that you're hurt. I know, I dude. It's, wor- it's the so worst. stupid. It is. Stupid head. Stupid head is exactly what sums oh, that up. Damn it. You know what, though? I was I was talking to somebody this weekend, and I'm like, I was down for six months last year because my broken wrist right. broke my femur this year. I got all the shit out of the way. I we are so. we're going now for a done. we're a five year clean streak, and we're just going to be killing it. Is there any way we can blame this on Mo Filthy? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um I really think I'm going to have a good next three years, and it's going to be fun. I hope so, bro. Me it too, sucks dude. that you got hurt because yeah. this was a, a shot off Privateer Island, and uh, you got hurt. And that I think sucks. there's really nothing. Um, Nothing but good things to come for the 70s, dude. Oh, good to hear that. I've been yeah. working my ass off. And uh, and one of the things, I know you hate Ricky Carmichael, but... Um, no, he, I don't hate him. I he, don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him. Okay, okay. We have we have our differences with Ricky Carmichael, but um, he said you make your own luck, and uh, I've been working my ass off, and I think I think it's going to pay off here pretty soon. You know, sometimes there's some things that go wrong, and uh, and you got to deal with them in life and uh, working towards, working towards success. First of all. I'm pretty sure that you make your own luck was not said by Ricky Carmichael originally. Okay, orig- originally. Duh. Okay. okay. I'm just saying. Duh. I read a Racer X article. Ricky Carmichael said to be or not to be. That is the question. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, let's just come on. You know. And boy, was he right. First, and the goat. The goat was Muhammad Ali's nickname. <laughs> oh, that my was God. Muhammad no, Ali's you know nickname. what's so funny? Oh, my gosh. What did my brother say? Uh, give me a second. Let me think about this. Keep talking. I can't remember everything. Um, oh, my gosh. It was something about the goat. Jesus. 
I don't. I don't remember. Jesus can't help I'll, you now. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to think of it and, and come back to it. Over there. Nothing. Nothing. Travis just. <laughs> I. I don't have him figured out yet. Like he's a month into the. Sh or he's two it's months. Better that way. Wait. He's three months into his gig, and I don't quite have him figured out. Three months. Uh, no, two and a half. Because you didn't. He doesn't have a very good concept of. I was going to say the clock is all well, kinds of the, broken. We had the lone wolf in here for a couple of shows at the beginning of the year. So. Yeah. Um, Lone Wolf almost scoped, uh, snaked you out on the job. Lone Wolf and him were interacting on Twitter. I saw that. Yeah, I follow both. Yeah. Buddies forever. Yeah. Did you come to it again? Nope. Oh, okay. Totally forgot. Uh, the bat. The good news about your injury is that you can come back to the yes. studio. Yes. Yes. And the also, also the other good news about my injury is um, I've been working my ass off on my CD and uh, and I hope to come out with it in May. So we'll have a little bit of moto yeah. music if, coming out in May. If Chad Reed's still racing in 2018, maybe that intro song will get done. It's going to be done in, within two weeks. So I'll make sure to um, air it on Pulp MX and uh, everybody will get a nice little listen before we air it in the stadium. And Yeah, uh, so you're going cool. to finish it. We're going to send it to Chad, get okay from him. Then we will release it on Pulp? Yes. And then, okay. All right, we can do that. That'd be cool. A, a, a Pulp MX Chad Reed song um, exclusive play. Well, it's better than the Pulp MX song that you have not made for me. It's hard to make a second. I mean, dude, topping, topping the first Pulp MX song is going to be freaking hard. You were supposed to make another Subway song, too. Dude, you said you were having another subway route. I had. You don't understand. You said that. I, I know. Didn't say I that. know. I've been working on a lot of stuff, but it's been put to the side because I've been working on this CD. This album is is important, and it's gonna make me enough money to to race to race outdoor. It's good. I heard one of the songs on the way here. Yeah. This is your hey. crowning moment hey. in life. Here we go. If uh. you never do another song. <laughs> Going down the highway, it's in my way. Looking down the street, fuck. <laughs> Much paper so in my good. pocket. I I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass. <laughs> what happened, dude? Your guy's on top of it. He's playing. He's got the subway song on lock. I mean, this dude. Why'd you shut it off? I didn't know how long you wanted to go with that. Sorry. It seemed like it was going pretty well. My, my bad. My bad. Wow, we were, I can't win everything. We were kind of rocking. after eleven, bro. We were kind of rocking, bro. Travis just Jesus killed the vibe. really, really, really whack. <laughs> God, I was thinking for here or to go. It's on our app. What I you think? think huh? I think it's on our app. It is. It's on it the is? app. Yeah, it's people on can the get app. it on the app. You know, the app. So. Honestly, I just remembered the app got that much better because of that. Yeah, the subway yep. song is on there, it's and a the Pulp MX songs on there. Yep. Uh, thanks to uh, Swisscore and Moza for all their help. Thanks to our guests tonight. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Travis. Did you mention the new baby? Whose new baby? Come on, the new Moto baby. Chiz. Oh, Chisholm? Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to Chisholm's on their baby. Oh, she's so cute. Friends of ours. Um, Pookie, thank you for coming on for a little while. You haven't been on for a while, so it's You're been welcome. good. Um, Travis, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. To work on that app. Get to work on that email program. Mm -hmm. Get to work on that stats. Mm -hmm. All right. Get to work on your wedding. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. At Travis, at I'm Travis Marks on Twitter if you want to follow him. And uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce, always love you in studio. Thanks, buddy. Dude, thank we'll, you so much. We'll I'm you, bummed that it's over. We'll get you back in soon. Cool, perfect. I hope to be back soon. All right. Sooner than later for sure. See everybody next week. Peace. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it.
I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>